Hi, I'm Steven Copper and you are listening to the We Are Science DC Comics podcast. The official, unofficial podcast of We Are Science DC Comics blog.blogspot that's in. I warn you, Jim and Eric are going to spoil the shit out of this week's books, so you might want to read them before listening. Are you ready for some action? Here comes the action. Oh, wait a minute. Hey guys, where is my 50 American? Well, fancy seeing you here. What a delightful surprise. Alright. And how are you today, Bruno? Oh, Captain. You want me to pound you later? Um, I'd like you to forego a pleasure like that. There's something about flying a kite at night that's so unwholesome. Hello, Mother dear. This podcast is on fire. Welcome back to Weird Out Loud, the weirdest goddamn DC Comics podcast this side of the Mississippi. Which side, you ask? Take your pick. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And this is episode number 63. Jim, tell us what we're proud of. 63? I don't know what we're proud of because usually I start with a little more of an intro than the proud stuff. Tell us what you're proud of. Hello and welcome to the Weird Side of DC Comics podcast for the week of March 19th, 2016. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of Stephen Copper doing the intro. Oh, yeah. Stephen Copper was in. He got a hold of me, said he wanted in, so there he is. I 50 might e- America. We might even have a little more of him later in the podcast. You really? never know. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Kids Network, and the Batman Podcast Network. You can proud. follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. You can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Follow us on our site, which again is weirdsciencedccomics, blog.blogspot.com, and also on Podbean at weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com. And as I always do, we're going to go through this whole goddamn setup for the Weird Science Rant and Rave Line, which we have a couple tonight as well. But you can call it 641-715-3900 and enter extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. Just keep hitting the pound sign. Brandon will tell you. (laughs) Just have to keep hitting that goddamn thing. And as we always do, we want you to please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you download it, wherever. And this week we received three five-star reviews on iTunes. And they were from YMG210, Juggalier. Don't even want to know what that person's up to. Sounds like somebody that drinks a lot of Fago with you. Uh, streets will run, what, orange with Fago? Is that what it's called? You know? It's red. red pop. And our man, Chris Sheehan. Chris Sheehan uh, gave us a five-star review. He is Chris, who did the oh, nice. Just for the Hell of It po- uh, not podcast, Just for the Hell of It uh-huh. post on Monday. And he has his site. I want to give him a shout-out. It's Chris on Infinite Earths at Chris is on infiniteearths.blogspot.com. He's also on our site. If you go, he's on our blog roll. Nice. Uh, yeah, and tonight we're going to have just me and you. No Reggie, no uh, things with Reggie kind of shoved in or whatever. Reggie's in Germany. 
Sprechen Sie Deutsch? He's in Germany. Or at least trying. When he told me he was in Germany, he sent me a message that he had landed there, and I asked him if he was putting another shrimp on the Barbie. I told him <laughs> I don't understand how things go internationally. But yes, and then I think I told him that Enjoy yourself Germany's some fish and chips. For, Germany's for lovers. I guess. And he told us that he had already had a curry brat. That's disgusting. Curry brat. Maybe if that was to say a uh, little shout out to you and your German food. Or German, German food. Indian your Indian food, food the other day. <laughs> said, you told me you had Indian food. I thought you had corn and deer. Isn't that Indian food? It's called maize. Maize. It's Some called maize. maize and maybe Land Lakes butter. Isn't hey, that, hey, that Indian? Hey, oh, here we go. That is Indian food. That's the Indian food I like. Thanksgiving. That's yeah, right. I like. But yeah, that is going to be just us tonight, and we're going to get on with the news. To me, it looks like a level car. Oh, it's back. Thanks, God. Yeah. Oh, you know, Jim, this week was uh, St. Patty's Day. Oh, is that why that's back? Yes. I like that. I think that is my favorite one of all of these sound, sound bites. That we have. Even the Ed Lover? I, yeah, I like it better than the Ed Lover. Huh. The Ed Lover's good. The Ed Lover's more of a celebration thing. Uh, getting into the news, there's no celebration to that. That just means our podcast has started and we have four hours ahead of us of talking. All right, the first bit of news. DC signs Orlando, Shaner, and Marino. Who are they? Exclusive contracts. Dan Marino. <laughs> he got signed. He's a little old. Guy with the isotoner gloves. DC Entertainment continues to expand its roster of top name talent, announcing that it has reached agreements with writer Steve Orlando. I'm waiting for you. Proud. Proud. Along with artists Evan Doc Shaner and Jesus Marino. Not Dan Marino. To create yeah, I love Evan Doc Shaner and Jesus Marino. I do too. Uh, to create comic books content solely for publishers, DC Comics and Vertigo Imprints. Yeah, but you didn't mention Steve Orlando. You just said Doc Shane. You are right. He's I just, did not. You know, and this is, it's going to go on. This is actually something that we put up on our site, but this is a direct, uh, what is it called? A direct uh, thing from DC, a PR press, press release. An accomplished comics writer and scripter, Steve Orlando is no stranger to DCE, receiving critically critical acclaim from outlets, including Polygon.com, Polygon one of the best comics of 2015, New York Times, io9.com, who said that uh, a certain comic was a top 20 comics of 2015, and He's a nomination from Glad in the outstanding comic book category for his run on Midnighter. Did they Weird. read this book? I thought that they would actually, DC actually has become very in with us. They're, they're in bed with us. They're, they're All right. In you. So we got, we got DC in between us, and I don't know. You go first, I go second, and we'll meet in the middle. No, man. But Eiffel Tower this shit. It's great. I was waiting to see if, why aren't they mentioning us in this press release? Uh, I, I, I think I know. Oh. I think everybody listening knows. Yeah, I think everybody who's listening when they announced this had to have, uh, you know, gritted their teeth a little. <laughs> Reggie actually posted it there, and even he's like, hey, I love Doc Shaner and Jesus Marino, and Steve Orlando is a comic book writer. That what was, was his original stuff. title for this that we had to change? Oh, my God. Goddamn ridiculous. Like, uh, DC has a hat trick like a trifecta hockey uh, Excuse. Team. Yeah, excuse hockey metaphors. <laughs> you guys with your fucking headlines. All right, we go on the – he – did get that glad nomination for Midnighter, the first openly gay male character to star in a comic book. I don't know if that's true. No, I don't no. think that is true. That seems very odd. Is it? I'm pretty sure. If it well, the is. First, I, I, 
Alan, well, Scott. Alan Scott, you know what I'm saying though, but in a comic book, they say it's North Star and Marvel. He's uh, been an openly gay character yeah, for a while. I think what they're saying, I would think that it should say the first openly gay male character to lead. In a, you know, it says to star in a comic book, but I think it's that it would. It, oh, when you're yeah, a star, man, you lead. He has his own title, but Orlando has also contributed. I want to say that North Star that. had his own title before, but I, I, no, I no. want to say I don't read a lot of Marvel. I don't. People just throw these things out and don't expect people to, to check, but not that we check, but it just. No, say you listen yeah. to us. I know that Matt Centauri Griffith of Comicosity said that Midnighter is the book that every gay man should read. What do you okay. think of that, Eric? Every gay man should read it. Not anybody else, I guess. Just the gay men. Orlando has also contributed. Why am I always left out? I, I don't know that you are. Orlando has also <laughs> contributed to the DC superhero universe with writing credits for Justice League, Dark Side, War, Shazam, which we didn't mind. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier this week because I, that's one of the ones that we actually enjoyed a bit. Yeah. Like, you I, like Green Lantern. I did not at all. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind the Shazam one. We just wanted more of these new powers. Yeah, when I didn't get happened. much of it at and all. in fact, a couple people, and I know you're out there, and I believe one might be Brandon, who really does not like Steve Orlando, and I might be making this up in my head. <laughs> But somebody even messaged me when, after they read it and said, holy shit, I just realized that was Steve Orlando after the fact, just from the credit page, and it was not that bad. I do I remember that remember, message. Yeah. Remember don't remember people? who it was. I don't either. I, th I thought it was Brandon. But uh, Steve Orlando then says, DC Comics is the home to the icons, characters, and concepts that form a bedrock of modern mythology, cross boundaries, and inspire people, said Orlando, trying not to sound pretentious, but not yeah. succeeding. I'm incredibly excited to add to this great tradition of storytelling exclusively, a tradition that captured my imagination as a young reader and bring it to a new generation. Plus, they gave me the monies. Yeah, it is. That's what they should. Yeah, really. It's like, hey, I want a steady job, and they're offering it. Yes. It's been and will continue to be an honor. Anyone who knows me knows comics changed my life, and I'm looking forward to showing fans how comics have impacted me and the stories I'll be writing. Now, I, I don't want to badmouth Steve Orlando, but yeah. I will, because this really – signing him exclusive to me, I don't know the ins and outs of the comic industry. It really feels like a, a time where you have a sports team, any sport. Uh, football really comes to mind. Right. And you'll have a guy who is about to turn free agent. And all of a sudden, they throw maybe like a Sam Bradford, Eric. All of a sudden, they throw all this money at him, and you're wondering, who else was going to pay him this money? <laughs> and why are you giving him that much? But that's how it seems. Did you see last season? Yes. And this guy does not play every game of the season. He's not going to be worth it. But Even when he's there. Uh, Reggie told me before when I said that it really seems like DC is, is really on the Steve Orlando tip. And he said to me that probably one of the most important things is hitting your deadlines. And the guy yeah. does that. I'll give him credit. And I told you before, I gave him a big compliment. He really does do well in the Midnighter book where the transition from issue to issue. <laughs> I know that's not compliment. huge, but that is a compliment. <laughs> and I'll tell you, didn't mind his uh, issue that we have tonight. Yes. I, I didn't mind his part of it. But I'll go on because they go. Evan Doc Shaner was the artist on Adventures of Superman, Convergence, Shazam, and Justice League Dark Side War Green Lantern. And will also be doing the art in the upcoming DC Comics Hanna-Barbera Future Quest title with writer Jeff Parker. I like him. I'm telling you, that Convergence Shazam was one of the best looking. Yeah, I liked it though. Books. It was just because it was it had the feel yeah, of it the had that Shazam, old school. Yeah, like Captain Marvel old feel. But feel. I'm thinking about it now. If that's his whole style, I don't know if I am a fan of well, Evan Doc Shaner. I think because that, I didn't care for the Green Lantern Dark Side. Yeah, but that stuff. wasn't that same style. I, I if I remember, it wasn't. Yeah, it was like close an older though. School deal. 
Uh, but I do like it. Again, if you don't like that particular style, maybe it's one of the things that will work on particular books. Like I, I think his I think style. I'm just a fan work. of his name. Yeah, I like it though. I like <laughs> I like the name Evan though too. So, but he likes Doc. We go and have another kid now. Yeah, Evan. Actually, Ethan's name was supposed to be Evan, and Tanya switcherooed it on me, and I didn't realize. You By did, the time you, you, oh, you called him Evan later. for three years. No, it was once. Uh, it was like we. Came up the name Evan, and then within months she changed it. I don't even remember. I, I don't care. Once that just shows you. Does once it say I pick Evan the name, birth certificate. No, no. Okay. Once I pick his name, like this is three months into my wife being pregnant. That's when I stopped caring about the kids. Three months into the pregnancy, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm out. Uh, no, but say that style would be good on say a Supergirl book. You know, even that old school yeah. style would be good. It might be one of those things that maybe his well, style lends itself to a, a certain type of book, like a Batgirl even. Exactly. I was thinking Batgirl myself. If Babtar's not on after Rebirth, yeah. maybe. And it's also funny that they really do have to mention that Vertigo. So, yeah, I don't – like we're saying Steve Orlando. Maybe it's a Vertigo book. Maybe, the, maybe. all these – you know what I mean? I don't read that Vertigo stuff. It's too adult for me. Yeah. Obviously, Doc – uh, is on that Hanna-Barbera thing. So that's not proper DCU as well. But then it ends here. Jim, hey, Jim, Jim. Yeah. That's all in continuity with and the rest of the DCU. I will tell you, if you, do you have the news story here? Jose? Yeah. Do you see how racist <laughs> I am? The guy said Jesus Marino. And somehow I'm writing it up and I put Jose. I hope Jose Marino. <laughs> Jesus Marino's worked on Superman. What I want to know is Justice I really thought like, that you just like copied and pasted. Each no, I thing. think I was writing some of these. Okay. I might have. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's Justice League Dark Side War the Flash, which that art was okay. Yeah. Uh, I, really like, I really like, uh, I was going to say Jose, Jesus Christ. Jose. Jesus' and work. Uh, yeah, I do too. Uh, also, it just had uh, the generic, the new 52 Futures, and who knows? There were so many people involved with that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, on a resume, you always have some sort of job or something that you don't really want to admit to. That might be it, Aaron. Honestly, I don't care for his work on The Flash, but before that, I liked everything I saw that Jesus did. Yeah. All right. And then it uh, continues. They say that Orlando Shaner Marino, and that is Jesus Marino, are the newest names names to be added to this roster. Following the announcement last month of talent signings for writer Tom King from Grayson and Mega Men and Robin War, Clayman, Poison Ivy Cycle of Life and Death, and John Timms, Harley Quinn. Seems like a, a weird deal that they do with these trifectas now that Reggie hated to use that word. Where they have a writer and two artists. Every- the trifecta the first time around seemed a lot cooler to me than this one now. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we wanted them to sign people exclusive. And yeah. Unfortunately, Eric, sometimes you get what you wish. These writers and artists, man, I like to imagine them as little white marbles and DC's a board of hungry, hungry hippos. Oh, yeah. Scabble that shit up. Oh, you're getting racist again. That's weird. Little white marbles. You would think that right off the bat. (laughs) Anybody know what Jose Marino is doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, poor Jesus. Ah, yes, the next one is The Adventures of Supergirl goes from digital first to print starting in May. Cool. that, That is a headline. Woo. That was mine, Eric. Yeah, we're on the press release now. We get all the DC press releases, so we're going to have a little more news on this segment that we actually have put up. What do you think of that? We, we do news? Yep, we do news now. Hold on, let me hit the news button. Hit it. Hit it. Come I'm on. Getting it. News. That was a bluff. Due to popular demand, DC Entertainment will now be offering The Adventures of Supergirl as a limited-run six-issue periodical prior to the collected edition release this fall. 
I don't even know what that means. The Adventures of Supergirl will now ship twice monthly for three months. This is as confusing as that goddamn rent and rate line. To me, it looks like yeah. Come on. I got to do look up in the tree. That's well, up in the tree. Say yeah. Yeah. Boy, that guy is so happy. I, I hope that guy is alive. <laughs> I actually, really, why hasn't anybody gone back to Mobile and find these people for like a, you know, go you, back to where are they now? You know what? We should do a mockumentary kind of thing like Troll Hunter and just do Leprechaun Hunter. Leprechaun. I just, it's. Go to Mobile, I think Alabama. Should go. It's now been a lot of years. Go back there for this St. Patty's Day and see where these guys are. It's like that guy's dead. That guy's dead. That guy's in jail. Boom, Eric. Who's racist now? It continues. Where's Jose Marino? (laughs) Beginning with the adventures of Supergirl number one, collecting digital first chapters one to three on May 11, 2016. Each print issue will have a cover price of $2.99. I think this is great. Eric, I love it. I'm going to say, have you been reading this book? I I know you're doing this digital spotlight with Reggie. Yeah. It's so cool. and it's good. All yeah, right, I like. I it. didn't. I didn't care for the first issue myself because it's just like, all right, we got the Supergirl TV show, so rampage there. We got to yep. make her an alien. Yeah, and well, was, you have to kind of tie it in. They they made it seem before me and Reggie talked about it last week that they wanted to say to you, hey, these all happen between ish, uh, between episodes. Remember we right. laughed that oh, it's going to have nothing. Yeah. Remember with oh, there's carrots just sitting around. But they've kind of gone a little past that, and they've introduced some uh, villains and stuff like that. I, I like it. And I like that first issue because it caught me up because I hadn't seen the TV show. So I didn't mind. But yeah, they continue. The Adventures of Supergirl is a digital first comic book series that launched online in January 2016. Inspired by the CBS hit TV series Supergirl. Critically acclaimed series writer Sterling Gates is joined by a cast of rotating artists including Bengal, John Boy Myers. Is that a boy? Pop Man, Pop Manor, Manuela Lupacino, Carnero, Cat Stags, and Emma Viacelli. Hey! And then they go on. (laughs) The Adventures of Supergirl is a fun, accessible, exciting comic featuring an optimistic and positive heroine going up against some huge threats, Gates told Newsarama in a recent interview. There are so few books like that in the current comics marketplace, in my opinion. And given the show's popularity, Supergirl should be leading that charge. Says the writer of the book. <laughs> it's like eh, I like I, having a job. I, I think this book stinks. Now we like Sterling Gates. I, I like it. I, I like miss Sterling book. Gates ever I, since his time on a uh, vibe. Yeah, I believe that this Monday we should get another issue, and it will be Pop Man doing the art. I actually messaged him because I had not heard his name attached, and he is a friend of the site. And I said, "Hey." I heard you're on Supergirl. I didn't know. And he's like, oh, one issue. And it really sounded depressing to me. I don't know, because uh, we're friends on Facebook, him and I. And uh, he like put out this big press release about it. Just happy to be yeah. on the book. Yeah. Seemed all excited. Maybe he'll be on more issues. Hopefully. I, I like Pop. I asked Pop if he was going to have anything coming out in the rebirth. And he was coy with me. Oh. I did not want to say. Oh, that yes. coy Pop, no. man. He was coy. And the last bit of news, I believe. Yes, this is the last bit of news. Amber Heard. Have you heard the news, Eric? That's what I would put as a, uh, a have headline. Have you heard the news about you, Amber Heard? Have Hurd. you heard the news? Aquaman locked and loaded. How about that? Nice. That would be a Eric Shea special. Instead of Amber Heard confirmed for role of Mara you know, in Justice League and Aquaman. That would be the headline because Amber Heard confirms Mara role for Justice League and Aquaman. Now, Jim... Um, you know, uh, am I wrong here? But didn't we have a news story before we uh, they talked about yep. Mara being in a movie and said, "Don't expect and they an said, Amber Heard type." Amber Heard. 
Yes, they they actually mentioned her as what not to expect. Like honestly, I think they said an Amber Heard type yeah. even. Well, and that's what happens. Is it, she not her own type no now more? We have no. She's changed it up. She's not that type. She's, <laughs> she's not, reinvented she's herself. Not typecast as an Amber Heard type. She's actually Amber Heard. So they didn't want a type. <laughs> no, I, I now we've done this podcast for over a year, right? It's have over we? a year. God yeah, damn. I guess it is. We're on sixty three. Uh, we, I've gotten the idea. I think we've fudged those numbers. I know. I think we have. <laughs> uh, I get the idea every week now that when we hear these things, like say, hey, Supergirl will never cross over with Flash. And then they sit there with their hand up to their ear like Hulk Hogan's. And then they're, they're wondering, they want to hear the outcry. And if people are like, hey, we don't want Amber Heard to play Mara. And then all of a sudden people are online or, yeah, oh, man, Amber Heard would be awesome and awesome. Then they just wait, 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 play a waiting game. Uh, they announce it. I, honestly, it's I think these, they're just lying to us. I know. These news stories just always end up being the opposite. The opposite of what they are. But yeah, it's official. Amber Heard will join Jason Momoa under the sea, under the sea, as Mara in DC's Aquaman film. The actress confirmed her role last night to Entertainment Tonight. Not Weird Science, Eric. No. Entertainment Tonight. Putting to rest months of Would have gone on Skype with her. She would have looked at us. Ew. So good. Yeah, is she's that like, them? Is that guy? <laughs> is that them? And where is that guy's pants? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, and that's you. Pants are for squares. And they're like, man, uh, you're Maybe. trying to squint. Uh, it's actually me. You think I'm Amber Heard because you cannot see. I'm the, and I'm not going to go on with my glasses on. No, you would never wear your glasses for Amber Heard. You don't wear those glasses <laughs> for the UPS man, <laughs> let alone Amber Heard. I don't want him to think less of me. Oh, my goodness. He's a very Amber dapper Heard. fellow. Oh, my. She'd die. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Putting a, And I'd have like this crazy fucking Jamaican Rastafarian fucking uh, wig on trying to look like Jason Momoa. Putting to rest months of speculation as to who she was playing in the tentpole DCU film. Uh, the Pineapple Express actress will make her first appearance in Justice League Part 1, hitting theaters in 2017, and will go on to co-star in Aquaman the following year. Heard even took a moment to describe her costume in the film as half suit of armor, half scales. Half scales. Yeah, but how far of your bust do we see? How much of your bust do we see is what I want to know. Every bit of it. Because I'm a... I'm a guy like that, you know. I'm all, I'm all kinds of. Uh, You're all kinds of what? Terrible. Oh. Perverted. Yeah, I think that's uh, what I was going for. Maybe, she, maybe she'll hook us up on Skype. We'll get to see her put on that. She'll model that costume for us. Yeah, that's what, that's what all actresses want somehow, to do, right? Yeah, they all. We're the casting couch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Somehow we've convinced them all we're the fake casting couch videos. Uh, but we, we're too scared to be there in person. Yeah, it's on Skype. <laughs> Uh, the James Wan-directed Aquaman film hits theaters July 27, 2018. And before we go on to the next bit, Eric, I just want to use that as a good segue to tell you. Me? Well, you already know, but tell uh, everyone. Me and you have officially received advanced tickets to see Batman v Superman this Monday. Monday the Hey, 21st. we're press apparently. Monday the 21st, we can go and watch that movie. Yes. Are we going to do it? We haven't decided. I don't know that we're going to. If we do, we will probably have a emergency podcast about it, a non-spoiler review podcast. I would not get your hopes up. Tuesday or Wednesday. And I said to you, if we do, I want to record it with my phone as we're driving there and waiting outside because, unfortunately, you have to get there very early. The movie starts at 10 at night, and I don't know that we're going to be able to do it. I want to yeah. go see it. 
I love to see. All right, everybody. If you want free. us to see this, we're gonna have to start putting ads on the site, chart like you know, ads in the podcast. Yeah, so we don't have to get to work the next. Exactly. Day. That's the problem because it's at ten. And pay I'm us working. money so we don't have to work and yes. go movies a week early. Well, we have a patron account for you and your glasses. We'll just shift <laughs> it over to us. And I seriously, if we had a patron account or any sort of things like this, I would not pretend that it's to put the lights on. It's I'm a lazy guy who doesn't want to go to work. Yes. That's all it is. I, I want to sit at Eric needs new action figures. Yeah, and I want to sit at home and read comics and, and I don't know, mess. American dream. Yeah, that would be the American dream. That's the Quaker Town dream right there. But yeah, we do have tickets. We got them. And I just it's it's sad because I don't, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna go. I really don't. I we would get there, it starts at ten at night. And I said to you, it's one of those things where they're probably gonna have how long do you think they'd talk beforehand? I've uh, never probably been about to a half an hour. I was at a place. Probably, I did that okay. for uh, when Hannibal came out. I want to say it was oh, 2001. Hello? Hello? Hannibal. Yeah. I thought you were going to go on with that. Is that all I, you were saying? No, I'm just I saying. I was for the, more uh, of the story. There's no real story. We, said, did a, I we had a contest beforehand. They did some trivia. Okay, that's I won story. everything, and then I got kicked out of the theater. Yeah, because you were drunk. No, because I had somebody there who was underage. Oh, really? And they were drunk. I might have been a little drunk. How old were you? 18. Okay. And they were what? Uh, 16. And you were supposed to be how old? Oh, because... 17. It's an R-rated movie. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. The other thing, though, is we got these tickets, and it says that we have to go with an ID. You do not have ID. At all. That's how the man catches you. You know them, Jim? Yeah. Them. So I don't think that that would be a great podcast. We'll be there. We'll record. And we'll just say, yep, we can't get in. Eric does not have an ID. So, Good yeah. times. And, Let's go get something to eat. End of deal. Yeah, I don't know. You have to get there early. And like I said, these people are going to talk. They're going to give you a little thing. I think that uh, a star will come out. And I said, if it is, we'll, Never we'll get Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Everybody else. The start. fuck is Michael Sarah doing up there? Doing. Michael Sarah isn't in this movie. You are terrible, right. Michael Sarah. But you know, it's weird because I really do like to see things early. But boy, seeing that for free. <laughs> no, that's the whole thing, honestly, is seeing it for free like a few days early. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, do you think they have like. I'm going to take our Dr. Pepper swag. Food there? Are we going to get free popcorn? No. That's the other thing. There's going to be press there. And in my mind, too, red carpet, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I, show up I think in, you're building this thing up. I show way up with my shorts, my hat, and a sweatshirt, and we're gonna be in there. Everybody, everybody's gonna be in there with their little pads and freaking writing notes. I'm gonna be eating popcorn and and candy. I'm not gonna write notes. You don't Actually, get popcorn I, and candy when your kids go. I, I'm in free. That's extra money. <laughs> I have that money to spare. Oh, it'd be great. And I think that that IMAX theater it's at probably is one of those where you can put your own butter on the popcorn. Whew, I go nuts. That whole thing is just like butter just dripping out. Oh, I was telling Jess about this yesterday because I was keeping it like you know under the radar until I knew for yeah. sure if we got it or not. And I started telling her about it, and she immediately got mad at me because all of a sudden I have tickets to this, and I'm not going to go with her. We have two tickets. I know. I'm like, what are you doing? You fucking yeah. nut. I got the same thing here. Jesus Christ. Rafe wants to go. And I said, yeah. there's- hey, we want to go, too. We don't even know if we're going yet. Yeah. We got responsibilities. We're adults. Senate, if only this, hey, if anybody is in the King of Prussia area in Pennsylvania, anywhere near there, and they're real inspired, email me at weirdsciencedccomics at uh, gmail.com. That's it, right? That's our way. Yeah, and hey, if we're not going, I'll, I'll email you the tickets. They're emailed tickets. You just print them out. I don't know if they're tagged to my name, uh, but hey, we'll give it a shot. 
<laughs> I got the email, so I don't know if it, you're going to get there with the thing. But, yeah, if you want to go and we're not going, I'll email them. You can go. Eh, whatever. Those are mine. I really don't think we're going to go, Eric. Uh, but you know what? We're going to move on with the mail. The mail, Eric. And it starts off with one, Hannah Bunn. You remember Hannah Pat Bunn. Bunn, right? Hannah Bunn? I do not. I don't either. Hannah Bunn sent us an email. Are you there? That was the email. I don't know. Did you write back? Yes. No, I didn't write anything back. I thought, I don't, you don't like when I write back to people who send in the mail? You do to everyone else. I'm saying them now. Yes. (laughs) We are here, Hannah Bunn, unfortunately for everyone. We are here for you, Hannah Bunn. Uh, What do you need? Are you in trouble? I don't know. You should have called 911. I assume this was Cullen Bunn's daughter and is mad because her dad keeps losing jobs because of your reviews. (laughs) And actually asking if you're there because she sent the hit squad over to get you there. Hannah Bunn. Hannah Bunn. All right, we're going to move on. Mike N. says, Hey, Jim, and what's his face? All right, Reggie. Oh. Doesn't even mention you. So what the fuck, guys? DC is really trying to serve up some shit sandwiches these days, especially with these bullshit oversized 50s. I have read I have read Green Lantern, Action Comics, and Superman. Can't say I liked any of them. I've been getting my comic fix mostly from the older Beyond Digitals. He's a big uh, Batman Beyond. That's a, yeah. That Batman Beyond Digital series is incredible, Eric. Incredible. incredible. Men- magnifique. That's what Jose Marino says. It's Jose, right? He says magnifique. <laughs> He's now French. If I haven't <laughs> read it, it's new to me. Two unrelated points. One, continuity, continuity over story, not the other way around. Damn you're, right. It's lazy like storytelling. And I, I'm telling you. How about this? Continuity and story. Is that such a crazy idea? Huh? Apparently is it? in these days and age. That's how you build a damn universe for being consistent. I think story over continuity came from DC editors, habitual circle jerking each other to the point of utter exhaustion, following any nonsense bullshit through. And number two. I, no, fuck, honestly, what I think is the writers kept whining. It's hard. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, I actually think that they painted themselves into a corner, like I always say, and that whole five-year span that they were supposed to deal with and whatever, it just became very odd. It happens tonight again in Titan's Hunt. There's a weird deal. Titan's sure Hunt is. is so odd. But yeah, now he goes, I don't know why you'd write this, Mike. Why would you uh, badmouth Ryan? Because he says, fuck Ryan, and not the Ryan who writes in now. Never liked that guy. Anyways, I mean, I had to get used to Reggie, but he was fun and informative and sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And you, two chuckle, and you two chuckle heads are dot, 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 fine with a, a question. <laughs> You're damn right, we're fine. <laughs> and yeah, Reggie has those smooth tones. But seriously, anytime Ryan's other daycare side bright, whatever the fuck came up, I'd just skip till I heard one of you two half coherently stringing words together. Is this an insult to Ryan or us? Usually about pooping, pooping or jerking off or dildos. Wait, the podcast does come to you. Have it all. Rant done. You're a homeboy in outer space, Mike. uh, Yeah, Uh, Ryan, you can go for himself, Eric. All right. I told you that I got real mad. It was when I said that he blocked us on things. That's your trigger word. (laughs) He didn't let me get the last word in. Blocked? I couldn't help it. Yeah, he blocked me. As I was typing, I said to you, he went on and on with this nonsense of his. Hey, Jim, calm down. You and, calm down. We already heard this. And no, I, did, I told you I didn't tell everybody what I I'm was going. Sure you fucking went no, on the last podcast. I, I tried to type a whole bunch of things, and then he blocked me before I sent it. No, I just started yelling, fuck him. I didn't really, <laughs> because then uh, Brandon wanted to know the inside story. I told yeah, him. I, I get said, real life in the podcast confused sometimes. Yeah. Then Devil Dad goes on. Devil Dad says, hey, Jim and Eric and Reggie, what's up, guys? And thanks. What's up, Devil Dad? Way. 
Uh, what's up, guys? Just wanted to shoot you a quick email so you didn't think I forgot about you. It's been a very busy week on my end. I didn't even have time to read my books this week because I'm getting ready to go to C2E2. Nice. All right. This will be my first big convention, and I have to say I'm pretty nervous about it because I don't like people. I hear Same that. There. That's like that, that movie would be trouble, too. That's right. I don't like people or crowds or gatherings or shindigs or get-togethers. So why am I gonna? Why am I going? You ask. I mean, surely I must have an extremely good reason for putting myself outside my comfort zone, and I do. I'm gonna punch Scott Snyder right in the dick after what he has done to Bruce Wayne in the last year. Someone has to do it. So if you haven't heard from me by next week, maybe you guys should scrape together some bail money or something. Got to go boarding my plane now. As always, keep up the awesome podcast and keep it weird. Love Devil Dad. And you and now said we got to talk about now we got to talk about the Patreon account to get Devil Dad that's out. Now, yeah, that's all the money that we we're gonna save to you know stay at home. We're gonna have to use for Devil Dad and my glasses. Yeah, and I would want to know when if we do go to the movie, when do the glasses go on? When, as soon as the, lights right, go when down. the lights go down, you won't yes. put them on before then? No. Just imagine that they're going around taking photos of all the different press and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, here's this, that. here's that. I'm just saying if somebody did. And there's me and you, and you have those fucking glasses on. I'm fucking no teeth. Headband. Headband. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, Eric. We are not good looking men. I, you'll you'll disagree. What are you talking about? Three thirty in the bathroom every goddamn bathroom. day at you work. You were doing it the other day. I wanted to get going. <laughs> You're there, freaking blowing kisses to yourself. Uh, and Devil Deb, we want him the. We want another uh, song. We are saying we need more uh, freaking songs from him. Yeah. We want to so stop going in places and doing things and do songs for us. <laughs> yes. And now the next one's Darren D. Ron. D. Ron. Looking at this week's latest issue of Sinestra, help me to realize something that I have had buried in my subconscious for quite some time. Upon hearing last week's podcast and listening to Jim get all hot and bothered over Lois Lane's unbuttoned top, made me think <laughs> of something else entirely. I think I can relate to Jim a little bit. That's scary. And that I, too, have a thing for super-powered chicks. I just like that she's a sexy whore robot. That's the thing is, I think the metal skin is what does it. You have a weird no, metal fetish. With, no, it's just her with the, that open top. Yes, yeah, when she showed metal... up, when she showed up with without that that clothing, I didn't care for. Her. It was when she put that top on, and then you like uh, the metal women. The oh, no, I don't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it involves me with Lissa Drac, Sornik Natu, and Evil Lynn from the Masters of the Universe. I can see that. I don't think I need to say any more. You just said, other than there's something hot about that. I trust you, sick fucks, can fill in the blanks from here. I actually like uh, Cringer a little. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I know you're not arms. a big. I know you're not a big like uh, fan of Master Universe. Please tell me you know who Cringer is, though. Yeah, I do know. Who okay, Cringer. just make it sure. Just make it uh, sure. I don't like him as Battle Cat. I like him yeah. as the, the scared I, Cringer. Me, I'm more of a Beast Man kind of yeah. guy. That guy's a bear right there. You like Beast Man? How about Moss Man? He oh, smells God. like patchouli. <laughs> I think of you when I think of Moss Man. <laughs> As he, he says, I trust you thick fucks can fill in the blanks from here as it will be very plausible that I'll be running the Sinestro Corps from then on out. I'm not sure why I'm writing this. Exactly. Running something. I just felt for Jim last week. Sincerely, your number one Green Lantern Red Hood fan, D-Run. And D-Run started a new site this week. Daddy. He is got, He has the Red Hood Journal. It's a Red Hood fan site. And it's at jasontoddfan.blogspot.com. And I got mad because earlier we said Chris's site. Now I said this. It's not the blogspot.com that ruins our, our URL. It's all that nonsense I put in. Because jasontoddfan.blogspot.com does not sound odd to me. It sounds like a pretty cool site. 
What about Weird Science DC Comics? It just goes on forever. By the time you get to it, I've already I'm out of breath. Hold on. Blogspot.com. I could have just put weirdsciencedc.blogspot.com and no problems whatsoever. Is that part of our charm? Jim and Eric's blog? Jim and Eric's comic book blog. Blogspot.com. Why did I always, I had to insist putting that blog at the end. I don't know. You wanted people to make sure that they knew. This they was knew a blog. it was. I mean, if you, yeah, this is a blog, and then they go to it, and they're like, "God damn, it is." Remember, remember when we put that one article? What did that guy say? That it reminded him of what? Geo cities. Geo cities. It's like I thought Geo cities disappeared, and then I got so Ooh. angry at that guy. Uh, Chasanga's the next mouth. Chasanga says, "Dear Jim and Eric, the truth is garbage. Vandal sucks, and I hate Superman." All right. Okay, the fuck was up with the chaos of Christmas past, present, and future issue when this week's Superman? I don't know, man. What, what is up with stupid-ass Superman believing this is all real after Vandal's all like, like this isn't real, Superman. I like that it's he keeps real? saying to himself, like, this isn't real, but, but what if it is? <laughs> like, what, come on there, Superman. God damn it. You got your powers back and you immediately become a goddamn yeah, retard he again? Lost, he lost his brain. It honestly feels like they wanted truth to be a new status quo for Clark. Thank God Batman v Superman and Rebirth, Rebirth forced their hand. Yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking. It, it all, because of how Rebirth comes, this whole is eight, nine months of just nonsense that I, I just want to forget. It really is. It, it amounted to nothing but crap. And Though, being a man of your age, it won't be hard to forget. You're almost oh, senile. I don't even know what we're doing now. I thought that I was calling <laughs> into my kids. Where am I? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, at work, we were talking about... Where's my we wanted, the, we wanted the truth to be a story, and we were talking and oh, gave, God, gave we each off. other goosebumps. We were so excited about it, and I'm never going to tell anybody what it was. Ever. I don't want to tell everybody that it involved him getting a lot of bat tech. Yeah. Right? And being helped by a little help from his friends. Being helped by Lex Luthor. I'm going to need a help from him. I remember Lex Luthor was going to come in and actually save him at some point. Everybody was going to come in. We had the whole story uh, mapped out. It was so good. All right. Pistol goes on. Pistol. (laughs) Yeah, this was all work time. Pistol says, hey, Jim and Aaron, I haven't written in a while, and Jim only having enough self-esteem to fill a thimble thought that meant I was mad at him. Actually, no. I told you I thought something bad happened to him because the last thing you think that something bad happens to everybody. He sends me a message. Hey, Jim. Uh, shit's going down at work here. A lot of people are getting laid off. I don't know what's going to happen. And then I didn't hear from him for two weeks. And I kept my, hey, are you okay? How was work? What a, nothing. I thought he was dead. thought he killed himself. Wow. Like Ryan should. When oh my in God. fact, I was busy and just kept forgetting. He's like me. He forgets. So I've got a few things saved up for the last few episodes to talk about. Okay? You, you sitting down? Yeah. It's a long email. Pistol is going to make up for lost time. Firstly, somehow... Uh, someone on the show mentioned that some people had problems with the Somnus satellite from Eternal, but not Bruce's backup mind machine powered by symbolic gestures from Batman 49. That was Chisanga said that. For yeah. the record, though, both are as ridiculous as each other. It's weird because you expect it by this point from Eternal, but not really Batman. So it's weird that it didn't bother people more in Batman. But I guess people just eat up whatever Scott Snyder is serving, regardless of how it tastes. And while on the subject, flip Batman and Robin Eternal. Although I like this week's issue a bit better than usual, which I did as well, I can't appreciate it because of the bad taste in my mouth left over from the previous shitty issues. And I have that problem as well. I hate the book with all the inconsistencies and general bad storytelling. I mean, why the hell did Talon show up this week when he wasn't in last week's? But I guess I get what I deserve after reading Batman Eternal last year. Or Batman, yeah, Batman Eternal last year. I should have known better. Hashtag fuck this book here. I even put in my notes. I think I'm getting to the point where you didn't see Deadpool yet, right? No. At the one point, Ryan Reynolds tells uh, fucking Francis 
that after you torture somebody for 24 hours, you really can't step it up. That's what I feel about eternal. I, I've been tortured all this time. I, you just can't get worse. And now I think I've, I've fucking Stockholm syndrome or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on with that book, but I actually like this issue better. Next, I've written about it before, but I have to say I share Jim and Reggie's incredulity incredulity regarding the whole killing joke Batgirl hate. But listening to the recklessness where you were talking about it brought to mind another fucked up Joker moment that no one seems to care about. The scene I'm talking about is in Batman Death of the Family where the Joker's forcing Harley to strip and dress as the Red Hood. And he's making out like he's going to brutalize her face too. He did send the picture. I forgot all about this. Yeah. It's not nearly as heinous as what he does to Barbara, but I find it real uncomfortable scene to read. However, stuff like this doesn't get the same hate as the killing joke. Hashtag double standards. Hashtag words Jim can't read. Now on to the nonsense. <laughs> you guys were talking about calling in sick to work, and I want to I pitch in on the subject. Before Christmas, I got real sick with the flu during the weekend. So on Monday morning, I got up for work, felt like shit, and decided to call in. The rest of the day passed on a haze of pain, fever, and inability to breathe. Then that night, I knew there was no way I'd be well enough to go into work at half six on Tuesday morning. Listen to him with those Scottish terms. So I called in to say I wouldn't be in the following day. I thought I would save the effort of getting up before 6 a.m. to call in. When I dragged my still sick ass to work on Wednesday, I got chastised for calling in the night before instead of the morning of the day I was taking off sick. What's the point when you know there is no fucking way you will be well enough the next day? Seriously, what the fuck? I agree with him. That's bullshit. So my question is, can I call Jim when I need off from work and have him write a note to my employer? And yes, I will. No, that, that's bullshit. There are times when you go to bed and yeah, he wakes up at six, right? Yeah. Like if I'm going to go to bed. Half six. Half six. Uh, that sounds like something that a guy called me once in the pool. I don't know why. But no, if I'm going to, yes, the do. night before, you don't want to have to wake up to call in. That's the point of, you know, you're sick. You don't want to have to wake up early. Yeah. And hell do sometimes you, stay you just home? don't. Yeah. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you send notes. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> the other day, I, where are you? Didn't even know where you were. Last I sent couple you a note things, that time. I didn't get a note. I didn't That's get a note until later that day. And then we started talking about comics. That really? was Wednesday, wasn't oh, it? Oh, no. I, I sent that a half six yeah. that morning. I did not get any note of half six. So then I didn't write a note to anybody, and they came up to me. In fact, our, our boss, who needs that note, came <laughs> up to me. At what time do you think she arrived to ask me where you were? Uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, keep going. The, 3 o'clock? Oh, it's the best. 25 after 3. I was leaving <laughs> in five minutes, and in fact, I was gathering up my stuff. She comes back with this, hey, where's Erica? He was not here today. And she's like, Really? I said, yeah, I, I didn't leave a note when you finally started talking to me from home. Actually, no, before that, I went up to talk to the, uh, another boss, and I said, hey, I didn't get word from Eric, but I don't think he's coming in. Can you pass on the word? Oh, yeah, I'll pass it on. That was probably 1030, and then it didn't pass on shit. Nobody says anything and to anybody know, in that goddamn place. Not writing a note. I, and why you know, well, you would know. I don't know if you'll figure. Why would I not want to write the note? What is the worst part of that note? Because they'd see you put it in yeah, there? Yeah, that's the problem. I'll be walking up with the note, <laughs> and I'll try to sneak it in, and they'll see me. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's a note about Eric. And then they'll start questioning me about it. Hey, whoa, what's wrong with him? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> is he coming in tomorrow? I have no idea. What are his plans guy? for his birthday this uh, year? Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, oh, did You know uh, what he's going to be wearing tomorrow? What's his favorite color? I have no clue. Uh, yeah, they, they always ask me crazy stuff that I do not know or don't want to. Guy was wearing some tight pants the other day. You see that bulge? 
Is that that's what they say, or are you just telling me about myself? My show. Either one. Come on, baby. Half half six. Half, yeah, half six. <laughs> that's actually I'm a half six. That's flaccid. That's what that means. He's All right. Half six. He's a hard nine, Eric. Hard nine. I cannot remember where I am in this mail. I'm looking. Last couple of things. New drinking game is to drink whenever uh, Jim says, "Woo wee." <laughs> Woo wee. I, I don't know if you is actually that say that a lot. Woo wee. It's like Mr. Poopy Butthole. It's yeah. It's uh, oh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. I can't believe Eric dove in deep end off Indian food and chowed down on Vindaloo. Eric, oh you God. never go full retard. Also, Red <laughs> Dwarf is one of my favorite shows. I'm kind of surprised you guys have heard it stateside. Oh, my. It's weird that, uh, I don't know. I guess I think that the world now is more global. than Yeah, it's, even, it's like, a smaller world. Everybody knows better than that. when I went to England and everybody wanted to know if I knew Joan Collins on Dynasty. And I said to them, first off, she's British. Second, that show's been off the air now. He fucking <laughs> nonsense. But yeah, yep, it is here. It's on. I like sci-fi on, shows. Is it on Netflix still? Uh, not, no, it's it been off Netflix for point. a couple of years, okay. yeah. Yeah, I try to get in Red Dwarf. A lot of times Red Dwarf ends up being to me like how I was as a kid trying to get into Doctor Who. Uh, it's, the special effects are, are none so special. Right. And I don't know, it just throws me off. They didn't really have any special effects in that show. Exactly. Exactly, Eric. I'd the, guy, the guy was a hologram. Was... The only way you know this because he had an H on yeah, his forehead. Yeah, H on his forehead. Yeah, yeah. Great. Where's the crickets? Oh, speaking of which, last uh, podcast ended with me thinking that everybody could hear Stephen Copper on that review, and I sounded like a douchebag. Telling me, so like, wait for it. Here it is. Yeah, something's wrong with my computer where the things I play now you cannot hear. And lastly, that Dirtbag Doug fan fiction of the end of last week's episode was pure gold. I nearly <laughs> pissed myself laughing. Thank I don't like it. And keep doing what you're doing, guys. Oh, you uh-uh. son of a bitch. I like I had the, bad dreams that night. Dear Penthouse Letters. It always starts with the, you never, I never thought these were real. I never thought these things were real until it happened to me. And then listen what happened to me. (laughs) I don't know what other characters of your past could I bring up. Uh, The ice cream truck guy? I was sitting there longing for ice cream while I was at my grandfather's. Suddenly I heard three shots ring out and didn't know what was going on. Where are we? I don't know. (laughs) That My is, grandfather's dead. Yeah, three shots, Eric. Three shots. Oh, no. I didn't That's know what I meant. You didn't even know much. what I meant with the shots. God no. damn it. Love, Pistol, Obsidian, Blackbird, McKnight. P.S. Weedabix is a pretty popular cereal here in the U.K., and I don't know why. It's <laughs> like eating a block of compressed wood shavings. I used to be given it a lot when I was younger, and the key to eating it was let the milk absorb into it, cover it in sugar, and just force the shit down. Yeah, my mom, I, everybody should know that, listen, my mom is from England. And she loves Weetabix. And I remember the one time I tried to eat it by itself without putting it. And you know that big challenge with the crackers? Yeah. This is worse. They should have the Weetabix challenge because it is. It's like wood shaped. No, that's called torture. And fucking bark. And you're eating. Oh, it's the worst. I don't, it's so, I don't know. It's so like a, like a barbaric. Like that cereal, Weetabix, I think they made it in the Egyptian times. And they have not changed shit. It's so bad. <laughs> All right, the last email is from Brandon. Brandon says, well, hey, guys, I'll start with a mini rant here. And sorry, Jim, but I didn't feel like calling it into the whiner line because the pound key didn't own me for once this week. (laughs) So I didn't want to push my luck with a second message. Anyways, 
I might be more pumped up for this Batman v Superman movie than anyone, but can DC stop dra- draping the top quarter of the comic covers with this dumbass logo for it already? It does throw off the cover. Eh, I, th- I don't mind it. It feels like a month now that this marketing plan has been put into place, assaulting my eyeballs, and I'm sick of it. I get it, DC. You have your movie coming out, but myself and anyone picking up one of your shitty number 50 issues already knows and is already going to plead. Uh, it's already going, so please stop ruining the damn covers of my comic books. And yeah, those number 50s, they make us a big deal. So a lot of people will kind of put those aside or whatever. And that thing just is right there. It's an eyesore up there. It's like you at 3.30. Blunt. Bunch of this fucking whiners. I had a very distracted comic week with NCAA basketball pools going on and Daredevil starting on Netflix. You and your Daredevil. And the NCAA. Daredevil's amazing. I was eating with my son yesterday and we saw, oh, West Virginia's on. My alma mater. They got crushed. <laughs> also, this time warp you reference does not exist in my apartment like it does in Eric's. On top of that, my it's AD- like I'm already done, Daredevil. My ADD is rampant lately since it's getting a little warmer, and I really lost track of time this week so very badly. Yeah, I'm, I'll never watch Daredevil. I didn't watch one second. I watched all of Daredevil. Started watching Pee Wee's Big Holiday not, and realized that Paul Rubens does not sound like Pee Wee anymore and doesn't have the same mannerisms. And I got really offended. I'm done. Couldn't yeah. watch it. So I'm kind of sorry for getting all this in very late to you guys this week, but I'm not on Adderall over here in Buffalo. So some weeks when the comic <laughs> releases are on the light side, I lose track of comics and get sidetracked. He does say uh, up there that the weather's warmer in Buffalo. That means it's 10 degrees. Jim, you still on that Adderall? 10 degrees. Yes, I am. All I right. took it late today. I got up late, a little bit later and I forgot to take it. So I took it about six o'clock tonight. Also, I hate these five-week months for comic releases. It spreads everything out so much. I don't have much to. Re- I don't have much to read at this moment. Finally, also, I think I just hate everything this week. I didn't hate everything. This was not. This is kind of a. Um, a it's a mixed bag. I think to me, it's a little bit above average week. I really like some and didn't like some others. You were yelling at me before the podcast about them. Yeah, oh, some of those I, I fucking hate. I would rather write in about funny and interesting things, but I'm really just kind of feeling like we're all just getting uh, Rashomon'd, Rashambo'd lately. Rashambo'd. Rashambo'd lately by DC until this reboot, rebirth happens. So I've been a little down on their books lately, and I hate that. What is Rashambo'd? Where you get kicked in the nuts. Oh, really? See, I don't know those things. That's probably a, a later term for me because you know what we called that? We called that kicking people in the nuts. <laughs> and for the longest time, I thought donkey punch was something that they did at a fucking rodeo. I don't know <laughs> shit like that. I want some new, interesting, good Batman, Superman, and Flash stories and want to see what these new creative teams bring to the table. Until then, we're all just home alone with no Sears catalog. I agree. I no. really am starting to really feel almost like a fatigue of these books. So am I. I was just saying, we're kind of just spinning our wheels waiting at this yeah. point. Even when, and when I'm reading something, I even think to myself, like, oh, that was pretty good. But again, well, it happened. It'll happen. We'll talk about it later, but it happened this week with Sinestro. And that's exactly is, what I was thinking. It's of. a book that you read and review. I just read for the podcast, and I'm reading it, and I'm liking what's going on, but I keep thinking to myself, like, well, what the fuck? This isn't good. Especially those books, the books that are going to have no book. Like Robinson of Batman, well, Dr. Yeah. Fate. Well, actually, you, case in point, Martian you messaged Hunter? me and said, hey, Robin's Son of Batman, I am so confused with. I don't know if I want to talk about it in full. And I said, well, whatever, if you don't want to. And you said, does this book continue on Rebirth? Nope. And you're like, well, then fuck it. It's Flash Review. That, it's all wrap-up. Just going to the end of that. And yes, we'll still try to, you know, we read and review all of them. So we'll still go. Well, that's I the thing. I'm a li- I don't know if I read uh, like two issues ago of Robin's Son of Batman. So yeah. that's why I think I was a little lost. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, that you missed like last one or two. I, I've missed a couple. So I've yeah, been, like Robinson of Batman and Sinestro. Even though I lo- I read Sinestro every month and I love it, for some reason I've fallen behind on the, those two books. Uh, you were breaking up there, but we're gonna keep going there. You were breaking up. You, it was like I'm gonna read these books, and I thought podcast over. Seeing I thought you were gonna you were saying that you were gonna mouth fuck them. Is that what Maybe. you're saying? You're gonna mouth. roll them up into a nice little cylinder there. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Ooh-wee. <laughs> I was gonna say it. I didn't even know I said it that much. All right. He says, "All right, I'm out. Go Syracuse, Syracuse." I thought you were from Baltimore, Brandon. Who <laughs> probably already lost by the time anyone hears this. I, I was like I said. I turned it on. I saw. Oh, West Virginia's on. Uh, we're just, it's kind of in the background. We were actually eating, and then I didn't see. And then this morning when I got this mail, I'm thinking, oh, man. I, or actually, I think I got a message from Brandon first. And he's like, hey, I've, I've been busy. I've been watching NCAA football or basketball. And I thought, oh, I want to see West Virginia. And I'm like, oh, my God, they got crushed. And they were, they were a pretty decent seed. They were like a third seed, and they got destroyed. Uh, I, I don't know what any of this means. I don't watch got basketball. destroyed, Eric. And that is from Brandon at bmuir 3660 and that's going to lead into what we brackets. Uh, yes, uh, Manship, who did not mail us. I, maybe he's mad at me. He did not mail. He's had some problems, but he also um, had mentioned. <laughs> I meant just things at work. He's. Every, I'm he's, saying everybody's got problems. Everybody's in your mind. got, Yo, he problems. Didn't mess, he's got Isn't problems. He from Baltimore, but yeah, he um, kept sending me things about joining his bracket uh, for the NCAA. Thing. Uh, really, it, it's a twenty dollar bracket, and you, I might as well just get that money. Fucking wipe my ass with it and then flush it down the toilet because I I do like a lot of sports, uh, college sports in general. I'm not real up on no. college basketball. While I do like the bra- the tournament, uh, I do not know anything about it this year, so I'm not, I'm not going to waste my money. But I thank uh, Manship for offering. But yeah, I, I don't even think I responded to him. I never even said <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I I just kept forgetting. I mentioned to you though. I asked if you wanted to be in it, and I think your uh, response was fuck no. Something like that. And then Sounds he said about something right. else, and I said it's twenty bucks. And then you really were like, no, 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 no. Yeah, so I that's, just bought a new Imaginex. I was going to say like that's an Imaginex bucks. right there for you. But if you won, you could get two Imaginex. Jim, two Jim, Imaginex. listen to the listen to the wings flap. I heard it beforehand. It was driving me nuts. I think I just broke it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next up, though, we're going to go to Brandon's Marvel Minute, where he is going to give us a Gorilla review of X-Men number eight. Eric. A Gorilla Grodd review? Yep, Gorilla Grodd. You love X-Men. You okay. Used to, right? I used to really Who love it. Who is, is your favorite run of X-Men? It would probably be uh, Joe Midoriya's, and I want to say Chris Claremont's run in the late 90s. No, really. You know the only one I read. You probably will if you think about it. Josh no. Edens. When Joe Sweden did his run. Oh yes, astounding that X-Men. One, that's actually the only one I ever read. That was one of that's the first run. it's one of the first full runs I read only because it was Joss Whedon. So there. So take that. But we're gonna listen to Brandon and then we're gonna be back with the books, Eric. I broke my Imaginex. You broke it? I think so. Oh, the wings won't close. And that you bought that at the store or yeah. you okay, I didn't know if that was one of your eBay purchases. You're no. the eBay killer, they call you now. No, I'm the eBay sucker. Yeah, the, you are the eBay sucker. You, what was it that you got? You got a um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recently, and they yeah. gave you uh, something that you didn't want. You wanted nope. the non-eyeball, yes. non-pupil version that it said it was, and you got ones with pupils. God, Fucking bullshit. Did you, did you complain? Absolutely not. No. That makes me feel very uncomfortable. 
All right. But we'll be back after Brandon's Marvel Minute. I imagine that. How you doing, Word Science? This is Brandon. I'm here to bring you a Marvel Minute this week on Extraordinary X-Men. It's going to be issue number eight, written by Jeff Lemire, written by Roberto Ramos. Uh, so we're going to pick up a new storyline here, and, and this is going to be start to uh, New Apocalypse Wars. Uh, the new the new X-Men rosters are quite different here, so um, if you're familiar with kind of the cartoon X-Men, this will be quite a little bit of a change here for you. So we get started here with uh, Storm, who's the new leader of the team. Um, she's kind of sitting in her office when old man Logan comes along kind of interrupts her thinking, and she's kind of questioning her decisions at this point in time. They have a, a talk. It kind of re- reassures her she's doing all right, and they kind of get closer and closer as the conversation goes on. I think at one point, Wolverine turns a little Marvin Gaye on. They're holding hands, um, and then the ultimate cock block forge comes around and interrupts those two kind of pits the storm off, and she's made some some jabs at him throughout the eight issues, and they're old ex-boyfriend and girlfriends from days past of X-Men. Anyway, that scene ends when Forge lets them know that they've located some new mutants, Um, and this is rare because in the new Marvel Universe post-Secret Wars, um, their mutants are now sterile because of uh, Terrigen Mist going around the globe. So anyway, we get to the war room here with all the computers and the medical equipment, and we find Cerebra, who is a giant, I guess it's a female sentinel, I don't know. Um, She kind of helps them out and transports them places. She lets them know they've located 600 new mutants in Japan. Uh, So they take off and go there. Um, Colossus decides to take a team of uh, younger kids that he's been training. Uh, that consists of Glob and Anoli. Uh, they end up transporting to Tokyo, Japan uh, via Cerebra, and they take off to locate these these new mutants. They find this warehouse where they're in, and Colossus breaks them in. He runs into this villain that is called Sugar Man. Uh, now, this is one evil-looking motherfucker. Um, imagine if you picked a booger out of your nose it had horns, forearms, and uh, legs on it, and it had the ability to grow to a size of a sentinel. All right, so that's what you're dealing with here. That has a mohawk, um, and Cerebra and Sugar Man start fighting. Uh, while those two are going at it, um, Cerebra signals for help to the other X-Men, and you got Colossus and the kids investigating this giant magic machine in, in the middle of a room you know, a giant magic machine like they have in a lot of comics, like sort of Batman 49 off the top of my head there. Um, so who knows what this does at this point in time, and it turns on. you got Cyclops and the... Or Cyclops, I'm sorry. Colossus and the kids stuck uh, kind of in, in the electricity flowing throughout this machine. Sugar Man's flipping out that, that it's turning on without him. Um, he starts running over to the machine and the other X-Men transport in. Um, that consists of Wolverine, Iceman, Storm, Magic, Forge, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey. They stop Sugar Man from getting to the machine, but it closes on the 
first team of X-Men that arrived um, while Wolverine and Sugar Man keep fighting. This machine opens up, and the team that was trapped inside of it has disappeared. You got Magic and Wolverine and Nightcrawler threatening Sugar Man to tell them what the machine does and where everyone went. Um, he tells them it's a machine that has the ability to send people to the future. Um, we find out Cerebra can get the machine working again and sends the second team of X-Men into the future um, to find the first team that disappeared. You know, of course, you got future stuff going on here. This is the X-Men after all. It can never be just a present-day storyline. Um, we We find out in the future... Wolverine smells something and he takes off after it. So he ends up getting blasted with a laser beam. Wakes up to find it is the first, most of the first of the, uh, Team X-Men that was transported to the future, but they have aged um, and, and kind of powered up since they've last seen them. Um, Anoli tells them it's it's been more than a few minutes since they've been in the future. It's been years. Um, so this confuses the second team that's just gotten here. Uh, they're kind of in this little cave. Cerebra's stuck outside of it, obviously, because it's giant when he takes a blast from from something. The team runs outside to see what it is, um, and that's when we find out uh, the new four horsemen have arrived. And it looks like it is Colossus, Deadpool, some type of version of Moon Knight and possibly Venom. Uh, and that's how the issue ends. Um, so again, I do the buy, borrow, or forget it altogether uh, type situation here. Uh, I would tell you to uh, give this book a shot. I would say this is a buy. We're doing all right with, with this new group of X-Men. Um, it's kind of a vastly different team than, than you're used to seeing, so it's staying interesting and fresh. Um, and I'm going to tune in here and then see what else is happening uh, as this story continues. Again, if you have anything to say to me and you want to follow me, you can get a hold of me at bmer3660 on Twitter. Um, back to Jim and Eric. And we're back. Oh, my God. It's time for the books, and that is the meat and cheese of the podcast. And if you want to go see our normal 
reviews for these things, full-out written reviews, go to our website at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. And like Stephen Copper said earlier, spoilers ahead. He also said auction. <laughs> I made him say auction twice. I actually put for him the yell the second time. He didn't really yell. I wanted him to yell like full bore <laughs> scream, but he did not. But he, he liked the way it turned out, and so did I. But the first book we're going to talk about is Batman and Robin Eternal number 24. It's almost over, Jim. Yeah, it is. It's uh, written. I don't know what we're going to do for the start of the podcast. It'll be a, uh, it'll be fun trying to figure out what the big book is of the week because this has always been at the beginning for 24 weeks. And boy, I keep saying it. I'm so sick of it. This is written by Steve Orlando, even though you'll go to these other reviews. Same guy. This one guy is doing these reviews for this goddamn Jesus book. Jesus Christ. And every week he writes... Man, the writing of Jane, uh, Tynan and Snyder is awesome. How do, you, do you get the idea? Jesus Christ, look at a fucking credits page, you son of a bitch. You giving okay, us baby? all bad fucking, I don't know what. You, you okay, man? No. I, ah. went on, I, um, I went on that site and I even commented. said, hey, it's not Tynan and Snyder writing, buddy. And he, he deleted the comment. And then went the next issue and said the same goddamn thing. I don't know what's going on with these people. That's your voice. Woo! It's getting there. It's, it hurts. Last night I was singing <laughs> karaoke to myself. I actually set up my computer, so I put my headphones on. I was singing a lot of Alice in Chains while that's re- the, I was that's recording That's the best part my... of that, because you send me a free... It yeah. says, Alice in Chains karaoke. You send this to me, yep. and I play it, and I'm like, God damn, this sounds really good. And you sent me the actual Alice in Chains song. No, that was me. No, it was not. Yes. No, I didn't, it was the I actual didn't, Alice in Chains song. I didn't have any Alice in Chains You told song. me you sent me the wrong one. No, I sent the wrong one because that was the one where my voice cracks at the one point. I didn't want yeah. you to laugh at me. No, that uh, was me. Oh, well, I had it on yeah. low. I, I actually yeah. No, at one point no, my voice, I was just trying to make a joke, point, God damn one, it. No, at one point my voice cracked. And I'm like, oh, God, I sent the wrong one because I redid it. <laughs> oh, I was sitting there. I did a lot of shit. I was doing some. I wish I actually would have listened to it now. I... Temple Pilots. Now, did you do the woo in the beginning, or was that actually in the karaoke? No, they, it, could you tell how low that was? Yes. That, yes, that was. I didn't do that part. Okay, so I that's where I started. I know that song. It was Wood. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, I'm yeah. saying I was watching Daredevil was on, so I had it on low, and I was trying to listen uh, to it. But I was like, uh, oh, this just sounds like the actual uh, song. The other part was me yelling and screaming. I even did all the backup singing, too. I was, uh, I was going nuts. Well, send it to me again. Yeah, it was, it was a little off. The one point uh, when he gets real high, like at the, you know, the uh, Lane Staley part, that one point my voice cracked. Well, now you I didn't got realize. People, I'm just saying, now you got people intrigued. You should have an, like a little part of little, this in the a podcast. Bit on the podcast. Yeah. I'm, I just might. Just a little I bit so we don't get might. sued. Okay, yes, just a little bit. Maybe I will. Maybe after this you'll hear a little bit of me singing to Malice and Chase. <laughs> But here, this is written by Steve Orlando, (laughs) art by Alvaro Martinez, Raul Fernandez, John Calise, Gabe Altieb, and Marilyn Patrizio. Eternal continues, and this just feels like the final setup for the grand finale. Things aren't going great for the Robins in the field. Up in the field, yeah. Asriel shows up out of nowhere to kill Mother, for some reason fight Dick Grayson. And while her plan seems to be coming to fruition, Mother is more concerned about converting Harper Rowe into something better. Dot, 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 Something I guess. <laughs> there is more rule breaking this week, but I must just be coming to grips with it because I didn't hate this issue. Steve Orlando does an okay job, but nothing really happens. Like I said earlier, this issue is a bunch of setup, and it is. I, I, I don't think Steve he, Orlando wrote a, a horrible issue. I don't mind 
much of the dialogue. It's almost to me, it seems to me like they gave him this issue and there's not much to do anyway. Right. And this might be him writing it in, like mailing it in. And it was not bad. No, the dialogue. Bad. The dialogue. There's a couple things that I had a so little. A couple issue, missteps in my yeah, opinion. but it was okay. But you, you start off. There's Dick. The Dick part. Is, I didn't even write anything in my notes. He's got to mother's front door, just standing there too for the whole issue. He never gets in. He just stands there. He might move three feet. This whole issue. Um, but yeah, he's there, and you, you get. Oh no, shit's going wrong, right? <laughs> and shit's gone bad. And the next thing is a big thing, a big page that shows all of the different guys fighting. And, yeah, they're, they're struggling, uh, some. Who, who else is struggling? Who? Calvin Rose. Well, there's Calvin Rose. He's in there. And the one thing that somebody even said on the site that they were thrown off a little by the Beacon Tower Gotham and that uh, Jim Gordon Batman's there, I think right. that makes sense. He should be there. Shit's going wrong in Gotham. And I really like the idea. Of P- he, I think this was the – what is his name that just started – mentioning stuff on the site that he you said he'd been there oh um mud mech or uh, yeah mud? yeah yeah he i think it was him and he's like oh man they said batman and robin and uh, i don't know if i liked that or i liked it because it Good was up. in quotes because to me it was kind of a joke like yeah you're not gonna get the real batman and robin but here's batman and robin and yeah there's duke fight it's fun uh this just i'll say it again i did not even i put my review maybe that Listen, I'm not going to get into this whole thing, but yeah, why is he fighting and not being affected? Duke's there. Yes, we have problems with that. The rules have have already been broken and they're not being fixed at this point, apparently. And people kept telling me, watch, they'll they'll fix it. (laughs) No, they're not. And there you go. And there's there's Damien. Yep, there's Damien. uh, Who else we got? There's Tim. Tim's there. Spoiler later on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, other than I'm that, actually yeah. a little pissed off though because we got Calvin Rose out of nowhere. Nowhere, yeah, here. and I love Calvin Rose. One exactly, of my guys. we were we were big fans of the yes. talent series when it was going, and I wish we would have seen him. Like it works up to where we got a little introduction to, like reintroduction yeah. to him in the last uh, issue. Yeah, and I also like to have seen who called him. Exactly, I have to know and, who's involved. And instead of like Black Canary, I want a freaking uh, Batwing. I want yeah. Luke Fox getting into the suit again and doing some goddamn hero. And in fact, I said to you at one point, I'm like, oh, we can't. But yeah, Luke's older. He wouldn't be affected. He's, nope. He's, he's pretty much Batgirl's age, the way they spell it out now. That boy um, is at least 21. I'm starting a new podcast, by the way. Right. I'm going to announce it now. It's called Waiting for Calvin Rose. It's a Calvin Rose podcast. We're just going to talk about Calvin Rose the whole time. All right, he's well, we're going to have like an episode character. like every four uh, months. That's exactly, that's my kind had of Had it out a bit. And when we first started our site, we even had a top, like top five books of the, the new 52. And mine, number one was Talon. I yeah, it was weird. Talon. I really liked Talon, though my overall score at the end was not that great. But It boy, got I bad loved, at the end, yeah, but we, overall Talon. we really enjoyed the uh, beginning of that series. Yeah, and I like him. I like him being involved in anything, so I'm not going to even get mad or whatever like you said i would have liked some setup i would have liked to know what's going on i would even liked him to show up and have a little like uh i don't know who would call him i don't even know dick grayson in my okay, mind well if dick called him it, then my one thing was would be off but even at jason todd like what the fuck we got a talent here and then Just dick the, says whoa shit's gone bad we got to get everyone involved and and calvin they kind of explain listen he he went against that. He's not, you know what I mean? I would have really liked that. Because a lot of people, that just goes, it says Talon there. There he is. Yeah. Uh, people had to, a lot of people just glance by it without even knowing who that was. Just, okay, Talon. You know what but I mean? No, I would have said Dick Grayson would have called him just for how much he was involved in uh, Night of the Owls. Yeah. But and I like I liked how much it. the court wanted Grayson. I know, yeah. I love it. I'm just saying, uh, I was just saying how I, 
I would think that yeah. he got involved. But yeah, I would think that maybe Jason, all, all the Robins might have been pissed off that Talon's there. Uh, but yeah, you go, and then the big one is Tokyo, where it looks like Spiral Agents are dead. They were not drifting properly. No, they are dead. And you go then to the Junction Room, Eric. It's Midnighter. And again, I'm, I'm going to nitpick on some things that did not affect my overall score. When did Midnighter get dressed in his outfit? After he him is and in Colin his Clark. costume. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're fighting, and he needs a costume change? What, is he share? It's going for fucking wardrobe changes, and I don't mind it. I, it's kind of fun. I know that Steve Orlando just jumping on, and these things, I, we've said it before. I think a lot of times these were written simultaneously, so you're going to get these little bumps on the road. But I guess that Steve Orlando thinks that anytime Midnighter's involved, he's going to cost him, Honestly, and I'll I go with it. it. I don't think it's a Steve Orlando thing. He just wrote Midnighters here, and the artist said, okay, Midnighters. I don't know. I get the idea that if in a script like this, especially with a guy, he's probably like, Midnighters there, dressed in his this and that. I think it's probably spelled out. And then Steve Orlando starts writing fan fiction. He's shipping Midnighter and somebody, maybe Cullen. Cullen, yes. yeah. I don't know. Cullen is weird, too, because when we get to that point, Cullen, there's stress eaters. He seems to be a stress food preparer. Like, yeah. shit's going down, he's making coffee. Now shit's he, going he down. He needs to keep busy, man. Making sandwiches here. But you go to Moscow, and there is Tim Drake, and it's just a thing. And you even called it out. It's like Portal. They're, exactly They're like making Portal. a Portal reference to get him to the top. The only thing I have really – I have two big problems with this. Because we were told that the, the doors do not work near these uh, – like mile I'm within saying, the this, radius of this is this. the same problem we had last week yeah. when we went on and on about this the makes rules have been broken and they're really not being throws fixed. it in your face and yeah. also at the point where we left Tim he was already swinging around the top of the tower why yeah. and why then did he swing down? down punched a kid in the neck and, and then get decided back up. to go back up but it's all he didn't thing. like that one kid jerked off face for them to have uh, this little back and forth, which also threw me off because we've already seen spiral people die. And at the beginning, they are calling into Dick saying, hey, Dick, we need you. We're, we're getting overrun. We're dying here. Now they are cracking jokes. They're cracking wise. <laughs> uh, why are they cracking wise doing this? I don't want to hear. That's their characters because shit has gone wrong. And, you know, he's like, hey, uh, Midnighter's like, hey, the kids are finally getting creative with the doors. And then Tim says, could you feel how cool I am through the comms? It was pretty cool, Tim. Pretty yeah, cool. yeah, and then then Jason continues that in Toronto, you know, Toronto, Eric, where he's like, "Hey, that was pretty nice." Yeah, but Toronto. Head Jim. on. This ain't uh, this ain't about pretty. It's a brawl. It's a bar fight. Bar fights. That's my territory, and it threw me off there because they are fighting kids. They're fighting kids. <laughs> And it's fine. You can say, oh, I but they're killing funny. people. You have no problem hitting women, but as soon as somebody hits a child, yeah, yeah. you fucking monster. No. <laughs> Woman. That me hitting you. But yeah, that, it's, I'm fragile, baby. It's, part of, it's okay when things, even if, say um, Nowhere showed up and was, try, I'm trying to think of like a, a kid villain. There Nobody. aren't many kid villains. But if it, this is a villain that's just an awful person that shows up and just starts slicing people's throats. Like say Cassandra came. Say Cassandra yeah. came back in the day. Somebody walked in the room. She's killing Harper's mom. And somebody punched her. I'd be like, you know, that's fucked up. But you know what? She is killing people. These kids are brainwashed. They are brainwashed kids. And but, but I, think, I think Jason Todd is having a lot of fun beating these kids up. It's kind of fun. But yeah, you, what about when not. Batman punched Harper in the face? We didn't like it. Not at all. No. So, and then they go in and it gets worse because then it goes back to Midnighter watching. And he's like, no, Red Hood. That's how you do it. When I do it, they find their kneecaps two blocks away. You're still talking about children. 
And, and honestly, that weird. is there's, one of the biggest missteps in dialogue yeah, no because point, yeah. it is classic at this point, Steve Orlando Midnighter yeah, dialogue, and it's not good. Like you're going to knock somebody's knee. It's so stupid. But yeah, yeah shut up, Midnighter. At you're bad, as we know. You would have thought, like, say, a Batgirl in the comics. Hey, guys, you know, we are talking about children here, and that's all I would need. And then, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Hey, we're just having some fun here, Batgirl. Yeah, there's people dying. Uh, that's not much fun. Hey, stop it, Batgirl. Go back to Burnside and forget about the killing joke, you bitch. That's oh, my what they God. Say. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Killing joke. Yeah, sure. Killing joke. Yeah, yeah and then there's, there is Colin. Colin comes in. He wanted to make some food for Midnighter because, you know, he's there as a servant. Before, last issue, he was, like, manning the board. Now Midnighter does not have any video games. And Mid- Midnighter, Midnighter has a lot of peanut butter. That's spelled yeah. out. Cupboards full of peanut butter, right? Yep. It's you know what's also weird to me like you would say to me, the civilian life, but it's more to me that it's like goes in with like a bachelor, like if me and you had an apartment together, we'd probably that, have some, that is refrigerator is just full of condiments. Yeah, we'd have some crazy sh- like that. That's what I would have liked him showing up and get. Hey, I couldn't find much. Here is Eric's one staple as a kid: mustard sandwich. Yeah, <clears throat> I had to cough. Oh. But no, as we saw in other things, though, Midnighter goes out. He likes the finer things in life. He goes out to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me drinking coffee. I know. I just I'm... realized. No, but the, the weird thing is, like we said, yeah, he likes to die. He's gone to some seedy places. He's not places. a shopper. Mostly, he's not a shopper. I know. Most, I would have loved it. I said to you at work that I would have loved a scene where somehow you'd have to set it up, though. Like, they would say, hey— we need you to watch this Cullen. He's 15, you know, and I would have loved seeing because Midnighter and me would be perfect in a situation that is not his normal situation. He shows like, up the Gennardis like with shop. his costume yeah. on. He's at Walmart going with a thing like he doors in. He gets a <laughs> cart. He starts like he doesn't know. He's like, huh, what would a 15 year old like? And just start grabbing crazy shit like I would a packet think, of peeps. It would be yeah, peeps, freaking cookies, like shit like that. And then. He would door out without paying. And then, hey, you even said it. They'd be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, you'd see the door open again and a bunch of cash fly out. Just perfect. flies back out. Perfect. But this, it seems weird. Like, that's what Steve Orlando thinks, that a guy who doesn't know, I don't know, that is involved, that's going to buy peanut butter. And why? And then Honestly, you go even I, more. I don't when think, I read it, I think it's a compulsion, like Mel Gibson's character in Conspiracy yeah, Theory had to get the catch in the rye every time he saw it. The every time the civilian life. Every time Midnighter sees a jar of peanut butter, he has to buy yeah, it. The other thing that gets me then, because I'm guessing that he doesn't eat in a lot, right? I, right. I don't think he's having bread that isn't moldy. Uh, where's this bread coming from? <laughs> Midnighter. He should have ramen noodles or something. I don't know. Or actually, he should just send. Cullen should have went out and found nothing. Like, hey, don't you eat? He's like, hey, buddy. There's just there's just jars and jars of protein powder. Yeah, he's like, hey, what's this peanut butter for? And he's like, hey, I have a dog. I get lonely. <laughs> That's all I thought of with the peanut butter. But yeah, then you're just remembering childhood. I guess. Yes. You. And then Colin is definitely there as a segue guy because then he's like, you know, while you eat that peanut butter sandwich, I'm gonna sit here and wonder where my sister is. And then boom, we're we're there in the Arctic Circle with Harper. She's laying there, big big bed. It looks very comfortable. A lot of pillows there. She's laying there, and I, you don't need that many pillows. And the weird thing, she has this big room, and she's, you know, she's there. I don't. When did she go to sleep? Like, is she was she locked in this room? Did they knock her out because she seems very comfortable? Like, I, why hasn't she tried to at least see where it, I, it seemed weird? She's just sleeping there. Mother shows up with hot chocolate. Hey, sweetie pie, 
wakey, wakey, wakey. Eggs and bakey, here you go. And then she, Morning, sunshine. Yeah, and then she goes in. And I, I was going to put in my intro. I did not because I wanted to save it for now. But we start now where the Mother's the Emperor. We are now in Return of the Jedi. Yes, I haven't we sent you the note. I said to you, all we need in this is at one point for Admiral Akbar to come out and yell, it's a trap, and it's perfect. And I'm really upset that some character, even if you made a Calvin Rose, somebody so yell, it's a Jedi. Tra- somebody yell, it's a trap. Because, yeah, you even have the screens they're watching. She's like, oh, we're seeing. I don't even understand these screens either. This is like Minority Report all of a sudden. They're all over the fucking place. Whatever, and- man. The worst part was at one point, uh, Mother shows Harper all the other orphans that she now has yeah. through yeah. a hologram projector. Yeah. Well, and I thought, out of nowhere, Mother has the ability to um, con- like contact ghosts what now. I thought, and I thought the same thing. And I was like, oh, oh my God, get me to this review. But yeah, before <laughs> that even, I think Mother is really good at PowerPoint presentations. Because she starts talking about her origin again, and you see the fucking she behind. brings it up right there. It's a- Fucking news. Honestly, paper. there's one of those orphans that wasn't good enough to go out into the That's field. So she's just there with a clicker changing the slides. God, thank God it's not Adam from last issue or he'd be <laughs> dead. And I mentioned you also. I know that you're just in this one room, but yeah. I, I get the I it's an idea, weird idea, where you get that um nothing else is going on here. Also, no. I want to know at one point it looks like she has a window open, a door or a window, there's curtains flowing. Where are they in the Arctic Circle? <laughs> There's a lot of weird things going on. Sometimes you need some air blowing in, man. I guess, from the Arctic Circle. But yeah, she's got a PowerPoint. They got a hell of a heater. You get a mother uh, has to tell you about her goddamn origin again. I don't even know why. She's telling Harper, but still, why why do we need to see this? It's been a little while. You need to play a little catch-up every now and again. Catch-up, all right. Uh, Yeah, and then But honestly, it is just filler. No, and then all of a sudden, the planes go out. And that's when Dick says, hey... <laughs> uh, good chance that air support we suspected is coming, and I, it's weird to me because now I'm thinking, why the fuck were they thinking there'd be air support? These are orphans in these crazy ass like mecca looking planes, and then I'm before they did say like, oh, there'll probably be air support. Now it seems very forced for <laughs> this point to have it come out just so Dick can say, oh yeah, remember that. It doesn't one and one doesn't make hey, two to me in my mind. Dick, Dick, I remember all the other shit you said yeah, too. Really? Where's all that and at? Like, hey, Dick, you also said we couldn't uh, fucking Door use in. the doors. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah. Uh, hey, then, Dick, remember when you told us that no everybody under twenty would be affected by the Somnus yeah, satellite? Oh yeah, what happened? Where's there? that at? But yeah, all of a sudden, the, and I didn't even realize that at that point. Those were the orphans heading out. I'm like, eh, air support. There's, Honestly, no. I had no idea yeah. what was going on until later on. And uh, but, then, but then here we go. This is my favorite part of the issue. You have Dick there. He says that. And then he has the one liner to end all one. This is so great, a one liner, Eric, that I'm surprised that this has not been in a lot of other movies. Like, we watch a lot of 90s action movies. It's yeah. me. We always say 80s action movies. I think 90s action movies are the. A pinnacle of the catchphrase like this because then he says okay time to say hello mother <laughs> that's his line <laughs> in quotes hello mother hello mother i like the only time i've ever seen that ever was the simpsons when bart's flying the fucking thing in the dark the the kite and he, there's something bad about a kid flying a kite in the dark. And she opens up the window and, hello, mother. Like, is that <laughs> what right. it's going for? I didn't know where you're going yeah, with that. That's all he said. I'm like, that's your line. Like, he has been riding the snowmobile for hours. 
just to be able to say this one line. Hello, mother. <laughs> Hello, mother. It's, honestly, am I going with a Norman Bates thing here? I don't, I don't know. know. It's the worst. I, and even it's like, hello, Johnny's home. or what? <laughs> Johnny's Here's home? Here's Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's home. That's what Johnny Carson used to say. Yeah. Johnny's hey home. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. See, at least it gave me a chance to do my fucking Ed. Uh, Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Hey, yo. Oh, my. Hello, mother. Really? That, that's <laughs> all you got. You, you could at least say, you know, get off my plane. Yeah, it always comes back to get off my plane. I love that because you know what happens then. Segway, Eric. A plane flies in. It's a good segue. Oh, my God. What? Now, number one, they are in a very barren place. You're hearing this plane beforehand, but I won't even nitpick at that. Well, no, no. He is still hearing the other planes. Yeah, well, they seem to be gone by then. Asriel's plane. I I don't think so. No, I'm I'm really just stretching here. Uh, He's actually, he's still chuckling himself about the fucking hello mother. Hello mother. He's so impressed himself. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I wish that mid- Nailed it, Dick. That is not a good catchphrase, and I know. know, Come back when you have something better. Yes, oh, it's bad. But then Asriel comes in, and it's Asriel in this plane. I, I would wonder, is he trying to, he's definitely not going a stealth mode. Absolutely because not. he crashes into the front door and then ejects as the thing's burning. He ejects out of with an escape pod that appears to have ejected a little too late. Are you with me? <laughs> it's, I'm looking at it right now. The, the plane is in fire. That comes out. Now, I'll point out that certain reviewer I was talking about, I believe it was him, said that that was actually Tim Drake bombing the front door. Was it now? Oh, yeah. But yeah, then Asriel jumps. Now, Asriel also, they, they crash in the front door. Did Asriel, do you think that at this point he'd be a little dazed or something? But he's already aware Dick's Absolutely right there. Not. Because he, he jumps Asriel. out. He jumps out and already starts shit talking to fucking Dick. Like, the, did he know Dick was did, there? Did he come out? Hello, Dick. <laughs> Hello, mother. Wait, Hello, daddy. Mother. Dick's like, that is my fucking line. Now you owe me a Coke. That'd be great. Hello, mother. That was my line. Jesus Christ, I worked on that all. He stole my bit. He's like, oh, my God, I'm fucking dizzy. I just came out. But, yeah, he's like, I'm Asriel. How is the ugly one? Stinky? Smelly? Does does he know who Dick is? You wouldn't think he does. He just comes out and starts yelling out his plan. I'm Asriel. I've come for two lives, my own and mother's. Join my crusade or get out of my way. You know, at least we know what Asriel's all about right now. He is a guy who really wants you to know what he's up to. And... There, there is the point here where I think Steve Orlando missed a perfect opportunity for a joke because Dick goes, actually sends that goddamn snowmobile right at Asriel. Asriel breaks it in two, <laughs> and that's perfect for midnight or joint. God damn it, because he said he's never going to see a snowmobile again. That He should have joined in there because it seems like everybody can see each other through these comm links <laughs> and say, like, man, I knew it, Dick. You should, you know, something. He doesn't, though. What does Dick throw at Asriel? What is that thing? At one point, I think that is uh, called the, uh, I don't know. It looks like some kind of device. I honestly thought it was a snowmobile. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. No. I thought it was somehow like a device, like if if your tread comes off your snowmobile, this will help you get it back on. It's like something that he has that's like a a baton, like one of those baton sticks. But I don't know what you're inserting this crazy, like it has a uh, a twirl at the end for his pleasure, Eric. (laughs) Yeah, he catches it. My pleasure. And it's weird because then Dick's just like, hey, I heard of you. 
You're the Good. you're Azrael, the executor of final judgment. I've already said <laughs> this, so, God. And it's so weird a way to spell it out. It's like I heard of you. You're Eric Shea, the guy with the glasses from. Why? This is so weird. But yeah, well, I am well known. Jim. Does that, and they they're going to agree to disagree, Eric, because. Uh, Dick says that he wants to bring Mother in to justice. Azrael's just going to kill him. So then they, they, you know, that starts a fight. I don't know. And then that's when Mother's there. The enemy of my enemy is not my friend in this scenario. Yeah, no. And it's funny, too, because I really didn't get this part. Now I see it. It's when Mother's there. And look at them down there, the poor children. They want to, you know, fight. And it's it's she's talking about Dick and Azrael, and I I must have skipped over that part because I see the fire. I'm like now she knows. And also, did you get the idea that her necklace had some sort of thing that was activating something? She's really playing with that necklace a lot. What else are you gonna do with the necklace? Yes, I, I don't. Just look pretty. You gotta play with it. It seems then Harper's fucking. Honestly, eyes I think she's old. showing her hand there. That seems like one of those tendencies that people do when they're nervous. Yeah. No, I I actually think it's showing like, her hand. I think it's her activating something because then all of a sudden Harper's got the fucking bug eyes going. But yeah, I don't know it. Well, no, actually, no. She she's said, activating the she goddamn says, ghost. Seal the upper chambers. I think. Oh no, somebody says yes, mother. <laughs> I don't know what's going <laughs> on. This shit goes down, and there's the ghost. It looks like. They're like, what the hell did you do? And didn't you think that's what she meant? Was the ghost? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're just holograms. She's just yeah. showing her. Hey, look no. at my orphans. Aren't they pretty? Very odd. Uh, this whole issue is just—it's more odd to me it's than not, it's And the worst part is. It's not that bad. No, it's just odd. And yeah, then you see all the orphans have... Uh, these guys are fast. They have now gone for the Arctic Circle to every fucking Everywhere. point in the world. Not only gotten there, but they are in mid-fight now. They're going at it, and that's when uh, Midnighter... I don't know if you know this, Eric. He has a fight computer in his game. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, and he has played the scenario back and forth, and it doesn't look like they're going to win. And I don't know about this fight computer because it seems like he should have known this before, and maybe they could have had a better plan. Because all of a sudden, he's just like... I, I always got the idea that the fight computer in his head only pertained to him as well. It just seemed weird. Like personal things yeah, going yeah, on around him at the time. He's running this thing, but he goes off. He says for uh, Colin, hey... Stop making the goddamn food. Sit down and start working this because I'm off to go get Stephanie. We're going to even the odds. He goes there, goes to Stephanie, ports in. Somehow Stephanie got to Crane now where I, I'm telling you last issue, Jason just went in and grabbed Crane. Maybe somebody at the end. Oh, yeah. It like, was hey, a dick move go. there. He just left yeah. Stephanie. And they're like, oh, she just walked there then. But he goes in <laughs> and says, hey. And it's weird, too. He says, spoiler, Tokyo needs relief. I'm sending you in. And then she says, what? She says, hold the line, me? It's about time. Holding the line doesn't seem that exciting to me. Holding the line is just kind of like standing there. You're like, you know what I mean? He should, it doesn't mean kick ass. It's, it kind of means that you have to hold the line. Hold the line just means you stand there and make sure people don't get through you. That's holding the line. She's yeah, the, and you've got to be a badass no, to do that. No, she's going to fight. It's a weird line. But she uses a door to go directly under this tower in Tokyo. Which We've already dealt with the fact yeah, that they are not fixing not the problems. Right? Doing that. But it still, it still happens. I know. It's bad. And this is probably the worst one of them because she just goes in. The others, you know, Tim's using it there, but this is actually somebody porting directly to there. Which, not a mile away like we found out last so issue. So she goes, kicks the orphan, they're going to fight. I, I didn't get much out of that. That didn't really, you know, oh, it's not about strength all the time. Oh, great. And I, Goody. what are these other kids? These kids are supposed to be attacking at all times. Why are they just standing there watching? 
They're like watching it's like it's a, a badass fight. Yeah, but it's they're not they're programmed to attack anybody. And and no, no. Once there's a fight break, like breaks out like this, they are programmed to yell yeah, fight, yeah, fight, 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 fight. And also, it's but right now it's the end of three o'clock high. Yeah. Do you think that this orphan? I guess this orphan does look older though. Doesn't look like she looks like she'd be a little older. I think the kids would fight her too. The orphan. Maybe she's under. They. Just, but Jim, everything you forgot about the subroutine yeah, of the signal so where they are not subroutine. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Then you go back to mother and harper and you're going to get the whole thing and i i was thrown off here mother is now trying to convince harper hey batman treated you like shit uh you know we've seen it all we've seen this a hundred times uh, batman should have uh taken care of you he didn't your mother got killed uh you know he didn't he, he could have made now, you something I'm special i I don't believe that she knows this information though to this degree that uh, mother's letting I think her in they, on. I think they spelled it out to her a couple issues ago. They told I don't her that Batman did. was supposed to shoot. She even said it. She said it the second issue. Oh no, I'm supposed, I, Batman was supposed this to. Train had nothing me. to do with this, though. Yeah, I, no, I think that they. they um, she had no information at that second issue where she comes no, in and says, them, "I was supposed was to be She said that she was supposed. I know. To she, I know that. I'm saying though, but from what Mother is telling her in this issue. I don't believe anybody has told Harper about this yet. Uh, I didn't like it, first off, because she kind of makes fun of uh, Cullen. Yeah, that's a little weird. It just, I don't think Harper would just stand there. And Harper's one of those people that if Cullen's there, she'll back him up outside, like behind his back. Yeah, he is a little fucko, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but I'm, She's I'm, a bad I'm just looking down at the things that she said. You know, oh... I had potential. And also, actually, she's saying, I wanted to help you. You had potential. You needed that push. Batman ruined that. He tried to yes. give you an ordinary life. I think that what she's saying, to, I think that Harper would be like, you know what? I think Batman was right. She's saying that if Batman didn't fuck around, you could have been one of my orphans almost. That's what she pretty much said. No, if Batman didn't fuck around, you would have been one of the robbers. She says, to help you, child, I saw the potential in you. All you needed was the push, but you didn't need to lose a village like me. Batman ruined that. So she's not saying, like, you would have been Robin. She's basically what it seems to me that she's saying is you would have been with me. No, I don't yeah, see that at well, all. Well, she says, I saw the potential in you. You needed that yeah. push. And she set this all up. She killed her mother because she needed the push to get her there. And it was supposed to become Robin. But it never says that. Like you're saying, if she yeah, didn't we know are, this. We've, but, already, we've already known but this, But you just though. told me that she doesn't know that. You just okay. told me that she, all that mother says, because I, I, we're reading a lot into this. All mother says is that uh, your, mother got di- your mother got killed on your orders. You did it uh, to help yes. you. I saw your potential. All you needed was a push, but you didn't need to lose a village like me. Batman ruined that. He tried to give you an ordinary life. I tried to give you anything but. So she's not saying any. She's saying that I wanted you to be part of what I'm doing. It's ridiculous. I don't think Harper would be like, oh, okay. There's no Robin mentioned. There's nothing except her saying, I wanted to make you something better. Batman didn't want that. And I don't yeah, like I'm just it. trying to think, Dex. I think there was more dialogue no, somewhere I'm else reading about it right this. Here. And that's how it ends. And then she hands the knife. This is your moment right here. Don't you want to take back what Batman stole? And then says, do it. Do you make it? Uh, do it. Make your life your own, Harper. Cut ties. And it just seems so stupid. It seemed, there's no way to me that Harper is ever going to do this. It has to end. I tell everybody. Oh, yeah. Know. This is the Return of the Jedi yeah. moment that we're talking about where the Emperor know. wants Luke to yeah, freaking, you know, go to the dark to side. That she's going to go to kill Mother and Dick is going to stop her. That's why they had to throw that thing in with Asriel so you can know. Because up until now, I didn't know what Dick was going to do. Like Dick I goes and confronts, really but I'm do. saying Dick says we want Mother to go. You know, we have to get Hello, to justice. Mother. When I say this, 
kick-ass catchphrase. We're going <laughs> to take her to justice. I never really even thought ahead to what Dick would do. Like, in my mind, he's just going to go and kill her. Obviously, he's not. He's Dick Grayson. Huh. So they throw that in to show you that he wants to bring her back. It's weird. Yeah. And, yeah, Asriel's going to have to be stopped as well. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be one of those, hey, choose your hero moment. or I don't know. Asriel there is very odd to me out of nowhere. I, I almost That is very odd. Honestly, I forgot he was in the goddamn yeah, book. Yeah. It's just weird. I'm just looking but at all this. I really, I'm sorry. I like the stuff with Harper and Mother, though, because I really I'm, – I'm in this book right now just for the Harper character to explore her more and see where yeah, she's going to go. Yeah, but like I said, future. I don't think this destroys anything. And there, here it is. She does say, Batman failed to prepare you. Imagine if he hadn't abandoned you, left you to the wolves. But, yes. but that doesn't explain to a girl who doesn't know what happened. She, how, what, it's mixing say, and matching what we think she knows and what she doesn't. Because no, honestly, she would say, I think what do you just, mean? It's – this is how I read it, is that she is letting Harper in on everything that's been going down in this yeah, book that no one has told her. But the dialogue is a little off, like they're see, almost talking the to We'd us to instead. I wish I went back, because I think that she knew all of this, because the way that Mother says it to her, I think Mother told her before. Because the way she says it here, it's just her saying, remember what you know. It's not spelling anything out. It just says, how, ba- how badly did Batman fail to prepare you? Imagine if he hadn't abandoned you, left you to the wolves. Harper... Uh, happier, more fulfilled, powerful. Batman kept you from all of that. If she didn't know this, she'd be like, well, what are you talking about, Batman? What? And then he made the decision for you. If only you had cut ties. It just, you'd be incredible. And it's all about saying like... Jim, children are meant to be seen and not heard. That, no, they, I, I know that I wish <laughs> now, I wish that I, I could remember. But yeah, I, when you said that, I'm thinking, well, maybe she didn't know. Maybe that was all flashbacks and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, I think it was all spelled out to her because she's just saying, hey, you know, you know what happened. He left you out in that and you could be more than that. And we're going to cut ties. This is all just about her saying, listen, just forget about Batman. Now you're with me and yeah. do this. But she she'll become Blackbird instead just, of Bluebird. Maybe. But it's all it's all just set up for the next two issues. And we've seen everything that we've gotten here from Harper and Mother, though. That is the best part of the book. Yes. But it's still it's all just stuff we've known. We already know this stuff. It's just ridiculous. I just I it infuriates me that this book continues. <laughs> but we have two more issues. Maybe the next two issues will be kick ass. I don't know. I like the art. The art was I really like good. the art. Um, yeah, and the dialogue for Steve Orlando was not as off. The Hello Mother. That's I'm just saying classic. though, there's a little issue. I'm telling you, there was a couple missteps with the dialogue, but overall, it's it's good. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I, it's good dialogue. The, the dialogue's okay. It's yeah. just standard deal. Uh, again, uh, last week I gave the issue a three. Uh, this week I gave it a five three five point three. Right. Still the lowest. I'll say I think I would give it a six yeah. six point five yeah. something like that. Uh, 6.5, that'd be like my third favorite issue of the whole goddamn series. <laughs> I, I've only gone above a five a couple times. This one, five, three. Maybe a six. Yeah, I, I just, nothing happens. That's the only thing that really. Well, I enjoyed myself reading it. Yeah, you're getting, it just, you're getting a comic each week and you only have three issues left and you have an issue where nothing happens. They Basically, what happens in this... You're talking about Asriel shows up, yeah, Asriel shows up out of nowhere <laughs> and fights for no reason. You, and Steph- dude, Stephanie the doors Brown, work now yeah, at the towers. Stephanie Brown goes into the fight, and that's it. 
uh, yeah. the mother stuff we've seen, and now Harper has to decide if she's going to kill Cassandra, which we had four issues ago. You think she's going to do it, Jim? Yeah, I do not think she's going to do it, like four <laughs> issues ago. But yeah, I wish I could have went back and just seen exactly when or how they told Harper. I, I think it was just mother telling her at one point. No, you know, I, I actually think I do remember. It was fucking Orphan. It was David Kane telling her the whole thing when she was down there with him and Poppy. When him and Poppy were in those fucking things, he right. told her the whole story. I don't. I'm pretty that. sure he did because she kept saying, "No, you're crazy." And uh, it was when remember, I think it was more just like no, it was the Cassandra thing, but it was part of that. I'm, I swear, I don't. It all goes together with me. Um, I know it's one big long. Yeah, I remember story. It saying, "No, Batman wouldn't do that." And then, then he's, "Why are you pulling down your pants?" And that, but Poppy, I don't think you're reading the right wait story. Wait a minute, Poppy. I knew that you were a cannibal, but I didn't think that you like hot dogs. And then <laughs> shit went wrong. Then. And then the signal went. And the signal somehow told everybody to get sexy. I don't know. What's the next book? Titans Hunt number six, written by Dan Abnett with art by Steven Segovia, Art Thibbert, Hi Fi, Carlos M. Manguel. Oh. In this issue of the mind fuckery that is Titans Hunt, we get a little backstory about how Mr. Twister is pretty much Freddy Krueger and that he needs to be remembered in order to fully gain access to this world. Besides for that, though, it's more the same as our separate Titan gr Titans groups do their thing as they come together to face their past. Plus some new enemies in the form of Diablo, who might just be the good guys in this, in that they will kill the Titans to prevent Mr. Twister's arrival. Yes. Yes. Words are hard. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted this series to be good since its announcement, but it's just—it's a little too crazy for well, me. It's crazy. And it's not giving me enough explanation on what's really going on for me to feel satisfied. Well, I guess. Well, this this is a weird one because it's going to be eight issues, correct? Yes. That's when Rebirth happens, and at first it was going to be twelve, and it seemed like the minute that we heard that it was only going to be eight or whatever, then it just all became a setup for what the Titans book will be at Rebirth. Because we really uh, we haven't really progressed that much. And it really, to me, just seems every issue seems like, okay, we're, we're learning this little bit. So it's baby that we, steps. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so this is basically an eight-issue origin of how they're going to go from here. Because, yeah, you don't get much. You get a lot of... Uh, freaking backtracking at points. And oh, then yeah. when they go forward, half the shit, I don't understand. And then the next issue, they'll explain a little bit of that so that you understand more. <laughs> and it just keeps going. I'm telling you, the, this whole thing with Mal and uh, I just... Mal is the least interesting part and, of the story and, to me because I still don't understand what he's well, doing. Well, that's he's what I'm saying. Breach, yeah, yeah. Somehow the song that he's got to sing is going to breach the reality, like the walls of reality, to let Mr. Twister in? Yeah, no, to me... Through this mysterious bone organ well, that he created me, out of that, nowhere? Uh, how they say it, this issue is that even when they say, like, the sound you hear is his, he, he's in pain. He's yeah. like, oh, this is the song. It starts off with that whole thing. This is a song he knew that he was supposed to sing, but he hates it. I just think that Mr. Twister's there, and he has to get everybody at that goddamn tower... It's like Mr. Out, T. He's the herald. He's heralding them in. It, it's Mr. T from Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Hey, kids, the word of the day is pain. Yeah, he's there. But yeah, really, you don't get enough. I want to know, when did Shaggy from that new Hanna-Barbera book show up? Because he looks just like him, doesn't he? The guy who's with that fucking Bumblebee. With that freaking oh Neil Richards, yeah, Mad he Mod. looks just like that Shag that everybody <laughs> that was all shags. Uh, but yeah, she's even like, "What the hell?" And he, every time I get an explanation from somebody, it confuses me more. 
Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. Well, we find out in this issue that the Titans defeated Mr. Twister five years ago, which you've kind of heard before. Yes. But here we find out that their minds were psychically wiped by Lilith in order for Mr. Twister to never return. Yeah, they they forget him. That's the only way they can keep him away. Yes, the thing it's just like Freddy Krueger to me, but the continuity just doesn't seem to add up because we have the the town. What is it? Hatton Corners. Remember where that's where the clubhouse was? Yeah. The cop there didn't seem to remember exactly what went down five years ago, so it so- kind of seems like the town well, doesn't know. Well, not only know. just that, I even put in my notes, what gets me a lot is that, okay, we'll go with this, right? We'll go right. with that. But other people, like, say, a Batman? Oh, yeah, I was going to get into yeah, that. Yeah, it's just everybody, this is what almost what we were saying about if the... Uh, this Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, the satellite, the sun, the satellite goes and makes him or everybody forget. There's still other things that would be involved that people would be like, hey, you know, you were a Teen Titan once. and they, no. well, Not only that, like say, say the sun, the satellite goes out and everybody forgets that Dick Grayson is Nightwing. Yeah. And then I see Nightwing out doing something. I go into my Google yeah, search I'm engine. Like, oh, who's I type Nightwing? in Nightwing. Uh, no, no, not even yeah. that. Just type in Nightwing. The biggest news are Dick Grayson yeah. is Nightwing. Oh, shit. Yeah. It would really? Be all, and it's weird to me to do it this way. You could easily have had this tie into the whole Convergence thing, all this with the rebirth, whatever, that when the multiverse came together at the end of uh, Convergence, that the shit's warped and that Mr. Twister is coming back and at oh, one yeah. point he was in some at, sort of thing and he's trying to make it meld and it, it, that the would thing be, is Jim I'm still not convinced it isn't I don't know because we get this so I, we get this idea of the psychic mind wipe that Lilith has done to stop Mr. Twister yes. from ever coming back he, he eventually like you know forced his way back a little bit started whispering so people started remembering but we have Donna Troy in this who was just created like a few months ago mm. Who was fighting him five years ago? Well, and I'll ago. say also Dove when them saying in you. Oh yeah, Don Hall. I felt so bad for. Poor oh yeah, I felt, I actually put that in my review. So, like Lilith is just there pointing at her like a bitch. Like you're I not even supposed to Dove. be here. It's, like, almost, it's almost like you're at a party and everybody's <laughs> having a great. Or even not even that. It would be like everybody sitting at a table. Say you're in uh, high school and you're at lunch and you're like, remember yeah. when we did that, guys? And everybody's talking and poor Dove's there and she's like. Oh, yeah, and what are you talking about? You weren't there. D- Dove's a new kid so in school. So bad. I felt so bad for her, but she throws everything off because she's it's, like, um, you're, you're not supposed to be here. Well, I'm saying Don Hall was Dove yeah. during the time of this, like the flashbacks of Mr. Twister. Yeah. But the problem is, in the continuity that we've already established in the New 52, Don Hall died before the dark side, uh, like uh, invasion. Yep. And with that, when they even said somebody was supposed to die, it has to be. It has to be him. It has to yeah, be Don Hall because be. he's not here. Yeah. And, but it doesn't make sense that, with everything yeah, else. I wish that, though, the way they're spelling it out, the way Dan Amnett's doing it, you don't get this idea where, like, everything that you, because it's so confusing, what any little bit of nugget of info you get, you're going with, right? So when they're yeah. like, oh, you just don't remember Mind Wipe five years ago, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, that's what it is because it's so out there that I wish there was more of a feeling that. Maybe it isn't that, but I don't. I, I could. I couldn't go. I could. I read that this issue, and I couldn't go with it immediately, just because when we were dealing with the last issue, when the sheriff or the he was just an officer of Hatton Corners, mm-hmm. didn't really seem like he remembered what happened. It's just you know people. And maybe if you want to tell me that, two days I'm telling ago. you, if this shit went down in Hatton Corners, you might even tell me that Lilith went and mind wiped everybody yeah, there. I, but I, yeah, I would like to have seen too where you get some. Uh, it makes sense of who's remembering what and not and this and that. And it's just so all over the place. I know. And it's really bothering. I'm telling you, but I still enjoy this I'm issue. I'm telling you, what's weird is we're saying this 
I can't say that I'm not intrigued. Exactly. I'm intrigued, but now I don't. I, I, I don't hope know. To God that they, I was just they wrap say, this all up nicely. I'm. I'm say, I don't know if I'm intrigued because I'm loving it or I'm intrigued because I've been fucking reading this and I hope that it wraps up. Hopefully it does wrap up as something. But if you just had the whole thing with this alternate reality and this white and it tied into what rebirth is going to be, that's where I get the idea that rebirth would have a uh, universal thing where but uh, we, even me and you, we're trying to figure out what it would be like. We think it's just going back to the. The nuts and bolts, the uh, you know meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes that would yeah. not go into a you know multiverse that's converging on itself. It's getting crazy, like that. yeah, right off crazy. the bat. But I, I wish that I could say what was going on, and you still were six issues in of eight issues, and we're still getting this. Hey, you know what? We must have been a team, and oh yeah, that's teamwork. I told you, and hey, we might have been working together because you get that with Aqualad and Donna yeah, Troy, yeah. and we've seen it over and over. Though, like I said, I still kind of enjoy it and, and the art is great the art's I awesome like, I, I like all these characters like interacting even though they don't know what's up and they can't give me any goddamn information yeah. i like seeing them together just because honestly i want a good goddamn titans book yeah well when i read this book it's one of these where i wish that dan abnett lived next door and i just yeah. go over and like just explain it. Mr. Just, explain, just explain it to me so i know what's going jimmy on the menace yeah, jimmy the menace mr abnett and he's like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, Jimmy's yes, back. Remember when Mr. Uh, do, you, do you ever see the uh, Dennis the Menace when Mr. Wilson was dead and they tried to get the uncle in and it yeah. did not work out? It did, it did not work uh, out did at all. Did you think as a kid that he the was uncle fucking, was fucking Mr. Wilson? He, yes. So did I. And I was not very old. It bothered <laughs> like me. Seven. Like, that is boy, your brother's wife. Right in. Oh, God. Yeah, he's like in uh, Beer Fest. What's his name? It's like Landfill. Landfill's pro- Hey. Landfill, Landfill too. too. Oh God, Mr. Wilson. But no, Poor if Mr. Worrying Wilson. About Mr. If worrying about what Mr. Twister is exactly wasn't enough, and him coming back, we also have Neil Richards talking to Bumblebee yeah. and trying to find out what she, she knows yeah, about Mal and his past with out. the Titans, and he's letting her in on all this, you know, information that he somehow knows. I, I do actually. Nobody like, else knows. I do actually like that part of this. Book. Mad Mod knows though, and I want to know how I, he knows. Well, he's part of that fucking. What's I'm saying. He's a part of Diablo. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, I'm saying you get the idea that they know everything of this, that that's why they're there. They're almost like the guys who are supposed to uh, uh, guard the uh, Ark of the Covenant. When shit starts oh, right, going right. with it, they're, they're there. That fucking. Oh, no, no, not the Ark, the fucking Grail. Yeah, the Grail, I meant. Yes, that's what I. Yeah, yeah. They, they remind me of those guys. I was thinking of freaking John Rice Davies. No, like, no, no. No, no. Bad dates. Hello, mother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're like the growl guys that go in. Why'd it have to be Snake's mother? <laughs> ah, mother. No ticket. But yeah, the Shock start playing mother. The thing, Shock, what's this? What, Reggie? Uh, the, the, the thing that I don't like <laughs> about this issue, though, is you kind of, in this issue, I, I don't really care about Mr. Twister. It, it, we're no, getting oh, well, to the deal. Don't I don't care anything about him. There is no panel play with Mr. No. Twister except for like the opening. Yeah panel and that's it hello <laughs> hello twister but no it's like mad fighting Mon, in this. exactly all donna garth and dick yeah. do is fight right. mammoth and that's Me it and my wife but mad jesus Mon, christ mad mod fucking life <laughs> mad there we Mon go is trying to find Eric. i must start, i don't even remember God saying it. that now i'm saying it all the time i've, I've never heard you say I, it in my life I as far as i know just clicked in my head now Woo-wee. as well it's like me on a sexual rodeo. That's what I yell. I had my fucking hat going. Like, 
Like my mother? Exactly. The pink cowboy hat. Uh, yes, we'll go on. I don't know. Say, so, yeah, Mad Mod somehow knows everything that's going yeah. on. He wants to know everything that Bumblebee knows. And once he finds out, and also, something else that I've never heard until this issue, apparently Mr. Twister's all about giving people powers. Yeah, I, I don't know. And he wants to know if he gave Bumblebee anything. No, I'm good. Okay, I got to go make a call. I'll be right back. Call somebody. All right, we're going to take out the Titans, all right? Okay. And then it comes back in the room with a gun, and that's where we leave Mad Mod and Bumblebee. Yeah. I, I like and stories put- where they have that, where, you know, he's there, Mad Mod's there, and he is not a bad guy. He's a bad, he's not bad he's guy. He's not a bad guy. He, it's, he's bad because we like the characters, but he's there. He's doing his job. and I don't even know what his job no, is, his though. His job is to make sure Mr. Twister comes. Mr. Twister gathers all these. It brings them back. So the only way they can think of doing it but is I don't they know, kill I'm them. Say, I really don't get an idea of why this is a, like they know this is a bad thing. and what, like They are pretty much to the me, grail. Well, remember, he showed up exactly when Mal disappeared and started yes. singing the song. So obviously, uh, something with them involved, they know that song. If they hear that Harold song, that means Mr. Twister has grabbed him. He's heralding them back. They, he's he's got to show people that freaking tattoo have, on his chest. Stop the deal. And uh, tell him how he is an yeah. a, like from an ancient protector yeah. of the Grail. It's the deal. But yeah, he has heard the song. The song's going, so they have to figure out what to do. And the only See, way they can go... I don't get the idea that he heard the song. Yeah, because he showed up. He... It was all I know he Mal. showed up. He was all I know he was all about it, said, but still. I think even in this issue he says about the song. He mentions Did it he? to her. Something about it. Yeah, we're we're off today. We don't even know what the hell going on. But I, yeah, know, he, just... I think that that's what happened. He heard the song, and then shit's gone wrong. And then when he calls, it's basically like, what can we do? And the only thing they can figure out to do is to actually kill the Titans. And I'm saying, I like that idea because we have these guys. Here it here is, with, he said. I would I would have liked it a little bit more if we got some background well, on why they do this, and how they the know. First time you because see him yeah, here, he says, "You heard a sound, Mrs. Duncan," and she says, "Yes, it's terrifying. It's still in my head." You said we're here to help me. She see here's the sound. So right there is when he gets into you know we got to get shit done mode. And he said, right. uh, "You said that, but that sound I can't express the terror it made me feel." And then that's when he's like, "Hey, I gotta go. I gotta make a call." He's like, "Yep, it's in. She heard it." We got to do something. And so it's definitely that they just, whatever this organization is, Diablo, they've been waiting. And it's one of those where I always wanted a job where you're like the guy who is in the, you're in the government and you're there to monitor for alien invasions. And you've gone like 20 generations without anybody ever hearing anything. You're getting paid every day. You have to be the fucking guy who actually is there when it happens. (laughs) And this is what this guy freaking mod it's like anybody who has like the nuke key that's what i'm saying they're waiting for the it, phone call still, and they have to freaking you know, turn the key for, to send the nuke out 50 years everybody's just been punching in and that fucking guys have retired through a whole career of doing nothing and yet this guy he's like god damn it i have to be the fucking one who has to do something but yeah well, we, and then he says well, yeah. he even says to it he's like oh it cries a ritual to be performed he knows all this stuff I know I'm saying though, but I don't know how he and knows he's, all this well, it's stuff. Because it's that's what it seems like this organization has been set up to stop. I'm saying though, you you, you tell me about all these things that they never spell out in like Batman and Robin, but now you're okay well, with it. Well, what I'm saying is this is what it seems. He has gone to her and he knows he calls. It's this well, we, here's we, the thing. We have it's two different. issues left. It's different because I say that in a Batman and Robin, it's not a mystery. This is a mystery. The the whole point of this whole six eight issues is to set up a mystery of who the titans are so yeah you start having to guess he's not telling us not because he's an idiot and not writing uh right he's doing it because that's what it's supposed to be it's a mystery that you get at the end batman and robin eternal is no fucking mystery 
when shit happens the, wrong. The, the, and The Diablo stuff to me isn't the mystery of this but it's, book. it's part of the growing mystery of the whole thing. The whole thing is who Mr. Twister is. These guys definitely know. I mean, the whole book is set up that way. We're not going to find out anything until that last fucking three pages that it's you know setting up the rebirth. Right. So at that point, I'm sure next issue we're going to find out that these guys more about, you know, at the end, you can say who shows up at the end. That's part of the deal. Yeah, the Diab- Diablo show up at Loth Clay's Addiction Center where everybody is sitting around talking now. And it's like uh, it's a reimagined two reimagined characters, Honey Bun and Ding Dong Daddy. Yeah. I did a, like I didn't know who these people were off the top of my head because I don't know old school Titans villains. Yeah. I did a little bit of research though, and Honey Bun was um, she was a killer robotic uh, jungle robot, yeah. and Ding Dong Daddy was just like a hot rod aficionado of like bad guy. And I honestly can't say for sure that this is Ding Dong Daddy. Yeah. It's the only person I can say it is That's though from everything I looked Ding at. Dong. Yeah, know, what else would it be? But yeah, and then Willis says, you know, and he's got a fucking nice. Roy's car. like, what the hell's going on? And it's Diablo. Who's Diablo? They're they're coming to kill us, and then they come yeah. out, and yeah, you get the idea then that whatever this organization Diablo is, it's been set up that when Mister Twister tries to get back, they are gonna they have to stop him. And he says, right. the guy says, I'm uh, as moderator of Diablo, I'm issuing a sanction order, eliminate the Teen Titans, yeah. all of them now. And then he goes to kill Bumblebee, and hopefully she she fucking got weirded out by this guy, which she should have, <laughs> and gotten the fuck out of there. But yeah, it, it, like I said, it's set up as a mystery, and you're getting a little, I, I don't think you're getting enough, and it's confusing, but I don't yes. mind, you know, trying to figure out something in a book that is supposed to be a mystery. I mean, this has been a mystery. Like in Poison Ivy? This has been a No, that's, yeah. The problem with Poison Ivy that we're going to talk about next is I don't care about the mystery. The mystery is the oh. least uh, fucking important thing in the whole book. Uh, yeah, what did you give this? I know I'm saying I love yeah, the artist book, though. And I just really hope that we get a, a solid conclusion, though. I know we have two issues left. We'll probably say this again next yeah. month. I just really need the solid conclusion to this because I have so many issues while reading this, even though I have a good time while I, reading it. I don't it. mind but it, yeah. I had gave it a 6 I out of 10. I give it a 6 as well. Poison Ivy Circle of Life and Death number three, written by Amy Chu, art by Clay Mann, Steven Segovia, Seth Mann, twin, Jonathan Glapian, yes. Dexter Vines, Art Tibbert, Ulysses Ariola. Ulysses uh, Ariola. Ariola. Either a great name or a terrible one. The mystery continues, and I'm not talking about who is killing people at the botanical gardens. I'm talking about why this book isn't in flash reviews. <laughs> I wrote this up since Reggie did this and uh, he's in Germany so I had to write up the Deutsch. that mystery will be solved next month because I am not liking this book in the least I like the art but why is Amy Chu making her lead character so awful and what the fuck is this book about anyway there are freakish little babies a police department with their heads up their asses and Poison Ivy trying to outdo the actual killer in the book the Poison Ivy League dropped us on Twitter after Reggie <laughs> gave this issue a 6.5 out of 10 and I think he was being generous that's the weird thing is the big mystery in this book is who's killing people when Poison Ivy herself has killed as many, if not more people than the more, actual more mysterious killer and has mentioned that she wants to kill everybody else as well. And also it, mentions how she wants to turn a new leaf. She does not want to be that person anymore. Yeah. yeah. Flip flopper that Poison yeah, Ivy. she is a flip flopper. Well, it starts off. I, th- this whole police department thing. It just throws me off anyway. I, I don't know who they are. I don't, where is this book even taking place, Eric? Where is it taking place? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, why not have Bullock involved at some point? I don't know. Somebody that would be other stuff. More these guys are so stuff. generic, and they don't really seem to understand what you do at a at a crime scene. I don't know. They're, you they're ask just, questions. Everything's willy nilly. Yeah, but you ask it, questions you, like at the body. You and do what the mayor tells you. It's even yeah, it's even funny because they even call themselves out at one point in this book. Like, hey, that's not how a crime scene works. I'm, you're right. <laughs> But yeah, yep. they're there. They're, and also, like, you have statements being said. They're not writing them down. It's just so weird. They they're actually look like they're taking evidence from the uh, a body. And next thing you know, they're in a room. They're just talking to that guy. Remember, we couldn't remember his Darshan. Darshan. Mr. Mohawk. And the Darshan. best part about it, because they start asking him questions, because he was there. He found the body. Yes. And he, he ran into the, the culprit, and he doesn't know if it was a him, a her, or what. He doesn't know and what it is. And the best part is... We get a little flashback of it, and it's what we saw at the end of last issue. Yeah, yeah, and and he's like, I don't even know if it's human. You brought like nothing to this. No, yeah, no, uh, nothing. I think this whole issue is nothing because in the meantime, Poison Ivy's just sitting there with those creepy babies. Uh, I off the freaking podcast, you were complaining to me left and right. I don't know what your problem is with these babies. Freaky little babies. Well, the one has like shit coming out of his fucking head. You know, uh-huh. the other one looks okay, but it's just, they're, they're it's called just, hair, Jim. No, that's not, <laughs> I know. That's, I don't know what their vines or whatever, but she's there and she's Buds. like, oh, my sporlings. <laughs> what is going on here? She's a mother now, Jim. Yeah, she is. She doesn't seem to, I don't know that she's like, oh, they're so neat. And this one, she can talk to plants better than I can. And this one, she can grow vegetation. Okay. Whatever. That even my help. Yeah, and then she puts them in. It's like these, shake and bake. And she I puts them help. in the plant nannies. Uh, then she calls them my pretties, which makes me freak out even more. We fucking, it's the Wicked Witch of the West now. Witch. And then she just goes, she shows up at work, and there's Darshan, which they, they really oh, throw wow. the name a lot, this one, because, you, you know, now we're supposed to know it's Darshan. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, no, no, the police were here. Yeah, everybody's dead. Oh, no. And she's like, fuck that. I'm going to get my research. Damn right. It's just and the single-minded police, lady. The police can't stop me. Well, then they're like, okay, now they finally, these police officers finally are like, okay, we're going to really do some things because, boy, people are dying. This is the woman and who man, found. we really fucked up the last crime yeah, scene. Yeah, really. And this is the, the lady who found that first body, but yet we didn't question her for another seven hours. And, and even though she's been in and out of Arkham, we don't know who she is. Yeah, we don't have any idea. And there's Victor Lee. Who is there? I, maybe Getty Lee's cousin. But he's there, and she even's like, man, he knows who I am, but he's not telling. I wonder what's going on about that. Is he worried about the scandal? Because, yeah, I would think that if it did come out, they'd be like, okay, the botanical gardens, there's fucking poison ivy working there. He has to think she's done it, right? I don't even know. I, it seems like he knows more about what's going on than yeah, she does. Yeah. Because throughout this you issue, think that she's they talking got about her there some, as a setup then. Kind of. Be, well, honestly, she had a oh, great time research to set her up. hybrid because uh, she keeps talking about how her research was stolen and there's a secret area in this facility. For some reason, he go, <laughs> fucking Mohawk goes and does 1800s fucking like, uh, plans, yeah. blueprint plans, and finds out about a heavily guarded secret area. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I. Uh, Again, and then they're talking to her uh, to poison Ivy. They're like, hey, you know, you can't go in here. This is a crime scene. And then they get a call on the phone. And thank God they do, because at that point, she's going to kill them. Yep. She, she's all of a sudden, she's Little got a shop of horses going on right yeah, there. And then and she's nobody got notices. crazy glowing eyes. She's got the plants. Yeah, they're all about to go to town. And uh, he's like, oh, wait, I got a, I got a call. Oh, it's it's the mayor. I know. Does it even say? I uh, guess it it's does, the it chief. Says who, the chief, yeah. It's chief. And chief says, hey, 
Chief said, let her go. How does Chief know she's there at that point? Uh, you said, well, maybe they're like, hey, is she there or whatever? It just seems like it's like very convenient. Hey, yes, what's it that? Is very okay, yes, yes, okay. Yep, she's got to go. And he's like, yeah. Then she's like, I'm going home. And then they, they talk. What do you think, witness protection? I have no idea. Well, that's the thing, too, is that the chief is calling. So obviously somebody has told the chief, you got to let this woman go. Somebody like on high, somebody powerful, who also knows that this is Pamela Isley, yeah. Poison Ivy, and she's working at the botanical. Yes. Everybody knows who she is except yes. for the goddamn except cops. Them. And then he's like, I don't know, but you they know what? They even did a background check on and, her and in the even, first yeah, issue. Even the, the one guy should be like, uh, he's like, hey, you think that's a witness protection program, informant? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. But you know who really looked bad was that Victor, that pencil pusher. He didn't look sorry. His boss was dead. I'm like, really? You, this is what they're going to get. They're, they're fucking talking. They might as well call Miss Chloe. I find out what the fuck's going on. Am I going to be a murder suspect? Because if any of our bosses die, I'm not really going to shed a tear. It's not that like... I don't get upset about anybody. Exactly. That's the thing. I'm kind of dead inside. And you know what? That guy might be in shock. And also, you're you're pretty much talking to him next to the body most of the time. It's just very weird. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll conduct all our interviews right next to the boneless yeah, skin corpse so over here. There. Hey, he didn't say much. Yeah, there's a corpse there. And you know what? You know what else seemed weird? When those plants almost attacked <laughs> us and that lady's eyes were growing green. Worst cops ever. Oh, my. They are horrible. But, yeah, she goes home. And, and it looks like the babies have had trouble. The nannies have had trouble. But that's really not addressed much, a- right? Ever. Yeah. She comes home and finds her place a wreck. She so says, oh, my God. weird. She's that like, oh my! Like it's up to no good, Eric. Oh my God! There are bloody footprints in my apartment after everything's all disheveled. Oh, the babies are still here. Might as well go about my day and not check into this as she's being yeah. watched by whatever's and it's there. Even, uh, thank goodness you're safe. Tell me, what did you see? The, these babies aren't talking to you, but yeah, in the meantime, the next to the panel. Green, so you know, well, the next panel, you see above what they saw, but she doesn't see it. It's that big monster that you said is just uh, one of them sporlings grown bigger, that's like the in the, the Batman right. and the Animal. Hold on, did you get the an, did you, and now I'm gonna say Adam? Did you get the idea that this is what the baby saw? Because yeah. I just got the idea that thing is above her I, off the balcony. I don't know. Her. It seems like a weird balcony they're on. Then, but yeah, I just got the idea of ni- both and neither. That okay. this was just like, hey, that's what they saw, but they don't make it like, you know, put a little squiggly lines around to make <laughs> it seem like something's going on. Plus, on the balcony top, there is blood on the one rafter. There's sure shit is. going down here. Why isn't anybody looking at it? She is the worst mother ever. And then she's like, she's like, okay, I don't know what you saw because obviously you can't talk to me, they babies. Even though the one has said she could talk to the roses, so yep. could talk through the green and maybe should be able to talk to her. And says, you know what I should do? I should make you some other guardians. And then pretty much says, you know what movie I like? The Little Shop of Horrors. Great and movie. really makes the, the what is that called? The What is the plant called? Venus Flytrap? No, this is more of a piranha plant. But no, in the, in the actual movie, it has a name. I don't, oh, it, oh I don't, you mean Audrey too? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. But that's what it is. It's exact. When oh, yeah, it's a little Audrey, it, too. It's exact. And they should have at least made a joke about it. But yeah, she puts these around. And then out of nowhere, Feed me, Pamela. Out of nowhere, Winston shows up. Winston. Now Winston, Winston from the Ghostbusters. Winston. Now Winston from the freaking piece of shit from the lab. The oh, I don't care. Who Winston was in this book? Why isn't Ernie Hudson here? Yeah, Winston's been in the book probably what two panels? Uh, he was yeah, in he, that he, one, he, and then he was in that one off. panel. For, I and think then it was he waltzed a, off. I think it was one, like a one-page, like like full panel. Where, yeah. When That's he said, it. oh, she was with me, yeah, you know what? The boss was upset I was doing I am the ladies' man around right. here, said, after like, all. Doing her. Yeah. 
And even I think that and then they they like uh, fucking fist bumped. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And then they uh, sent penthouse letters a note, dear penthouse letters. I never thought these were real until it happened. And to of me. course, I was if, at the botanical in gardens book, in Gotham, and it would have to have like I planted my seed. Everything would be <laughs> freaking set on fucking. I plants. soiled her something fierce. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, I soiled in my pants before I, I got my vine out there but yeah he shows up and the problem with me is that old amy chu there you have not developed this character enough no. you haven't given us anything all we got before because I, I told you i was upset before because he made up that on the spot to save her ass remember as he was walking away she's like you creep and yeah. i was like what the hell are you talking about he just saved you and yeah you you get no more character development but he just shows up I like that later she calls out, like, why does everybody know where I live? But, yeah, he calls up. He, he buzzes. Hey, can I come up? Really, I don't know why she lets him up. And because you haven't get rid of him. But you haven't gotten enough character development to go. And also, you're getting rid of your one alibi, like he says. Because when he comes up, he's a piece of crap. But I don't get it enough. He's going to blackmail her into sex. But if you're going to do that, spell it completely out. He kind of says it. But at the point when he gets up there... First off, I think he gets up there and he's like, man, nice place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have kids? Sayonara, baby. I'm out. Yeah. No, honestly, that, she has kids. It's not a big deal because he's going he's gonna to fuck her and get out. Well, it's not like this is a long-term relationship kind of thing. Like, oh, those kids are yours. Didn't know you have kids. And what do you want? And then Oh, my says, God. Why are there flowers sprouting on your kid's head? He does say, like, look, babe. Yeah. Why, is there, why does it look like a chia pet? Why, why are like, they kind of hey, green? I'm your alibi. And you know what? If you, and then she says enough and says, you know, let's go somewhere more private so the children can't see. These children appear to be a year old at most. No, stop fucking in front of your kids. And it's just, no, I'm saying he, she is the worst person in the scenario. Not him. He's there. <laughs> and even I said, you said, oh, he's going to rape or whatever. He's going to do that. It's a but black he says, male rape hey, can situation. I go up? And she, he doesn't say that. And she's like, yeah, I'll, you know, take the elevator. And he goes, yeah, still got it. And it seems to me he is just a awkward loser guy. He's a creep. He's a creepy dude. Yeah. I don't think he's a rapist. I don't. I think he's like, I'm saying, hey, babe, it, you remember I helped you out. You know, he's black, and he's getting sex from black men, which in my mind is rape. Here, though, because they never spe- – they don't do enough. This is where I it think – It was completely spelled out to me when I read might, this. No, I, I, all he says is just one line. Hey, I'm your alibi, so let's uh, – huh. Yeah, but I he might just be saying, you know, maybe we can have some action, but that's not he's asking her. It's not like she's like, thing. let's play some pinochle no, and he have some have coffee. Come in and she should have said, hey, you know, and he should have at least tried to do something really bad that she could do what she does. Because all he says, I know you got a past or whatever. I don't know what it is. I don't care, but I won't say anything. You know, if you and yeah, he might say if you go to bed with me. We and all knew she where this says was no. Going. He never seemed physical. He never seemed like he was going to grab no, her by the neck and make her do anything. He's making it well known that, hey, I'm your alibi. Mm, We're going to do this. Me. Or it's, oh, it's, it's not enough for me because he doesn't really say that. He just says, don't forget, I'm your alibi as far as Luisa's death's concerned anyway. I know you got to pass the secret or whatever. I don't know what. I don't care. But I won't say anything if you know. Exactly. That's not yeah, saying I'm not going to say anything that. if you do this I'm for me. I'm saying to you, though, it's not enough for, for her to kill him. 
This that's is just a creep. She needs no motivation to kill oh, That's I'm saying they make her the worst, but they're trying to make it so that you're like, man, that guy is a creep. You have not gotten enough of this. She says, no, I agree. He's and she says, I've been more than patient with you at work. Your little jokes, your innuendos are wearing things. You haven't gotten that. You didn't get one bit of that. We've never seen him at work. We've never seen a joke. We've we just never got seen him, innuendo. We just got him doing the alley, alibi. We're like, yeah, I'm doing her. That's it. But yeah, they should have had him at least one other time go, hey, baby, I'd like to plant my seed in that. Hey. You know, Soil, something. Okay. And then she's like, I, and then all she, <laughs> he has to do is say, oh, Winston, I told you I don't like that. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah. And then she's as he's walking away, character. as he's walking away, he, he says like, yeah, she wants it. Something like that. Get Does something the in there. The Instead, he shows up, says, hey, I'm your alibi. Hey, you got babies? Oh, yeah. Dead. She kills him. She kills yeah. him. And at this point, she is luring him in. He is not. He went. Oh, I agree. And she says, hey, let's get away from the babies. He goes out. He's not unzipping his pants. He's looking. At, hey, nice view of the canal. And then she says, let's get down to business. And then she's like, come on. He says, oh, stop trying to play hard to get. You know you want me, baby. Oh, yeah, I want you. And then he kills him. I just, it's, it's so over the top ridiculous. And then just like walks away. Good yeah. riddance, jerk. And then he gets eat, eaten by the bunch yeah, of those little Audrey twos. Things. And Piranha that's plants. when uh, Darshan shows up. Or again, I, I'm telling you, I don't remember them saying his name that much at any other issue. Because, hey, it's me, Darshan. Yeah, you're the only one I know with a pink fucking mohawk, buddy. But yeah, she, he wants to come up. And no, no, you, you're jumping. We're way, you're way past. Because we have the scene where she goes to have coffee with Darshan, who's got the blueprints, and finds out where her research. No, that's next. Him. That's next. He he shows up at her apartment. Oh, you're says, right. I'm hey, I want to come up. Right. And I know. She's like, no, let's go get coffee. I'm just saying that it just keeps going. They go, and there's the blueprint. Everybody knows where she lives. Yeah, yeah. She Everybody says, besides for the cops knows where she lives. Knows her background. And then you get that they're reaching for coffee together and they no, touch. This, this is the weirdest part of the so book. It's so weird. Right? It doesn't make sense. I don't know what they're trying is to lead into Is it that she just here. doesn't like the touch of a man? I, I, or like did there's she some kind of attraction going on? Or did I don't she know. sense something from him because he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then she just leaves. It, yeah. Is it that she doesn't want to be attracted to anybody? That is the weirdest part of the book. In it's so tonight. weird. And he's there helping her and she forgets her glasses. She can't see without her glasses, Eric. She needs those glasses. But yeah, and she's like, oh, I'm going to hit up a friend. And she doesn't even take the plans either. It's just weird. But yeah, he has the, she has the glasses. She gets back and calls Catwoman. Catwoman shows up. Well, la-di-da. In the meantime, fucking somehow, Darshan gets in. Because to me, I told you, it seemed like you had to be buzzed in. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, he just gets there. He has the glasses. And... She, the plants are there now. The, the jig is up because Thank now, God. yeah, because she's fully outdressed as Poison Ivy right there, and plants have hanging out with Cat up. Catwoman. Yeah, and so something's going to give here, and we're going to see next issue. Um, I love the art. I think the art's great in this. I love Clayman's work. Yeah, I do too. I'm glad that they signed him exclusive. Uh, they did not sign Amy Chu. And I'm kind of glad. I don't think her, <laughs> I don't like her pacing of the book. I don't understand half what's going on. There's a lot of jumping to weird places. It's and a, there's the not enough character not, I'm saying the character's not solidified because when we started this series, I really thought that Poison Ivy wanted to put her Poison Ivyness behind yeah, her. And, it's, and then she's been doing everything to counter, contradict yeah, that. Yeah, and I could say that people who like it say the Poison Ivy League, they love it. Uh, maybe it's that they're like, hey, no, this is the real Poison Ivy, whatnot. But the problem I have isn't just Poison Ivy. Um, 
Grinley, tell me what you knew about him before he died. Nothing. What do you know he, about he this? Your secret. I mean, like he hated women. Uh, what did you? What do you know about these detectives? What do you? These They're are better they job. Been, and they've been in every issue. And then what about uh, the main guy now? There's Deshaun, Lee? and there's that other guy. Is it Lee? V- Victor Lee, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. Victor Lee. What do you know anything about him? I know that he knows Pamela's yeah, secret. She just, but Amy Chu has not given us any character development whatsoever. No, no. Even Darshan, who we think, oh, boy, this guy's up to no good. He's he's up to something else. You you don't know that. You you just he seems like a nice guy. He does seem like a nice guy. Uh, we know that he tried out for American Idol. <laughs> or you know, Gotham's got talent. Gotham's got talent. Yeah. yeah, they have. Uh, but no, honestly, everything I've seen for this, it really just seems like they watched Batman the animated series, that episode of Poison Ivy, where she grew these pe- these clones, and they turned into monsters when they like aged to a certain point. It really just seems like a retelling of that with like six issues. Yeah, I just don't get it. And a lot of people loved. I, a guy gave it a nine point five. This I, issue, I loved it when I first saw it in the nineties. Yeah, well, nine point five, Eric. 9.5. 9.5 for this. I, I don't get it. And the thing that I I think is the most uh, biggest problem of this series and this issue is you have this murder mystery going on to Botanical Gardens that is not very interesting. And I don't even know really what's going on. I By the time the issue ends, I've forgotten all about it every time yeah. because that's how it starts. And then you don't get anything else. And, yeah, I guess that this other grown-up seedling uh, is probably what's doing it, the thing that came and attacked the babies. But even that, the babies get attacked, I guess, I, I and, guess. She, and nothing gets resolved for that except you get these other monsters. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. What would you give it? Uh, probably a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm sure. I really like the art. Yeah, I, I do like the art. I actually, uh, I put love the art. I don't really like the story at all. I would. Yeah, this is the weakest uh, yeah. issue. I would have given it like a 4, 4.5. I really I, don't see where this is going except her kid. Every issue now has her saying to herself, I, and there's always just something that stops her. Because even then she's like, hey, I'd kill these guys. But, you know, that would cause me grief down the line. It's everything is some, oh, I'd kill this guy, but then the, the uh, people would think I killed all these people. No, it wouldn't matter because this guy you are abuses a killer. dogs? Yeah. I'm going to kill yeah, him. Yeah, this guy abuses dogs that looks Who like a might lady. might be a woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill them. She wants to kill everybody. I don't understand. But yeah, that is it, Eric. I, one of those I give it a four, four out of ten for that one. Whew. I wanted to get rid of that one quick. We, uh, we probably talked too much about it. It's the P-L-A-Y, just here to say hi, asking you, may I tell you about the day I picked up a microphone, a pad, and a pen. The legend of the tramp begins, the party host, with the most, giving you a dose, see? Leaving instructions, so listen closely, two lines form, and make sure you step soon. Fellas, at the back door. Uh, this is the Superman part of the podcast. The Man of Steel part. But, but is it super? I want to ask you. No, it is not. Boom. boom because it gets we, better. Yeah, it does. Uh, we, it actually progressively better. Because we start off with Superman Wonder Woman number 27. And I will tell you right off the bat, I got this as a, uh, a pre, uh, what is it, an advanced copy? Yes. Got an advanced copy of this. And it was on Tuesday. So it was a day before. And I read it. And I messaged to you, boy, <laughs> you are not going to like this. And I knew the main thing was is that your big book for the week was, well. Superman it, number 50. It was Superman number 50. You could you could argue and say that Legends of Tomorrow might have been just because it was a double thing for it you. It was a dual and, thing with Reggie. So but as, yeah, but as a, a story or whatever, your main comic, this was Superman 50 is your big comic because it's Superman. It's number 50, and it's supposed to end the story. But Big deal. Unfortunately for you, 
you had to read Superman Wonder Woman number 27 first. And you had even said it. I think we said last week, we were talking at the end, and we're talking. I said, oh, no, Superman Wonder Woman comes first. And you're like, oh, yeah, that sucks. And so I had already read it. Said to you, boy, you're not going to like it. And then you read it, and then you told me, hey, I didn't like it. Right. But, yeah, it's... Oh, this issue is a prologue and only a prologue to Superman number and, 50. And I'm telling you, or it's a post-logue to Action Comics, but it's neither. and It's nothing. This is the biggest, well, I even have it in my thing here, I'll tell you. Written by Peter J. Tomasi. Art by Cliff Richards, who you know me and Cliff Richards have a history, Eric. It's just a history. Sexy of me not, history? It's just a history of me not liking his art. Will Quintana and Rob Lee. Continuing from last week's Action Comics number 50, Superman Wonder Woman is a comic book, Eric. Oh, yeah? You know why I put that. It's like when uh, Reggie put in that thing about Steve Orlando. Oh, yes. yep, he's a comic book writer. It's got pictures and words, but the pictures are pretty damn ugly, and the words just emphasize that nothing really happens here at all. Being wedged between two big number 50 issues that end this story was a big mistake, and because of it, this issue is the worst case of filler I can remember. The fact that DC Comics charged $3.99 for this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, Vandal's children burn up from too much power, and the comet arrives on Earth with a few days to kill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> few days to kill. And, I, and actually, I'll tell you, uh, I'll just skip to the end real quick. It confused me from where that comet appeared to be and then how it opened in the next issue, but that's not here or there yet. Dude, that, that comet does not stay in one place. I mean, well, like, it's, thing, and it, it's goes back, it goes there. back and forth oh. every goddamn book. Well, it starts off where we did. I'll give them one thing. It starts off where we left off in Action Comics. The children are going to fight Team Superman. Correct? Correct. That happens for eight pages, if my count's correct, because that's all they do. They're like, hey, you know, and there's a couple tall, you know, with Wonder Woman. I got three words for you. Fast and Furious. Really? Fast and Furious? It seems like it takes a long time there, Wonder Woman. Because, yeah, they're fighting. There's Salvax, who looks crazy. Actually, Salvax is starting to look a little, to me, like the freaking heretic or whatever that killed Damien. I got you. Yeah, he's got, like, a little head for all that. But, yeah, they're fighting. You get those twins who, who just seem to... Yeah, they're not fused like we thought. And also, they just decide to have... Power. I think they are... The worst case of powers just showing up for uh, <laughs> uh, particular characters because they keep changing. They used they had sword arms, and in fact, at one point, I believe in Action Comics last week, um, Vandal called out to them that they had reached their pinnacle. Yeah. Remember, he said something like that: "You reach your zenith of power." I don't know. It seems like, and uh, it's funny too because do you see what they do at one point? They actually have Wonder Twin powers activate. Do they? Yeah. When they go to multiply, they actually fist bump. And they say, our father wants an army. We'll multiply and give him one. I wish they would have called out that, that thing. Because, yeah, they fist bump. And they, it blows. And then they, they freaking have like 8 million of them. I, I don't – this whole thing. And you get that you – there is the Justice League. I see uh, Hal. He's protecting civilians. He got, but yet so little happens – that you don't even get like a, a cool thing like, man, there's Adam Strange kicking ass. It, it's not like, an epic battle no, of like, like Justice League all. proportions. No, it's just them fighting. And uh, one thing to me where it really is thrown off this whole issue, I don't like the art. I hate, always hated Cliff Richards' facial stuff. I think it's always off. But there is hardly a background in this issue. Everything it's a is crater. Just, yeah, every, but even, yeah, there's just, there's no sky really. My, it's just people just fighting. And it's not epic. Uh, it should be, I guess. But yeah, Flash is running around people there, I see. And 
they're fighting. Then Vandal Savage is all of it. Oh my God, he has a, a spike thrown. Fucking like a, a, a fucking, yeah, a fucking pole. That's not how we left off last issue. He had no. no pole. He was laying on the ground laughing at Superman because he saw the children coming behind. And I said to you, I thought that was it. I pulled it up. And I said, hey, look, see? You're like, yeah, there's no pole there. No. <laughs> nope. There no, is pole. no pole. He, he was got... sitting there all fine and dandy laughing no, last laughing time. laughing it up. But yeah, and then you get it. And I'll tell you the one big mistake, I think, in this, this whole end of this story was putting Ukar in there. Because when Ukar shows up, I always think it's Salvex. I, I get them so confused there. But yeah, Ukar shows up, punches fucking Vandal, and then Vandal seems to kill Ukar. You yeah, I'm, says, say, I'm no, saying Ukar's, Ukar's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, I think Ukar's dead as well. That pole looked like it went through his goddamn heart. Yep, and he's like, hey, you should have been watching. And there's a lot of like back and forth, like, you should have been watching. You're back. <laughs> like, oh, you got me. Good one, Vandal. Then Hello, know, mother. Yeah, yeah. Hello, mother. And then fucking Puzzler the shows up. the name of this episode. Up. It's got to be. Puzzler shows up. He's just ripping things around. And he has a backpack. Hey, Daddy, use his jetpack. Yeah. And Vandal's like, hey, give me that, Puzzler. Okay, here you go. The Ignis, I like that too. He's like trying to tell Vandal how to work it. Oh, by the way, Vandal, the, uh, shut up, Puzzler. <laughs> Poor Puzzler. Um, but yeah, he looks up in the comment and then just takes off. Yeah, there's the comment. The comet's coming. That's the a secret good, word. Yes, that is. And there he gets, he launches with the backpack, the jetpack. I always want to call it a backpack. And then, I don't know, within a couple of minutes, uh, seconds, he sheds the backpack and just starts flying. I don't know. What, I, I, was, was he supposed to just get that little bit closer? I don't know. Is he just using the momentum of the backpack to go up? Or is now that he's closer, he he's to, got flight I, power? I that he got flight. He's even using the foot up flight power posture you know what i mean you no, have the one you. foot down and the other up and it's so weird that it's just he has that backpack and to the point where they're really stressing this backpack because you see him unstrapping it then he's like there it is flying down to earth again <laughs> so weird this backpack but yeah you have the the just leagues fighting some more superman sees oh so before this happens then Fucking, I, got, I have nothing really to add uh, to this frankenstein shows up Frankenstein and, shows up and superman's like hey that black fluid on you. It's leaching your that consciousness. That we got rid of. I thought this black fluid was long gone. Somehow Frankenstein's kept it. He heat visions it off and yep, leaves that's him. that's a thing now. And I like that too because as Superman's flying away, there is a squatted down Frankenstein shaking his head like, what have I done? <laughs> that's so stupid. I want He's everybody like, listening right now, tell us, what happened to Wrath? Yeah, what happened to her? I guess maybe something? I, I don't know. Did she die? I don't remember her really dying. Uh, but she yeah. was there, and then she just wasn't. Then you go to the you next... You replaced her with Puzzler. Yeah. The next page, you Actually, have... Actually, replaced her with Frankenstein, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, really. Well, you have the next page where everybody's fighting, and I'm telling you, if you remember the color forms... Oh, God. Yeah. That's what it looks like. There are people on this thing that aren't even, like, look like they should be doing what they're doing. You look at Shazam... I don't know what he's doing. He's flying sideways at nobody. You have, I don't know. That's all right, because at one point Shazam turns into Superman. Yeah, Shazam's Superman at one point. Very odd. Uh, yeah, I, what is going on? Yeah, there it is. I see him when he's Superman all of a sudden. And then ultimately, the whole point of the, like in action comics was Vandal was going to send his kids up t- closer to the comet so they can reach their zenith. And so you he said can comet, see- by the way. Oh, damn it. Where is it? Shut up. Oh, my God. You're the worst sound effects guy. There it is. Don't want to miss that. 
uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah. The whole point was so that Thanos could see what the the comet would do to him, right? We see here that they can't handle the power, and they they explode. They explode. I said to you that it reminded me a lot of when uh, Buffy, the musical, when they were all dancing, and eventually they all burned up. That's what it reminded me of. But yeah, this is, I, I said to you all along, Vandal has had the worst plan. Like, his research and development the research part is very off because he's in the development quick. Um, because what happens is they, they, these, they're dying. He, but he didn't wait long enough. He no. did not wait for this test to go. Even I'm even looking here. Uh, back to those twins. The one twin has turned into a tank at this one point. Do you see? No. Yeah, one has got a fucking, he's like uh, the driller. He's got two drill arms, and his head just popped off. The other guy's a tank. <laughs> what is this going on here? Um, but, yeah, they are all dying. We said if we were a drug company, you, you make a painkiller or whatever. You make anything, a vitamin. You, you test it for two days, send it out. By the time the truck gets to the supermarket or whatever, uh, people are dying, but who cares? It's already out there because, yeah, we've seen now that they couldn't handle it, which never really comes into play later. Ever? Ever? No, it's it's just to get them out of the way. They're they're just so stupid that they I, could have just made them just beat them up. But instead, it's like it has to be that Vandal's such a bad guy that this is what he's done. But you don't get anything. They blow up, and it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if, even know if we talked about this on the podcast previously for all the truth shit that we or the yeah. Savage Dawn that we've been dealing with. Why doesn't the comic give everyone power? Why is it just Vandal and his uh, brood? They said, yeah, uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm saying, the a piece of the comic it. came down originally, gave Vandal his power. That makes sense to me. Okay, he was around this comic and gave him power. Maybe. Why is it's this a not mutation, give- Eric, that continues through generations. I don't know. I don't know. Like, and Why and, is this not the reason that Superman got his powers back? Really, it's weird, too, because it spells out later that uh, Vandal even says, uh, you know, this is going into Superman, but the comet was supposed to go to Krypton, and yeah. then somebody there would have, what is it, only affect one guy on each planet? I, I have he no even idea. says then, that one guy would have gotten it, and he would have been the high councilman. It makes no sense. The, the whole thing is nonsense. But that Superman, the rest of the issue is just Superman flying up, and that here's his big thing. Your trip's over. That's his big line. Hello, mother. Hello, mother. And then Vandal's just like, you're a fool. You don't get the idea of how far they're up. The, the funny thing is, at one, if you ask me, I think they're like, you know, 50 feet up. But I see a satellite behind them. You don't get this idea. Well, you at know one what point, I, mean? I don't even remember if it's this uh, issue or Superman. No, I think it's Superman, the next issue when he where says, he he's says he has hold to his hold breath. his breath. Yeah, and I thought, hold his breath. But yeah, that was next issue. At this point, I didn't think they were that high up. And then you go, and there's a Vandal's prodigy. Is they're gone? All of them. Wonder Woman yells. They look like they're on the fucking moon. <laughs> it's the worst art. And then uh, there's uh, Superman and Vandal are fighting in midair. And then right by, like Superman didn't see this comet. This thing is right behind him. It is humongous, and it is a comet, Eric. Oh, God damn it. I already got rid of the thing. Oh, God. You, you got rid of it. We have, we're probably going to say comment like 17 times. In work. order for me to have this up, I can't do anything else. Oh, Jesus Christ. Forget it. Just close up shop. Your, your fucking sound effects. All right. That, that's seven. it. That's the issue. That is it. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's all filler. I'm telling you, this issue is so much filler. It, we talked about it at work. Do you, is any other issue i know you said there was something else that you said oh we we mentioned this before i don't know as bad as this it's pretty fucking bad nothing happens you have a fight that's 
you know, 90%, and then Vandal goes to fly away after yeah. he sheds a jetpack, and Superman grabs him and says, your trip's over. I'm telling you, though, all we got was the savage kids getting taken out of the picture, mm-hmm. and it really goes against everything else we've seen yeah. because the whole point of them, like, getting this power was for Vandal to see that he could take it. And the, the one thing Take it, said, Vandal. Take it. The one thing we said was you had Action Comics 50. Yep. And then you have Superman 50. They're big issues, supposedly. These 50s have not come out like they were supposed to. But you have those two big things going. You have a Superman Wonder Woman. You do not have to put this first. I know that you want to end with Superman, but how about this? Don't do that and have the Superman Wonder Woman as a prologue uh, that you discuss kind of what's going to go on with Batman or Superman and Wonder Woman. That the book is named after, and then yeah. you have the next two issues, which I'm sure they're going to do something like that. But just lead it into that. Lead something like that. You don't have to just say okay, where because they you definitely shoehorn this in. Well, here. they got to a point where you couldn't really do much more because of what you were going to do in a double sized issue of Superman. They and, didn't have much to do for a double sized issue. No, of Superman. really. Well, that's true. They, it, actually, they did have things to do. I don't know what the hell they were talking. About. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. I hated the art. I do not like Cliff Richards' art at all. I, I don't care for the art. Like about. we we always talk about, it's very plastic. Yeah, it is. It's a very plastic looking art. I don't like. There's no backgrounds here really to talk about. And Cliff Richards is a, always a guy to me that always gets shoved into a book. Like he's a good backup guy. I'm sure that he does things quick or whatever. I'm, I'm never a fan of his. I think we said he was on Lobo for a little, and I didn't mind that as much. Right. But, and then a Convergence Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, these, this is not good. But, yeah, I gave it, I'm looking, I gave it a 4.5 out of 10. I'm saying, I, I think I told you I would have given you it a 4 You said you would have given it a 4, yeah. And I, after talking about it, looking at it again, I it think it's possibly a 3. Yeah, I, I might have been a little, uh, you know, ahead of myself there but uh one thing that got me we did put this up at midnight on uh you know it was wednesday yeah clock turn and i was the only one forever and i think right now i am only one of uh two reviews really still. that's how this should be nobody a gives bigger a shit. book right you would think that this is a, a pretty big book i guess word got out i don't know because yeah right now there's two everybody knew this is bullshit before we did two reviews the one guy uh kyle king who used to talk to us on twitter he hasn't <laughs> talked to us much little race he gave it a four so it's not like i was like wait but you know everybody says i'm negative i'm the highest one with a four ah, that's ridiculous suck it yeah but yeah i i was not a big fan so we're gonna Let's move on though because we're to. Where we lead off kind of leads into the next book. Superman number 50, written by Jean Luen Yang, with art by Howard Porter, Adrian Saif, Patrick Zercher. Bear with me here. I'm Bear. John Bogdanovi. Okay. Bogdanovi. Hi Fi and Rob Lee. Oh. Oh. It's time to finish up our Truth slash Savage Dawn story with this oversized issue. It's just too bad that we spend most of the time dealing with Vandal Savage pulling a Christmas carol on Superman. Yeah. After we find out that... Did you <laughs> say that in your review? Yes. Okay. Shasanga likes to use your reviews as what he's got. I, and then he's going to say next week, Eric didn't, didn't even mention it? the Christmas yeah. carol. After we find out that it's Christmas <laughs> Day, sir, Clark re- easily dispatches Vandal by destroying the comet and nothing is really wrapped up at all. Nope. No. So we got Superman. He's he's all powered up again. The Savage Kids are gone. Yep. And it's time for Superman to finally take out Vandal Savage before he can get fully powered up by the Comet, maybe? Which he shouldn't even want anymore because the kids are dead. Yeah, I guess maybe he's in space. He doesn't see that. He's in space. He doesn't know what's going on. 
Yeah, now you can tell he's in space because you guys. I'm, I'm in space. They are fucking really in space. I'll just say that the kids have gone splody, and Vandal, in my mind, nobody really wants to go splody. No, I wouldn't want to go splody. You know what I'd get though uh, immediately from reading. Now this is more of tonight or right. earlier today because I I hadn't read Superman until today. Uh, when you go to that Superman Wonder Woman to this, I'm like, oh man, at least we got some art going here. Oh yeah, I like it. It's Howard Porter at first, especially. And yeah, they're they're just gonna fight in space there. Just gonna fight in space. Hold their breath. Superman Hold that gets, breath. Superman's all powered up. He gets knocked back down to Earth, and then he's hit with something. Puzzler I, shoots him with something that apparently can create virtual reality because he integrated this off of Hoarder Root. Yeah, that, even that's even though we never saw Hoarder Root have this ability. Well, and it's also funny because it's almost like uh, some of these things that happen really seem like, in my mind, they're there. And Gene uh, Yang gets word. Like, hey, buddy, uh, by the way, Hoarder Root, we killed him. And I think it what, was it Action Comics? Just that I don't even remember it, anymore. Whatever it was. It could have been like, the last issue of and, Superman for all Yeah, but it just seems like this was like, God damn it, I told you not to do that. I have a whole section where Hoarder Root <laughs> does this. Uh, 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 just, just say that Puzzler grabbed it. Who's oh, Puzzler? That I, I don't know. We just put him in here. Yeah, I'm saying. It really seemed like this was like a thing that Hoarder Root was supposed to do, but since he's now dead. Uh, Puzzler is the weirdest they, choice. They don't mention anything like this like you said this power seemed odd but then he's like yeah you know and it, they really puzzler seems to overemphasize or over explain to superman why even later remember yeah. when uh, he shows up later like everything in this is a really over explanation to try to you know shoehorn it in and try to make you convinced that it was supposed to happen because it doesn't seem like that was supposed to happen no, I just don't understand why we have Puzzler here when it's all about what Hoarder Root should, should do. Well, it's because Hoarder Root's dead. You I know, but that, it, uh, it is so Root weird. with that virus, but somehow they grabbed a bunch of these uh, fucking abilities out and of them. integrated them. And he became then, Mega Man all of a and, sudden. Yeah, to... he was. He's that. He kind of looks like him. And, uh, I don't no, know what not. Vandal Savage looks like. I don't know. Does he look like a fiery Jesus or something? Honestly, he looks a bit like he's becoming Hellspawn yeah. from freaking uh, Red Hooded Outlaws. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> He's a, now, he looks kind of cool. So Clark is put into this virtual reality yes. where Vandal begins by showing him what would have been Krypton would have been like if the comet would have hit there instead of his ancestor deflecting it to Earth. And I'm, I'm immediately pissed off because Vandal comes right out and says, all of this, yep. virtual reality, it's not real, Superman. Yep. And, we and, have, and Superman even kind of say, he says it himself, like, I know this isn't real, but I feel guilty. I just don't understand because we have three instances of this virtual reality. It changes up to different things. And Superman just cannot wrap his head around this is not being real. Now, in your mind, they go to do this. Is this virtual reality a scripted thing? Or when they go into this, things happen as it goes? You know what I mean? I never even thought about it, honestly. Because what's weird to me is when they first – he goes in. He's like, oh, this this looks like my rocket. Hey, there's me, but I'm older. I think they'd be like, wait, why do you have our crest on? Exactly. Are you you a relative of ours? Why are you in our home? Yeah, they say, but yet he has the the house of Elk. So they – oh, you know. They – and even like little little baby – Little Cal. Yeah, little Cal. It's like, Rao – you know, oh, Rao, uh, and they're like, you can't say that. And it, it, everything seems so odd. Yeah, and, and the weird part is because we're supposed to see this as if the comet hit here and the guy got, whoever got uh, the comet's powers 
throughout the ages became like the high priest. Yeah, he would be the high priest. He's the high chief, and he was so powerful that he could have stopped. He would have uh, he would have freaking uh, stabilized the planet's core so it never exploded. And it's funny too because I would guess at this point where um, they're making it seem like it'd be something great. I think Jarrell would be looked at as a fucking nonsense because he. It still seems like he was warning everyone, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's like, well, he warned him, and then the high chief say, I don't know. To me, it'd be like you know, there's that jokester Jarrell always well, yelling. It's so funny to me too because we have this virtual reality which we keep hearing is not real, and Vandal Savage is playing this high chief. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, right chief. off the bat, okay. Vandal's this guy, it's not real, whatever. But then we move on to the world that Vandal wants to create where he is in charge and yeah. Superman is his general. Well, what I'll He's tell like, you before look. you even go that, the thing about the whole, like these kind of stories, you said, it's a Christmas carol, right? Mm-hmm. Do we get anywhere that Superman's like, you know what? This is a better world. There um, never is. Honestly, except that he could I, say, hey, maybe I, uh, I'd still have my parents. Honestly, no, the thing is, this next vision, I think, is his favorite. It might be, but it's still not great. No, it's not great. The world is in shit. Vandal Savage is in charge. Superman is his general, and he leads a group looks of a superheroes. Looks a lot like the son, too. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's very cool. It's very... I, I dig the look of it, but yeah. Superman does not, I mean, like I said, does not get the idea this isn't real. So there mm-hmm. are these dominators that are invading. He has to take his superhero team out and stop them, and then even has a hero's supper at the end where they're yeah. all sitting at a long table. And I'm like, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, he's all. I, I also like uh, before that where the comet is have, coming. They have like uh, Vandal has his army, his almost like his Justice League. Yeah, and there, there's a crazy bunch of people, correct? Yeah, we got Gigana, Gorilla Grodd, Blockbuster, freaking Shazam, Black Adam. Yes, bunch of fucking you, people. Killer you think Croc. Of this when this happens, Vandal says, "Hey, here they are," and all he goes, "Captain Adam." Yeah. <laughs> There's Captain some, Adam. There's some more fucked up people to worry about. I'm telling you, Captain seemed, Adam. At that dinner, he seemed really happy to be leading this team, though. Yeah, I, I like I I like the team. I it's I always cool like team. something like that, but you don't get enough of that. You don't get enough of like. Honestly, more we of did that. because this does nothing for the story. Well, I'm saying they all they do is do the one thing where he goes attack, and then next thing you know, they have a page where they're attacking. Now they're eating at the table. Yep. Like I would have liked a little more, but you, again, yes, he might like that. But it's still, he's like, oh, that's not me, whatever. It's, this is unacceptable because how they treat the normal people, the quote-unquote not special yeah. people. Yeah, and Vandal also uses it as a way to uh, badmouth the Demon Knights. <laughs> he's like, hey, remember that Demon Knights book? The fucking assholes. They're the, the wrong clan. We go to the third one, though, where the world's just destroyed. Yeah, just and then destroyed. Superman is all emotional at the oh dust and bones he's, like, he's no. putting through his fingers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, God, fake. I, I am doing a face palm throughout this book. I'm, God damn it, Superman. Did you get your powers back and become a retard? Yeah. Then he sees fucking Jimmy and Lois, and then he imagines them dead. Yep. And they're like, oh, well, the choices. Then you go. Then he's like, I got to remember what's real and some real advice I got a long time ago. And somehow, in his mind, he was Bazooka Joe. I know, what happened with that art? He is so often that artist. Like, he's like, fist in the hand. He looks so crazy. I've never seen Superman with as big ears as he has in this section. It's crazy. He grew into his head, man. Oh, my God. He's, I, I'm telling you, he looks like Bazooka I, Joe. I just don't get this because this, this whole point we find out of showing him these other this virtual reality, this world that could have been, all these other, like the past, the present, whatever, yep. was to try to convince him to join Vandal Savage. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we spent all of Action Comics of Vandal Savage telling everyone that Superman never gives up. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck, man? I know. 
And even so, this is the thing. This is why I was asking you, do you think this is something that he's Vandal's completely controlling, or is it something that is it's a reality that's set and then it can react to what's going on because if he said he's awful, why well, did he say if we would have seen Hoda Root use him before, I could tell you. Yeah, I, I, you don't know. I would have liked to have seen where they show, you know, you show things that Superman, like you said, he might like that big hero's dinner. He's in Valhalla fucking partying it up. Honestly, that's what I imagined completely. But, but I would have thought that it would be something more of seeing like, you want to see what happens to the normal people? This is what this is what happens if you don't. You say, oh, they're in prison. You, you, if you join me, we can stop that. Something that he's going to be convincing him to join him. This well, is well, awful. He's I'm telling you, if you would have showed them what it was like with the people despising him back in the beginning of The Truth yeah. or something like that, maybe do a little recap because it's our final issue where he's showing him the true nature of people and how they will always hate him. Maybe, you know, you're trying to press his buttons a bit. This is nothing. Yeah, the only thing I get from this issue is that they really wanted to show you, number one, that um, the comet was supposed to hit Krypton and they yeah, deflected which we, it. Yeah, we had that before. Yeah, and then that Superman's an idiot because the, none of this has happened. But he, Vandal, like he did with his children, didn't, you know, figure out that whole thing. Oh, they die? Oh, which, oh. again... Didn't really seem to matter anyway. But no. in this, he's going to show, he's going to convince Superman to join him by not showing him anything that's like really going to convince him. Yeah. If you want to show, like I said, if you show that this is what the world can become, if you don't help me, because we're almost like an injustice where Superman is going to do something awful to make the yeah. world better. Go that route. Like, if you don't do this, this is what could happen. And you see everybody's enslaved. And you, because you as see, we know, Superman will believe it wholeheartedly no matter what. Um, if you tell him it's fake, he'll believe it. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Say idiot. that, and then he'll join you, maybe. Then he's like, you know what? And it's just, you show him nothing. And... Then he remembers back a conversation that he had with his dad about bullies, which again, uh, I think it was Uncle Ben telling him fucking <laughs> the responsibilities. And even that was like, okay, whatever. And he's like, hey, are you that kind of guy? You going to make that kind of choice? I guess. No, daddy. No. And then the next thing you know, he's there and he's going to punch the hell out of that comet. And then we he find out. Upset. He snaps out of yeah. him, goes back. Vandal flies back up. He's gonna. He, the comet's not getting there soon enough. So he goes around and starts pushing yeah, it as it's hard like as he can. Both of them are Earth. pushing back and forth. That's all they're doing. He wants yeah. to push it back. If, if Vandal wants it to get there, which I don't really know why, because it's only now for him, and he seems to be super powered. I don't know. I don't even yeah. know that it would be better off for him to destroy it now, so nobody else gets it. I don't know. Well, apparently it only gives him powers. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But why, you know, why does he, he has it now. I know. Yeah, he wants it closer. And then there you go. He's going to start fucking it once he gets to Earth. The biggest flip-flopper ever. Here comes fucking Puzzler. Puzzler. And in Puzzler, in one fucking, it seems to me, one One panel, one panel, one page. He's like, hey, what? He's like, hey, go kill him, Puzzler. Do so. And I know that he has treated Puzzler kind of shitty. But I didn't get enough of that and enough no. of a puzzler reaction of him saying like, hey, you know, why don't you treat me better? You shut up, man. <laughs> you don't get enough of that for he goes and he's like, hey, why didn't you kill Hoarder Root when you had a chance? Oh, because he was human to me. He's data, but he's still human. Oh, like me? Yeah, like you. Let's go. Right there. Boom. It's like, Flip are up. you? I'm saying, are you just stored data or are you more? You know what, Superman? I'm more. Yeah, I'm more. Let me help you it here. So in a, you have a double sized okay. issue. Well, how is this rush that quickly? Because you had to had show to the fucking the Valhalla? Exactly. It's so weird. Especially even that whole uh, Krypton scene. 
was so non again it, we already knew this comet almost but yet you're going to show that it's so weird and i don't know in that too you have the whole idea where uh vandals like look this could have been but it's not anything that's real number one that no. you know and it's not anything that can become real krypton no. he all he has to say is well that's nice but uh krypton's dead so what are you getting at here i don't know then you get and, uh, once puzzler starts fucking pushing with superman the comp the pressure of the comet's too much it explodes it explodes vandal is thrown into space superman and puzzler are thrown down to earth and then Superman gets up and goes has lunch with yeah, Lois and Jimmy. I like to the hey, what happened to Puzzler? Hey, he's somewhere in the ocean. Robots yeah, can't drown. They'll get him. I like it too because Superman has now used the whole thing of uh, you know the hey, you're more than a robot. And he says it though, but freaking Jimmy's like, eh, robots can't drown. He's more than a robot. <laughs> and oh, honestly, goodness. before we end with them going to the lunch, very weird yeah. scene out of nowhere. Yeah, they're going to start making out. With Lois yeah, and Lois Clark. Yeah, Lois and Clark. At, they are pushing towards this that This is Lois out of nowhere. Yeah, Wonder Woman's like behind them kicking the dirt. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they're like... Just punching some of those like, child corpses in the face. You know, and he's like, hey, Lois, about the choice you made. You don't have to say it. I know Clark. Me too. What? And it's very the best, odd. though, is Jimmy. It's a cuckold. <laughs> Jimmy is behind, and, and it's a cuckold because he wants to fuck Superman. He's there, and he's, like, rubbing Superman's back. I don't know what's going on there. Good but, yeah, times. then it's you have on. to, again, you have to wrap things up and get things back to where you want to for rebirth. And it but starts right so here, weird. though. But it starts here because he's like, hey, this is the picture that got you back to the fucking your job, Jimmy. Yeah. Yep, that's it. It's as awesome as they get. And it's so weird, though, because we end, Superman has his powers back, yep. but everybody still knows he's Clark. So yeah. even the waitstaff and the cooks are staring at him having lunch with Lois and Jimmy. And then he hears a cry for help out in the distance and, you know, goes to do the Superman thing, the end. Yeah. And then it's funny, too, because he hears help. And then he goes, listen, guys, you heard with your super hearing that someone's <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> yeah, maybe later. Now go. And that, that, that's also Lois there. Hey, go be Superman, Lois. Like, Jimmy, you know that I gave up his identity. Go be Clark. She's <laughs> really trying to, like, don't say Superman around him. He's still, he might get pissed at me. But, yeah, and then he goes off, and you got the what is and what should never be. I thought I was fucking listening to fucking Led Zeppelin album there. Led, is that what it actually is called? No, it's actually called. Okay, that's the header I have It's actually it. called what could have been, what okay. can still be, and what is. But you, All right, yeah. that's the header I put yeah, for that's it. that's because, uh, I don't know, that... It's such a weird issue. Uh, these number 50s, we've talked about a million trillion times, but these 50s were promised to us personally or to be where we would get back. We're not. We're not. Uh, yeah, Superman has his powers, but we got that in action comic. Uh, this should have been more of the identity, possibly. Originally, it was supposed to be, and a lot of people are mad. This is when Clark was supposed to meet up with the, uh, the pre-Flashpoint Clark, Clark yeah. and get things going. And I said to you, I thought what was going to happen is they were going to, oh, yeah, you know, Clark Kent, you're still Superman. And then the pre-Flashpoint, he'd shave, fly in and go, hey, somebody somebody call me. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Superman. Hey, who'd you think it was? Oh! Pre-Flashpoint Superman was weird. Yeah. And then he kind of looks a little like a, a guy who would talk like that, don't you think? And then, um, yeah, no. then they'd be like, okay, well, there's not two Superman. So I guess that Clark Kent isn't Superman. Hey, that's what I said. Aren't you listening? Hey! And then he flies off. Boom. There you go, Eric. But that did not happen. I guess no. it'll happen next issue because shit got all over the place. A variant cover for this issue actually had pre-Flashpoint Superman on it. Yep. And yeah, it's very odd. But yeah. Uh, what Did you say what you gave it? No, I did not. I like the art, but I'm saying I want to know. 
why didn't everybody get goddamn comet powers? Yeah. And I also want to know why the kryptonite gave Clark powers. Yeah, the kryptonite Tell me, goddamn it. Because when you go with the, okay, the comet only gave uh, Vandal Savage's children, eh, whatever. And then the kryptonite, though, when you say, okay, his DNA was changed, but they really spelled it out that he was going to die within hours. Yeah. Uh, people would die instantly, so you couldn't. And you, you want to go even further. How... The fuck did the Fortress of Solitude give him back his powers? I, everything in this, nothing no is explained. No, nothing is wrapped nothing up and tied up. Uh, nothing explained at all. It just happened, and now we're yeah. over. Yeah, it just ends up kind of happening because it did. And yeah, I go on and on about the Eternal and all. Some of the stuff I really, I guess I just didn't care about, like the whole Vandal Savage and the powers and the kids and the, the stuff. I just went with it. And the boop yeah. it and the bop it. And, and by then I was already, I, this is an eight, nine month story. And boy, it was not good. I oh. People are going to look back at this whole truth thing and just shake their head. And the funny thing to me is we were always calling it the truth. And I kept seeing other people like the truth was just that first thing, but they kind of spelled it out at the end here that it was the the whole thing. I don't right. know, but yeah, that's that, and we're gonna move on. I'm saying uh, five point oh, yeah, five yeah, out yeah. of ten. A five point five. I, I, I put enjoyed two. the art. Yeah, I like the art, um, except Bazooka Joe, but I did. Uh, I gave it a five point five as well. And we're gonna move on to uh, Superman American Alien, the last part of our Superman part of the podcast. It is Superman American Alien number five, written by Max Landis, art by Francis Manipool and John Workman. See, that's easy, Eric. Three. That's it. Three. Three people. Here we go. Max Landis continues making American Alien one of the best Superman stories I've read, period. This issue looks in as Clark has taken the steps to becoming a superhero, but is still trying to figure it all out. I loved how Landis has explored the Superman story with a different slant, but still shows us the best parts of all of it. This issue, we get one of the best Lex Luthers I've ever read in an awesome Lois Lane and a story I love through and through. This continues the trend of having the best Superman books being the ones outside of the main titles. That's what I say about that. Yeah, I didn't even talk to you about this issue at no. all. Uh, I love the thing the is, I don't like it as much. I think this no. is one of the weakest uh, I think issues. A, this is probably one of the best comics I've read since we started our site. It just did not do much for no. me. I, I'm, so, I, I'm telling you, the thing is, though, I still, I still like the book. No. But it just did not grab me the way I expected no, to I, because of how much the other issues have. The reason I like this is because we finally get to see him as what he thinks Superman should be. Right. And it's not what it should be. And he's still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because at the beginning, there is a, uh, there's a convenience store robbery. These guys come out. He just, whoom, he grows in and grabs them. You go up. And right away, I love it because he has Batman's cape on. That, so that is great. That is a great continuation from before. And he has this little thing. He has this crest. He has the goggles. He has like a 1940s, you know, flight <laughs> like a fly boy. And he has these guys, and the, the, he's trying to st – he stopped them, right? He's whistling a little. He's going. But I think he, he just set him on the ground and said, don't you ever do it well, again. Well, that's what he's, I'm saying. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to do this. He doesn't know how to be a hero. He knows what to do. All he can do, he's strong, and he can fly pretty much. Yeah. That's what he's got so far. And that's all he knows how to do. And I, in his mind, that's enough. And in his mind, he says to his mom a little bit later, hey, mom, I do one good deed a day. That's all I'm doing, whatever. And he thinks that's enough. But in this issue, you see through Lois and all this, that, and even he says it, that people are now expecting him to be more. They know, oh, there's a savior. And it, it, this whole issue deals with him, number one, not really knowing how to do this. Because he right. said right away with these guys, you have Superman. You, Superman would get these guys. Put him down on the ground and say, hey, you know, hey, I don't know how he talked, but he would tell them, listen, this isn't the life you want to lead. 
you shouldn't do this, go. No, he doesn't even know what to say. He's just reacting because he has powers and thinks he should be good. And he says, hey, don't do crimes. Uh, don't do crimes or I'll fly down and get you with a wham power. Yeah, tell your friends. He, he doesn't know how to do it yet. He's still trying to figure that out. And yeah. then it continues because then it goes with Lois. He's there with Lois. And really what he, in my mind, what he wants it to be is that he wants to help with his powers but he doesn't want to be Superman. He doesn't want to be somebody that is relied on from everything. And he says, hey, people get fucking get a flat tire. Now they're looking up to the sky. Why can't this just be a guy who has I'm, a lot I'm of saying, free time? And that's the beginning, though, I thought. Yeah. like, in, in the beginning, I thought he didn't say that. He was just no, doing no, it free I'm time. No, no, I'm just saying That's, all the that's one of the things later on when he was no, complaining. No, but he says that's later. But even now, he's like, she's like, man, he's a phenomenon. He has this, these names, and he's got to get better names and stuff. He's Sky like, man. Yeah, and he's like, well, why can't he just be a nice guy with a lot of spare time? Yeah. And then she says, what? Oh, you're being sincere now? Oh, I thought, yeah. yeah. And he's like, you know, you don't have to, he doesn't have to be this big thing. He's just a guy. He's just doing something right. Why can't they be enough? And because she's so excited. She thinks oh, he's yeah. a phenomenon. He doesn't want it to be a phenomenon. He doesn't even know what he wants it to be, I guess, at this point. And then even Lois is – and I love the, the Lois and Clark's interaction here. And then she's like right there. It's almost like you get the first thing where she actually really looks at him and like, you know what? And she says, you're really going to confuse some nice girl one day. And I think this is the first time that she actually sees him as a guy. Like before, they're just best friends. And, yeah. and not even that, but you get the idea already they're, they're best friends. And uh, honestly, I don't even get the idea. They're, I just, they're yeah, just I co-workers that happen just, to get in the same I don't know. internship. The way they're talking, the way that uh, Clark is talking to her is kind of like trying to, you know, get not even get info, but trying to tell her stuff. And I don't know. I get the idea right away. They're friends. But then you go and he's talking to his mom and he's like, oh, and yeah, they're, they're not going to find out who I am. No. And then that's when he says, I try to do one good deed a day. I just do what I can do. I use the police radio. And he's like, hey, and then she, the mom starts, hey, how's your social life? Mentions Lois. Hey, we're friends. And hey, do you eat a lot? And I like that Max Landis even shows us. There's Superman on top of a building, and he's pissed off that a sandwich has too much onions. And he's just a regular <laughs> guy. There's no such thing, Superman. Yeah, you don't think so. But I love how Max Landis shows that he is not Superman. He is just a kid who yeah. is trying to do something good at this point. And, uh, and he says, it's, it feels good to help people. I'm not afraid. What's there to be afraid of? And then you go, and then it moves on. And he says, I don't work at night. That's when I have to do my job. And I really like that, too, because, yeah, he doesn't. That's Batman at yeah, night. Yeah, Batman he, territory at day. night. And I really like that the explanation is nothing more than at some point he's got to do his work. Exactly. And I like this is it. when he has his free yeah, time. It's not like day. he says, you know, hey, mom, no, I don't go at night because people get scared or whatever. No, there's no other reason. I know I still have a curfew, mom, even though you're yeah, living there's Kansas. no other reason except he's going to get shit done. But then, you know, he's sitting there a normal day again. He's in the day. He's eating Chinese food. And the window washer comes out. And I really like it because he's like, he's a nice guy. Yeah, Superman. Nice guy. I, I, I know. I know what you're saying, though. It just bothered me a little bit, though, that he's just sitting there. He's got the goggles up. He, like, he, he puts the goggles down. He wants to protect his identity. Huh. But here the guy comes out, has the goggles up the whole time, just talking to yeah. him. I, I just, I don't, I, again, I think that that blends into the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that he's he very doesn't naive know how to yes, do what he's doing. Yes, he's very naive. And the guy's there, and he's like, hey, you want some of this? They always give me too much. And then out of, in the distance there is a fire truck flying just, through the air. Yep. And uh, he's like, what the hell, a fire truck? And boom, he goes off. He grabs it puts it down and that's when you get the idea well not the idea they start telling you it's parasite but because this is pretty much the first time parasites there 
Nobody knows what it is, what he does. I guess it's just yelling shit, and I love it. Like, hey, it's purple, and right away you're like, oh, man, Parasite. And yeah, it's this and that. And the police show up, and they're there. And normally in a book like this, in any book like this, the police would show up and tell Superman, hey, you leave this to the real police. You that actually man. threw me for a loop I when actually, they said, yeah, come with us. It swings it that way because you don't ever see that. They're always like, fuck that. You know? But in my mind, this guy who's the, the main guy there, the, the, the captain or whatever you would say. Sergeant, be. whatever. He, uh, he's already heard nice. what's going on. And what's going on is more shit than they can handle, I think. And he's like, hey, yeah, you as strong as they say. And I love Superman. Nobody's as strong as they say. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> that that's, that's okay. Let's go. And I love the art where they're flying in and they go. And then Superman tries to save everyone. It is Parasite. Uh, even in the one panel when he sees Parasite, that's very reminiscent of earlier in that backup with Parasite. Right. Just the, the thing, which we did see Parasite being made. Well, then Parasite comes out. He's attacking everyone. Superman's trying to get it. Superman gets knocked the shit out of him, and they think he's dead. And then he just gets up and goes back in. And it reminded me, remember, of Sky High, when all yes. the kids get, I think it was a freaking War and Peace that actually comes through the, the thing, crashes, and then gets up and goes back in. Goes in, grabs Parasite, takes him out. Doesn't know what to do. Just throws him in the bay. And uh, I know I'm getting. I mean, it's, it's very weird to me though because when they fly into the mall to try to yeah, find what comes this Parasite thing is, they keep talking about it's sucking on the power grid. Oh, there, we're gonna shut this place yeah. down. But he's sucking on the water, but the water is also like he's getting the power from the fountain. Yeah. But it seemed like he was also in the fountain before yeah, because I don't he grew, know. That's, grew enormous now. And yeah, there is some stuff. It's, 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 very, it's a very confusing little panel thing because they go up to the fountain because that's where it is. Yep. But then later on, we find out that water neutralizes yeah. his power. And it's weird because I'm looking at it now. That is the one thing. And he's going and they never really spell out what's going on. I just don't know if maybe when he's under the water and gets way under the water that there's no way for him to get any electric from in there. Yeah, I'm saying, but Lex later on says how water yeah. neutralizes yeah, it kind of says that. It's just weird. That is weird. But yeah, he gets some... He says, hey, who did this to you? Because now he sees he's a human. And Ish. he says, yeah. And then he's like, Luther, Luther. And then Superman gets pissed. And I don't know why he's so mean to Parasite that he throws him <laughs> through a window. But he does. And again, this That's, that is weird, too, because he's talking about this guy's a man, you know, like. Yeah, but again, this. I, later on, he does say he's killed some people. So I, I don't know. It is weird that he throws him through there. That is a little <laughs> bit odd. But he goes, and again, this is it continues. He does not know what he's supposed to do. He reacts. This is a great scene. And he reacts and that. does everything without thinking. And Lex just he just rips him apart. And from the Shuts beginning. Shuts him down from everything he says. He's like, oh. And right away, he shows up. He thinks that he's going to throw this thing in. And Luther's just going to get up and go, oh, my God, I'm sorry. What? And he's you like, got what, me, what are you here to kill me? And he's like, uh, no. And right away, then Lex, it's done. Lex knows that he's just... Oh, he doesn't want to kill him. He doesn't want money. Okay, here we go. And every time Superman talks now, he's just stammering. He's like, uh, uh, and Superman just goes down. Or Lex Luthor just undresses him pretty much. Not in a sexy way. But yeah, it's like, oh, you know what? You made a mistake. You brought him here. Oh, I thought you were some post-human Superman. And uh, then he's like, no. Turns out you're just a moron. You're an idiot. And he's like, uh, I'm going to find a way. And then Lex just keeps saying, what? What, are you going to arrest me? You're a citizen. You can't do that. And what, you know, you're trespassing. You broke a window. You're, I should have you arrested. And really, he's just like, uh, uh. And then he just leaves. And then he's depressed. He's, yeah. And the best is, he actually, like Lex said, you actually just brought back this fucking monster to me so that I can continue with the research. You are an idiot. <laughs> and uh, they go back, and there's Lois again. And Lois is still... 
like, oh, my God, you know, and says, I reversed it. I think that I, you're right. Maybe this, you know, whatever. And he's so out of it. And I love the line where Lois is like, hey, this doesn't happen often there, Clark. But yeah, <laughs> and, and Clark's depressed. And he's like, you know what? Maybe this guy showing up is what's causing all the problems. Well, the, you know, we never had anything like a parasite, this monster before yeah. he showed up. Maybe he's the brand. And you know what? He didn't save everyone. Three people died and 30 more in the hospital, he says. And I, I really like it. And that's when he does say, hey, you know what? People, maybe they don't need this guy. Maybe they're relying on him too much already. He's really depressed. And uh, Lois just says, you know what? I just want him to be somebody who doesn't suck. That everybody that, that is, I like that line. Yeah, and she says, you know, may, maybe that's all he needs to be. So, a good guy. And he's like, huh. And you see Clark. And uh, again, through this whole series of books, I've always said that what I like is that Clark is always, he's like a sponge. Everything that's said or done around him is at, you can see how that would mold him into Superman, right. which is what I think Max Landis has done the best with the series. You're getting a quote unquote new origin. It's out of continuity, whatever, yes, but it's right. this weird origin. But yet, because you know how it ends, sometimes that throws off the whole story. You know what I mean? If you know the Titanic sinks, then when right. it sinks, you. But what he's done That was is, my big joke when the yeah, Titanic came well, out. I'm not going to yeah, watch it. I know how it yeah. ends. Well, when you go into this, you know, oh, Superman. I know about Superman. And instead of, of Max Landis, you know, he's changed a little up. But instead, of, up. but instead of making, he's still, the core of the character is still there. Oh, yeah, it remains. And you are seeing when something happens, like when he heat visions a guy's arms off. Oh, my God. You know oh my God, he realizes that he's more powerful than he thinks. And he's that, that's, what I, that. Sid, that's what I like about these issues because each issue is that point where something changes in him. That's what I'm saying. Like and it, in they, this, they, are, they are all yes. crucial points in his life. And in this, because this is really the first issue that he is quote-unquote Superman, he, what is changing now, you see him learning how to be a superhero, how to be a hero. He doesn't how know. Not to and be a how just, and not, yeah, not to just jump into things or whatever. But Lois is now showing him, no, what we need is somebody who's good and somebody who's always there to help. That's what we really do need. You were right. We need somebody who's just there and has some spare time and wants to save people and, and help. And I really like that. And I, in that one panel, you just get him like, huh. And she says, I, I, what is it? I want your idea. The good guy with spare time, I want him to be someone who believes in something and stands for it, even against a monster, even against Lex Luthor. I, I want hope, damn it. And then she says, is that too much? And, and Clark's just looking out the window. And I'm like, boy, he really, every, yep, he's listening. And that's what he's going to do. And I really like it. And I, you could end there, but then you have Luther, who's just a dick. And he's like, hey, you know, you God, set up the family story. fun. And, uh, you know, and it's mercy, right? It's always yeah. mercy that's with him. And she's like, oh, you know what? I got an idea. We're going to do that. And that's what the, you know, the whole division, we got the thing. Uh, it absorbs it, da, da, da. And she's like, wait a minute. I was trying to tell you. And it's Superman came. Sorry about the window. Uh, see you real soon. Then he gives him the XOXO, your pal Superman, wrote it, uh, big painted it on there, I guess. Or it could be the suds from the... Uh, that's a paint. The in my thing. Mind. It looks like paint. And uh, I really like it because it's like one of those where, first off, you get the first kind of like tit for tat with Superman versus Between like these Luther. two fucking villains. I also, mean, uh, enemies. Yeah, and it's also the thing that at this point, if you left it at what happened, Lex has gotten the upper hand. And to me, he doesn't care that much about Superman. He knows he's an idiot then. This almost is like 
God damn it, that motherfucker is <laughs> fucking playing with me now. And uh, Max Landis said on Twitter, this is Superman saying, fuck you, Lex. And people are like, he wouldn't say that. He just did. And I Oops. love it. I love the, the whole thing. I'm telling you, because of the characterizations in this book, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Uh, there's nothing except maybe Parasite and Throw Through the Window seemed a little odd. But even then, I think that was more of him just reacting and not thinking things through. He's really, at this point, a strong, tw- I think, does he say, I think somebody had pointed out or maybe whatever that he's like 24 at this point. That's oh, I don't know. If, I don't remember I anybody where I that saw out. that. Uh, but it was somebody like, should know, like a Max Landis or something right. like that. And I really like the fact that this is him taking this. I love that he has Batman's cape. It's just awesome. Yeah, that and is again, the best since he got it from last issue. The reason he has it is because that's the only hero he knows. Like, yeah. that's the only other hero is Batman. So he's like, okay, I'll put this cape on, and I'm going to do what Batman did, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be it, brutal. And I'm it's gonna almost like the reverse where kids put on a Superman cape and then jump yeah, off the roof. Yeah, yeah. And I just I love it as a step in another step in the progression of what ends up being the, you know, Superman. the first or second biggest hero in all of the world. Uh, even, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. And you, he's not there yet. And I, I just loved it. I gave it a 10 out of 10. And I have not I, given a 10 out of 10 since we started the podcast and in a long while of a DC book. Actually, I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I, I, I like the issue, but I just didn't think it was as strong as every like the previous issues. Yeah, I just, every other issue had a little... I love the art, though. Show, and this one... The one that it wasn't as fun as the others, but I thought it was more important. And right. uh, I'm, I'm not the only one. I think there was like seven tens. Oh, it's like, yeah, but not like that. That usually we'll get like one or two. This is like a majority of tens. I, I really like. I think everybody. Uh, it's Lex that did it for me. Right. It's not. He put it over the top. Lex, who like holy crap, that is one of the best Lexes I've ever. I'm looking one, two, three, four, five, six, six tens. That's a lot of tens. And it went down as far as an eight. And that would have been you. Would have been eight. me. Eight. But yeah, I loved it. But that's, I still enjoyed it a lot. That, it's just. No, it like I said, the others were more to me, the others in my mind after reading that. The others were like playtime. And now we're getting to the, the fucking, it's time to go to work. You try to tell me that issue two was playtime. Uh, yeah, but it was still, it was when he was Where a he kid. Heat, heat I know, but like I was saying, it was still him as a kid yeah. and just kind of doing things. Things didn't seem to have as many consequences. Even then, when he did that, the police who know what he is and knew right. his identity even said, come on, Clark, you know, we're going to have to cover this up. If these people are going to come in and try to find this stuff out. And to me... This is where it is finally like it's it's grown up time. You are on your own. You're making your own decisions, yeah. and they have consequences. And he's never really had consequences like this. And Lex was his consequence. Lex freaking just told him he was a fucking idiot. I'll say that's not much of a consequence for somebody who says you're an idiot. That well, happens all the time. Yeah, me. but even then, he said like you're. He actually he had to go home knowing that basically he gave the monster back to the guy who created. Yeah, he was going to do more, and he was beaten, and you know he can't do anything about it. Because, you know, or he'll get arrested. So, yeah. But we're going to head off to a little break after that Superman side of that podcast here. And come back. We're going to have a full section, Eric, of The Legends of Tomorrow. Sure. You and Reggie. You and Reggie did together. And we will talk about that. But we'll be right back. I'm not a crazy bitch, Eric. I'm not going to come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk about. But that is inappropriate. And I'm angry about that. You hear me, Jim? Edit that out. Have fun. 
Legends of Tomorrow, Eric. Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I didn't even get that ready. So uh, we're going to be talking about that, but mainly we're going to just talk about this in general and tell you. I guess from here on out, we're not even going to talk about it on the podcast. We're I don't probably, think so. I don't know. It's, I didn't like it at all. I know you liked it more than I did. I thought I it was did. a bunch of nonsense. I think that a lot of people are definitely going to be thrown off when they go in and think it has anything to do with the TV show. And in general, I would say that they should have called it, I I don't even know if they should have called it Legends of Yesterday, because it really, a couple of these stories seemed old school. They seemed, all the characters really are things that we haven't seen much of. Besides Firestorm, we haven't got much of these characters. We've gotten more of the Metal Men lately than Firestorm. Yeah, but the Metal Men have just been in Cyborg for like three panels. You didn't really Justice League there on Cyborg. Really, I I know nothing about them. three issues of Cyborg. I've had all those issues and know nothing about them. They would just show up and yell their names and say they were helping. I don't know anything about them. The only metal that's liquid at room temperature. Well, that's you get that every time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Firestorm only, and really, I, I'm not saying just. I'm saying people know. I don't think a lot of people know or care about the metal men. I don't think any pe- people care about Sugar How and Spike. <laughs> I don't think people care about Metamorpho, and I'm still wondering if people care about Firestorm because he did have a book, but it failed, and it's just a weird combination of stories i i don't know it nothing there isn't any sort of thing that leads them into each other or connects them only because these were supposed to be their own books right and they figured they couldn't let them out or maybe it was just that they thought listen if we throw them all together here we can have that six issues that kind of goes past the rebirth and it won't confuse people i don't know maybe but, yeah, we have this, and you get, basically, it starts with Firestorm, which was the big book for you that you It was. I, I love Firestorm, and I love this, too, because, you know, I was worried going into this book thinking this is going to be a bunch of out-of-continuity stories, and, uh, like, you know, they wouldn't have any meaning anywhere. And you know I like things to fit in a nice yeah. little fucking package. But right from the get-go, I realized this is right where we, we could have left off the last issue of Firestorm or where we mm-hmm. left uh, after Forever Evil, and this works fine. Mm-hmm. It's Jason and Ronnie in high school still. They're working with Professor Stein to try to test their powers because he thinks that the the Firestorm Matrix might be unstable. Yeah. So they're doing some testing. And the whole problem with this, not the problem, but like the uh, focal point of this issue is about Ronnie being too headstrong, which we've seen a million times at this point. But it still works because you want to kind of reintroduce the characters to people, let them know who these people are. And we just deal with their day-to-day life, and that's what I like about it. That's why I like Firestorm so much, especially the New 52 Firestorm, because we have Jason and Ronnie, who are the complete opposites. Yeah. they got to fuse together to be, work as one, and also we have their day-to-day high school lives. I love young heroes, and we don't have enough of them. Yeah, I like, I like that, too. I, the whole continuity thing, I could care less. I, because, I number one, because in f- five more issues, it's not going to mean anything anyway. I don't think anything's going to come from this that's going to change anything in the continuity at all because this was just going to be that six-issue mini anyway. Right. And I, so, I like to have a fun Firestorm story. I actually would have liked it. I think it would have been more fun to have just a out of continuity adventure type thing. Because, yeah, I, you can't have anything really big happen because it's not going to – they don't want it to affect anything. Plus, it's going to go 
over, like I said, rebirth's going to happen. This is still going to have a couple issues. I don't think rebirth's going to be that big, like game changing thing like that. I think it's them saying, "All right, we got to do the books right now no, because we've been we fucking don't up know that. That's what I'm saying. We have no idea. Some of these uh, might be. That's what I assume. Some though. might not be. Um, it's weird, like having like in the rebirth, like Blue Beetles going to show. I don't. But yeah, you can't have if it's in continuity. You can't have them fight anybody who is going to mean anything. In any of the other books, well, we don't need to either because we have. I'm telling you, the, the villain of this story is Multiplex, which we barely get anything of. It's pretty much like which we've seen kind of get the shit kicked out of him in Midnight or already. And I'm saying, but he was a big villain in um in Firestorm already in the wow. series before it was canceled. And it's it's just a big Firestorm villain which he can take on. Yeah. But we don't really see much of this because it's mostly a reintroduction of these characters. Yeah. And they dug that. Yeah. All we saw of Multiplex is that he kidnapped a uh, you know an expert in freaking nuclear t- uh, like uh, I don't know. Energy, I don't yeah, know what you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, but it's, it's it's pretty much that. And this side, this weird side story where Jason is poisoned. Yeah, he mm-hmm. um, he has this big interview coming up for an internship, and his academic rival gives him something to drink. Here, have some caffeine. I want you to be at your best at this because I want to beat you when you're at your top. Yeah, yeah. And then he collapses afterwards during the interview, and Jason. I mean, uh, Ronnie has to show everybody they still headstrong because his mom's like, "You got to take him to the hospital." His this lady loves like, "You got to take him to the hospital." You know what? I'm gonna fuse with this sick guy and take him to Professor Stein. Yep. Yeah. And it's... then on the way there, Jason keeps telling him in his head, "I am not well. Something's not right." Oh wait, that truck's in trouble over there. I better go st- stop just going to Professor Stein and save it. All right, save. It. Let's go. And then he crash lands at Professor Stein, and we see Ronnie and Jason. Both screaming inside the firestorm like persona yeah, yeah. that he's going to explode. Yep, it was a really cool explode. cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like the issue itself. I only because not much. You don't like really, firestorm. Well, not much really happens. And I've seen the I've seen some of the firestorm stuff, and this was nothing new. It was another start. Yeah, I know. So it was a reintroduction of the characters. Yeah, I know, but it's again. If it's, I don't know. I don't know why it bothered me. Uh, but yeah, nothing really happens. That whole football scene. We, I know that's, that's, that's what bothered me off. It was ridiculous. I hate when they throw sports in or anything like that and really don't understand what's going on <laughs> because they don't, uh, with the football. Hey, we're going to trick them and we're going to like, we're kicking a field. No, the field goal team is not out. I know that this makes no sense to a lot of people, but they're there. There's no kicker out there. The quarterback's there. He's under center. There's no like fake. And the, the fucking coaches yelling, what the hell? And then, no, you didn't send in the team. Well, you know who sent in. Call a timeout then. It really threw me off. But, yeah, you, you have the whole thing. Also, I love that um, I guess they're trying out for um, what's it called uh, is going for an internship. Yes. Right? That, that seems more important. They're, they're, all, they're both trying to vie for the attention of, uh, what is it, Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. And that is an intramural football game, he says. He says mm-hmm. it's a, that's not very important. It's no, he just wants her to be fucking yeah. him on. Stupid. Uh, but yeah, at the end, then you have the whole thing. Like you said, you have the headstrong deal. Oh, I'm not going to go take him. Oh, we can just do this. Oh, we'll do that. And then they're going to explode. I, I really, I didn't care much for it. That's a cool cliffhanger in my mind to end on. Yeah, it just, it, it's actually, nothing it, different than I've seen, though. Even with the stuff in uh, Future's End. It just, everything always is the same. They're always fighting with each other and shit's going to go wrong at the end. Right. It's nothing new. I, I don't know. I don't know why it upset me. And I just, it wasn't much. I see you why. You get upset easy. No, I just see why some of these, all of them really in this book 
why they couldn't be regular issues. Because if I had to, if I spent, say, two ninety nine would be the least it would be. Right. If I spent on that, I'd, I would have been a little upset. It, it's get, just not enough. I like the art. I liked having these characters back. Yeah, the on art the was pretty good. Fan. I, I gave it a seven point five on the review Reggie yeah. and I did. Yeah, I probably what did I put in this? I probably would have given it a five. It was right. you know, not much happens. And then the next one I'll just since Reggie uh did his metamorpho and this is again, it's a straight up origin story, I kind of of metamorpho kind of. itself. Well it's a metamorpho. I, I know it and this one actually bothered me more than the rest, I think. Well, yeah, at the very beginning you see Rex Mason kind of going into and finding this uh what is it, the son of Rao I don't even know what it was. The orb of Rao. The orb of orb of Rao. And it's not Rao, fucking a Ra. Ra. We're fucking I stuck at Superman. Uh, but yeah, that's what turned him into uh, Metamorpho. So you get that, and then in the meantime, he's being experimented on. And really, there's not much that happens in this issue. A lot of talking, it, a lot of going setting back. setting up the characters that, take, like, that are in the Metamorpho like, uh, yeah. world. What's weird, the, though, is it really sets up the others, not Metamorpho or Rex Mason himself. Oh, yeah, not at all, really. Yeah. And that's, that, that bothered me a bit because a lot of people, like, Metamorpho is one of those characters I don't think a lot of people know about. No. And the problem, though, is this kind of seems a little out of continuity to me because we already have Element Woman, who was a part of the Just League and now part of the Doom Patrol, who has mentioned Rex Mason. She has the same power set, so this seems a little bit out of continuity. And they're setting up these characters like you have Mr. Stagg, who is the evil guy, hates Rex Mason. He wants to use the Metamorpho for his own evil gains. Um, His daughter, Sapphire, Sapphire. who Rex and her and old continuity were in love with each other. And Java. Yep, Java, who Java Rex Mason is, discovered him. He was a caveman, and it got him out of the ice and then yeah, revived him. Java is the worst, though, because he's an old character, but if, no, people don't know Metamorpho. They don't know Java, and it is so weird to me. He's in a freaking, like, a scientific experiment type of thing where you have this Neanderthal man who we find out has been given pills, yeah, he's been given pills to, be, to, be able to, to become think. a modern man, a smart guy, and Rex Mason found him in the ice. He's a living Neanderthal, just like fucking Encino Man and shit. Yeah. But it, it is just a weird thing to throw out at you out of nowhere. And then you have, uh, if you want to throw other things, you have Kanjaro showing up. He wants the, the sun, I guess, right? I, I, I like the idea you of Kanjaro showing so. up. He shows up. In the meantime, uh, Sapphire is trying to get to know the real Metamorpho. She wants to know the Rex Mason inside him. She forces and, herself into the experiment. Yeah. Even though her father doesn't want her there, so she does what any good like a researcher does. She reads some of the Rex Mason books because he's a you know world famous yeah, archaeologist yeah. explorer. And that's part of the reason why her dad doesn't want it to get out because it's going to be bad PR that they turned him into this and all you know stuff like that. Because Mr. Stag hired freaking uh, Rex Mason to get this. I'm going to say Rowligan, yeah, this Ra- orb of Ra. Uh, yeah, yeah. And in the meantime, they're just trying to figure out how to get this orb. It's really not a lot the happening. Orb- I'm saying the orb is supposed to be a source of infinite energy, but it's dying out. But the problem is, on top of everything else, this is the thing that gave Rex his powers, but it's also the thing that keeps his powers at bay. So they have to have this orb in front of Metamorpho so he doesn't freak the hell out and kill everybody. But it's also dying, it's so eventually it's going to yeah. run out of juice, and he's going to be able it's to get funny free. Too because at one point he kind of goes with it, like it's a waiting game. He's like, you know yeah, what? I don't I care. Really like that it part, out. But it just seems like they're trying to push it before that. Like he should just be like, yeah, fuck it, do whatever you want to do. But yeah, he's there, and he's really I'm an element man. Do what you want. And he's he's very um, intrigued by why Sapphire would even care about him and things like I'm, that. I agree, though, don't you? 
Um, Rex Mason is a lot like my, one of my heroes, Josh Gates. He's on Destination Truth yeah, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Expedition Unknown now, I think it's called. But um, I've read his books. I think he's a great guy. I wish I, would, I could be an explorer like him if I wasn't afraid of the world. Yeah. If I'm in Sapphire Spot... If Josh Gates turns into a monster and he's in a cage, I am not. Yeah, helping it's him even out. funny. You even, but you even have a, a, a history of liking Josh Gates. She yeah. didn't have that history. She just started reading about him. Oh yeah, whatever, and it's neat, all the things. But yeah, it's not like this is her hero. She's just reading now. She's like, oh, I looked into the files, and boy, you did a, a lot. He's a recent hero of hers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's uh, the Java at the end. Java's just pissed because he wants to fuck Sapphire. That's all yeah. he's upset about. And I don't know, because they, they allude that Java hates Rex Mason. Oh, yeah, hates him. This entire issue, and I never got the idea of why. I, yeah, you don't know yet. I don't think you're supposed to know. But even uh, uh, Stag even says, hey, get your eyes off my daughter. Yeah, I brought he you wants, here to work. Got to fuck yeah, my daughter, yeah, he wants it, caveman. I would, I would say that where we will get to the mystery or whatever of that will be that Java thinks that he's his own man, and all they keep telling him is, because he even gets mad uh, it seems when he's Sapphire like, hey, brings it and up. even and and, and uh, Stags, uh, yeah, when when he got you, you you know, I think that that's his whole thing. Either that, or he's like, I wanted to die. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I I didn't mind the art. It's Aaron Lepresti doing the I art. I really and like the, the story. art, especially uh, when Metamorphos freaking out in the first page. Yeah, or actually, no, it's not even the first page, but it's one of the first couple. And of pages. this one's definitely more old school. Like to me, this seems like a very like it's trying to gather like the. Trying to grab like a Silver Age type of deal, maybe like it's just trying uh, to be old school. Uh, old school to me right now with this is more of a '90s feel. Yeah, I don't know. Even with the Java Late and 90s. all that thrown in, it just seems like a lot of shit thrown in, and yeah, not explained as much and whatever. But it, it was okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I would give that a six yeah, out of ten. I would have given it a five. Same deal again. It's just <laughs> down the middle of the road to me. It's nothing that I'd be very excited about. But then we move I, on. I just wish I would have had some more of the element woman thing yeah. and knowing the connection. Yeah, I'm there. saying I don't even know that this is in continuity. Oh no, it's, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't I, think it is. I think this is just hey, tell a metamorphosis story in six issues. I don't think that any time of this they were like, hey, this has to be in continuity. It's just what the guys wanted to do, and it just right. ends up going because we go on. Well, Jerry Conway did Firestorm, made sure that like you know it had the uh, yeah. old archetypes. Like I read an interview or some shit. Okay. Where he wanted to have the old school Firestorm feel, but also be in the new Fifty Two continuity. Yeah. Well, then you go in the next one, which is also in the new Fifty Two continuity, but it's a it's Sugar and Spike, and yes. they were little kids. There wasn't much of anything going into this. We haven't seen Sugar and Spike in a while. It's kind of a joke. I've never seen Sugar well, and Spike except for what Reggie did for just. Well, also, remember they were in. Uh, they were also in the convergence. I think it was the one. It was the Supergirl Matrix one when uh, what's his name came in. I, I try uh, to ambush block that bug. out. Ambush bug came in and they went all around. But yeah, it's an old fucking kitty comic. But yeah, so you have them. They're grown up. They're starting a investigations. Uh, thing for metahumans <laughs> and they're on their first thing and this is definitely going to be one of those books where it's like a Batmite it's yeah. uh, Bizarro uh, Harley's Little Black Book where you it's just, almost like a monster of the week it's for the a same. TV well show. it's going to be one of those where each time you're going to get a goofy thing where somebody's going to call in for something and you're going to see some other crazy thing of different characters like I said like a Batmite where he just right. back and forth that's all it's going to be and it's set up to be like that you're supposed to call in and, you know, there they get. They get their first deal, and they have to go find Killer Moth. And basically the whole thing of this, I guess, is what you're supposed to like, is the back and forth between the two. 
the short, uh, brother and sister. I didn't like it that much either. And it, it's a very quick uh, dialogue, but I it's like I you think watch it's an episode quick. of the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, no, who wants that? <laughs> you, you saw them yeah. all. But yeah, they go to find Killer Croc. You everything. don't know why, but they're in there. Uh, it threw me off at the beginning because it really does look like they're just shooting everyone. They're killing them. Oh my god, I thought they yeah. were murdering everyone. No, it's I, not I, until, like one of the final pages of yep. this story yeah, that they, you find they out explain. these are trank darts. Yep. And they even say, "Oh, I don't know how that works." I thought that was kind of funny. I even sent a message because Reggie reviewed this. He reviewed it with you. And I sent him a message all the way to Germany. I said, what the hell? Shouldn't Spike a straight-up killers? And then he, rub- he laughed. He, I know that he was like, yeah, he didn't get to the end yet. Yeah, <laughs> they go in. They're just shooting people. They get to the very end. And, and this is one of those things where an uh, issue like this, and I think it's going to continue, but even with Batmite and stuff like that, you are going to that final – it's a joke. You're, yeah. you're trying to get to it, the punchline. You, once you get to the punchline, then you're there because all this is is them running around getting shot at. And the punchline is they get to uh, Killer Moth, and what they are there to get are old Batman costumes, including the zebra. You got the, the uh, rainbow uh, you, colored Yeah, you have the uh, Indian one in the back there. You got the rainbow. You have the, uh, the caveman. So, yeah, and they're even like, hey, man, these are ridiculous, whatever. And then they have to continue. It, it actually went a little too long because then Killer Moth's like, hey, that's what you're here for? Bad? Yeah. Hey, why are these eaten? And uh, yeah, I, I got a problem. A problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's more of this joke. Hey, it didn't make me laugh. I'm telling you, no. the, the jokes weren't there if, that's what they, if they were meant to be laughed out loud. No. And I have no connection to these characters at all. We just are thrown in and we're supposed to know about everything about them. Yeah, I don't think and, we're supposed to. Well, I'm just I saying think that, that basically we, we the start whole, doing the stuff. It's just I, a joke. Like, like I said, uh, if you didn't know who Batmite is, you kind of you can still get the joke. It's just I don't joke. know the way that book great. was selling. Nobody knew Batmite oh, was. Nobody knows these. Nobody knows Metamorpho. This whole book's a wreck. I don't know, but it's just I did not have a connection to these people, yeah. and they're just talking back and forth really quickly. And Sugar's a bitch, and Spike is a dimwit. Yeah, well, you see, and the well, who's on the front? Well, they have all the stories. It's fucking Firestorm. It's the huge yeah. one in the front because that's all anybody cares about. What do you uh, think as the issues go along, they're going to have different like, know, covers, I, like Metamorphos going to have the sugar and spikes going to go on? I doubt it, but they may. But yeah, <laughs> you, you want that first one. Somehow they want this to be the, like, hey, I looked it and I really like that. When I first read a bit of this, um, I liked the art on Sugar and Spike a little more at, at the point when I saw the preview and stuff like that. I thought it looked kind of funny. Again, yeah. I don't need to know. I know Sugar and Spike are like brother and sister, and they were in a kitty comic. It'd be like... If, are they? I don't even think they're yeah, brother and sister, they are. are they? Yeah, I, I believe they are. I really don't know, but I believe... Yeah. No, I believe they are. I believe okay. that in the, in the old deal, because that's what they were, just little babies. I mean, really, they were like six-year-olds, it seemed. <laughs> and this is just, oh, they were these goofy characters. They've grown up. I don't think you have to know who they are. I don't even think this dialogue is anything like the old book. I think this right. is all new. It's be weird for kids to talk like yeah, this. Yeah, just they are. It, you, the joke is, is that they used to be comic book characters, and now it's almost like I zombie. That's the like jokes things where all of a sudden they're investigators, or like that powerless where they're gonna right. have the you know the insurance investigation for that. But yeah, that's that's it. I this one I would give probably a four point five. I think I'd give a four point five as well, yeah. maybe a five. Yeah, and then we end with uh, the other one you reviewed, which oh well, I'll say at the end Alfred shows up. And gets these. It's Alfred who's hired them. He somehow they got out, and he's embarrassed. And it is. And he's a, got one goddamn yeah, hand. It's in continuity. He doesn't have the hand, and yeah, then it ends. But then next next time, uh, she says, "Hey, I hope you don't know how to swim, do you?" Oh well, 
wait till you see what we have to do next time, and who knows? Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, that's all I got. Well, we'll do that, but then, yeah, then there's Metal Men. One thing I will say right away, too, I really think that they should have had, they don't have covers, obviously, for each individual story. Somehow, they they probably, you would think they had some, they should have had covers. And I agree. And between each story, have that just page. Even if it's like one of those where... Uh, it catches you up on who these yeah, characters are. Or just You could just have a cover-like picture just to set. Because all of a sudden, you get done the sugar and spike. You turn the page, and you're <laughs> in the middle of the middleman. All of a sudden, there's shit going down, and there's an announcer yelling, why am I in Nevada now? And the, the art changes, yes, but there is no... They they should have had just something, even like something that you would say, oh, you could cut that out and hang it on the wall. But yeah, nothing. They have nothing. It just goes to the next issue. But yeah, it's Metal Men. Metal Men. I'm telling you, we pick up right here where we could have left off in Cyborg, Just League, whatever. The Metal Men and Will Magnus are working for the government, and they are sent in for dire situations. Like we start out, this town is being sh- like uh, rained down with these robot missile, missile men. And from this cloud helicarrier, yeah. it's very odd. But the metal men come in, they dispatch everything, and I really like it from the get go because we, I like the characters, I like their pl- interplay against each other and how much they admire their creator. Um, but that's also the biggest problem I have because we get a lot of narration from Doctor Magnus, and he spends the entire time patting himself yeah. on the back for how much of a genius he is for creating such great things. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I liked it initially. It gets old very fast. Yeah, it gets real old. Where you said with Sugar and Spike, I do not have any background with the Metal Men. And See, so I, I like got the, the Metal, metal men, men themselves. I don't know anything about Will Magnus. I have no idea who or what, and I really I could care less. I don't. I I really didn't like this issue, and I really don't even get the concept where they already have people protesting the Metal Men. Well, that's and, an issue. That's an issue too, because this this fucking town is being rained down. Missile men are tearing shit up. The town is on fire. The metal men come in, and people are out there with their pickets. I'm like, your town is on fire. Yeah. Shit is going wrong, and they are picketing right yeah. there. Robots go home. I'm like, what the fuck and is I wrong And I see these, these missile men come in, and then these other robots show up, and they're shiny. And then I, I don't know. If you're watching, if you're picketing and watching, then you might be like, boy, those others are kind of fighting these guys, and maybe they're right. Or, yeah. Well, one of the things that you find out in this issue is that shit like this has been going yeah. on for a little bit now because there's this hacker terrorist guy yes. called Nameless, Nameless. a terrible name, yep. but he wants the Metal Men for himself, yep. and Magnus doesn't want to give him, so he keeps doing these attacks that the Metal Men have to go out and stop. Mm-hmm. And I like this idea just because um, it's like a give-me-what-you-want-and-I'll-go-away situation. And uh, I, I totally just forgot what yeah. it was, this whole fucking thing. But uh, the government's decided that shit has gone on too long. Yeah, metal these metal men, men are, are just, all yeah, these, these problems. metal men are, are, when they show up, shit goes real bad. People are protesting the government for doing all yeah. this shit. And because of them, Nameless keeps going around and fucking causing havoc. Yeah. We're going to decommission the metal men. Yeah. And Magnus is all pissed off about this. And freaking the Nameless, Nameless has is, I don't, a fly on the wall, yeah. a robotic yeah. fly on the wall, finds out about this, and he is fucking pissed. Yeah. I think that the government's mad because they keep uh, transforming into awful uh, vehicles. I th- that's weird. I always, I, it always I love throws them, me out. But I also like, what caliber shell should I be? How about just don't worry about it. Just get a shell. You know what caliber? 
No, I, I love the art in this book, though. I don't mind the art, but yeah, I, I just don't get the idea. Like, we jump into here, and I don't really get the idea of why. Like you said, the shit's been happening and yeah. these, but I, I don't. I don't get it. Like, and even if you want to add in the situation, which I know you don't, but with the tech breakers uh, and uh, the tech non sapien invasion with that shit going on, that was kind of robotic. But it's weird. You know, these these missile men get sent in by nameless, and yes. I don't get the idea of what his end game of just this fight was because the no, there was men, no end game. And, the end game was he's attacking uh, because he wants. Yeah, but it doesn't thing. seem like he's trying to get to them. Like no, these no, he's missile not. men. He, He's not trying to get to them. He's like, look, you're going to give me these or I'm going to do this. Yeah, it just seems weird because it, like, then they could just, I mean, Magnus could just say, eh, we, we won't do this. Let the government take care of it. It's just weird. I, it just, it seems well, like a weird really plan. really can at this point because Magnus used government funding to create yeah, the metal man. $600 million. It's just yeah. ridiculous. And if they're the, it's, it's weird too because robots, they're man. like making it seem like they're decommissioning it because of that. But they're the ones sending them in. I, I, I didn't. I didn't like it. I don't get anything. I have fun with the metal man every time I read them. Yeah, especially just, they always have the same fuck. I read this in Cyborg. And oh, they I said know. the same goddamn shit. They're always like, I'm pretty. I'm gold. I'm liquid. And it's the same. I, I like the silliness of them, honestly. Yeah, I just didn't. It didn't even seem that silly because of the protesting and the, right. the whole thing where. Uh, well, no, I'm talking about the silliness yeah. of the me- of the metal yeah, men themselves. Like I said, but with the story, even with the tech breakers and cyborg, because the story itself was too trying to take itself too seriously, I don't even get the silliness of them. I it, it's not even like I said, Tin. His whole thing is he wants to people to like him, and he yeah. picks up that and yeah, get away from that. I'm okay. I just I didn't like it. I and all in all, I didn't like anything in this whole book. Uh, what did I'd you give this? Seven out of ten. I would give him the three. That's. I did like the art, but I hated it. I didn't. There was nothing that I got here that, like you said, yeah, people know the metal men. I know a little about the metal men, and now right. I know the same. I got nothing, and mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Magnus at all. Don't know anything else. Then you could have given me more of him. Tell me what he's all about. All I know is that the guy, oh, like Robert. you said, he likes to pat himself on the back. And they like that bit. That bit got a bit old to me. Like, because I'm like, God damn it, man! Yeah, you're I narrating just, this whole goddamn book, I, and all you're doing is sucking your own dick I, off. Just this whole four stories. I and we said, like, you and Reggie both think that it's worth it. Some other reviewers think it's worth it. You get uh, eight dollars, you get four stories, but there's not one story here that I would have paid two ninety nine for. So me paying eight dollars for four stories that I don't like, I, I don't think it's worth it. I think that there's going to be some people who like. Like I said, you say like you, uh, you like the enough of Metamorpho, but say you yeah, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually interested in Metamorpho just like because just, we haven't yeah, had them. If you like just Metamorpho and Firestorm, say you like right. that, then you're paying four dollars for each story, and because right. you're not, I just don't think it ever adds up unless you like three out of the four. Which I do. Yeah, which I don't. I I just Metamorpho was a little off, I think, for this first issue, but I'm still interested in the character to see where he goes. But from I here. don't I don't think any of these. I think they're right. I don't think any of these would have uh, been well received as single issues for three right. bucks. I I just don't. Yeah, three bucks would be twelve twelve dollars to get all these, but you would never have bought Sugar and Spike. No, so but that, I would have bought. I so would have been nine dollars instead of yeah. eight. It's not like you're getting that much of a bargain. You're saving a dollar yourself. And I just, I don't know. I think that this is going to sell horribly and then it's just going to. I actually can't wait to see. It's going to crash and burn. There is no way people are sticking with this. I already have, I think, three people have messaged us 
<laughs> and uh, one's mansion, he's like, that's a bunch of garbage. I don't want any of this. He has no idea what's going on. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on now to Flash Reviews. It's Flash Review time, Eric. I said for you to go, and I know that I usually start out by something. But yeah, we're going to do Flash Reviews, and you have the first two books. Usually I have one of the first, but you have the first two. I do. Dr. Fate number 10. Dr. Fate goes up against some ghosts in this one, but even though we see Khaled continue being a hero in this issue, it's just not interesting. We actually just see Dr. Fate doing the same thing over and over again that we've seen in pretty much the entire series, and then multiple times this issue. He's just fighting ghosts and then trying to use his power. The art isn't bad per se, but it's just something I'll never be able to get a hold of myself. Five out of ten. Yes. Next up, we got Robin, Son of Batman, number ten. The Year of Blood Atonement story picks back up here as the title tries to wrap itself all up and all the loose ends before Rebirth. We see Damien pitted against a similar opponent as himself, while Talia goes after Damien's friend Maya, just because, I guess, we have to get back, to, get <laughs> her back in the book. Yeah, we have to get her back in the book. Even though I was ecstatic when the title was originally announced, like Dr. Fate, it just, wasn't, it just hasn't produced anything that I really find interesting, and the art isn't up to par with what we've come to expect from this title. 5.8 out of 10. Yeah, and before I go on, these are two, that, how we were talking about that. When books, eh, you're getting near rebirth, yeah. and books that continue in rebirth, some of these are getting stale. But when they're books that don't go into rebirth, like a Dr. Fate and even Robinson and Batman, though we will probably have people are trying to guess what that Super Sons is. Right. That's with Damien whatever. Damien will continue on probably. Hey, he'll be there at some point. But yeah. Hey, Dr. Fate, I could care less anymore. And I'm, I'm oh, my God. I really did not want to read that the issue. The sales just have to just be all. I, it's, I do not think that DC wanted to announce any of these, you know, rebirth things until, you know, right away because the sales deal. And, yeah, they kind of yeah, got because as we've pushed. seen, once you announce that something's canceled, yeah. sales drop. Yes, they do. But, yeah, this next one is a book that I you have not read. It's my flash review, Superman, The Coming of Superman, uh, and it's number two. I'm going to skip hate. this whole series. You would hate it. It's not in continuity. It makes no sense. It's crazy. But, yeah, it's written by Neil Adams, art by Neil Adams, Alex Sinclair, and Erica Schultz. I'll just mention. I, I don't know why I put that. But if you're looking for some old school craziness, uh, I have a book for you. Neil Adams continues his tribute to Jack Kirby, The New Gods, and just about everything else, it seems, with a little sprinkling of Superman and a city of Candor counterparts as well. We also get Lex Luthor's Lois Lane, but the highlight is Neil Adams' art, which I do love. I recommend this book to anyone who wants a Silver Age story with all its compact storytelling and fun, but boy, this is not something... I really shouldn't even say that. I, this is not a book you should ever recommend to anybody. You have to just let them read it on their own, because I could say to you, I gave an eight. 8.5. I'll tell you that. I really have fun with it. Right. It makes no sense. There is dialogue that is so over the top. Uh, even Reggie, right? Reggie loves it, but right. even he sent me like a picture like, what is going on with this? <laughs> well, you were, you were telling me dialogue earlier oh, this week. God, I'm like, wow, that sounds awful. It's so heavy-handed, but it works and what's going on. Uh, yeah, you get Steppenwolf in this and Calabac and the Maybe last, got last issue you had this uh, kid and the dog that Superman saved oh, the from the Middle the East. From the Middle East. He just went there and got him, brought him back to Metropolis, and everybody's just, hey, this little kid yours, he doesn't look like me, but yeah, we'll go with that. Well, and this Calabac just grabs him and <laughs> People makes, do believe in adoption. Makes no too. sense. Fucking Superman's calling Lex out on things. There's fucking weird sentences. Oh, it's so weird. I like it, though. 
but it's not like I said. This is one of those things where you're either going to love it or hate it. I think you would hate it. If you read it. It just it really makes no sense. But yeah, I gave it an eight point five out of ten, and that is the full Al Flash reviews, Eric. Boosh. All right, we're on the stretch run. Stretch run. Books left. Usually at the end, we have books that we didn't really like. That's not fully the case here. Yeah. Three books left, and I like two of the three. Good. The one I didn't like is yours right now. Green Arrow number 50, written by Ben Percy, with art by Simon Kudransky, Gabe Altieb, and Rob Lee. Three. See, that's nice, right? Yeah. Our Green Arrow werewolf story continues here, but is where... But as where I thought it was, oh, but where I thought it was winding down, this oversized issue used its page length to take it in a completely different direction and added more characters. Seattle's been infected by the wargs tampering with blood banks, but Intel leads our hero to Africa looking for a a mystery man who can apparently cure any disease named Dr. Miracle. I swear, by episode 100, I will have no more problems. Episode 100. That's a live episode, isn't it? Hopefully. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things in this issue. This issue, like you said, these others, yes, I'll give Ben Percy some credit here because he does give us a full-out story um, with it, but it, did, it didn't seem like the same story to me. It's strange it's, to me. I have not liked any of Ben Percy's run no. of Green Arrow. Like, there's been a couple issues where I didn't mind as much, but overall I do not like anything he's done with Green Arrow. But I do like the new developments that he's added here with the wargs taking out the blood banks, going in the blood banks and yeah, like, you know, uh, using their blood in the transfusions at the hospitals. I like this because it actually reminded me of the Incredibles where syndromes are like, once everybody's super yeah. and nobody is. And look, once everybody's a warg, who's there to yeah, hate? Just, I, I know. I, I, the one thing that threw me off in that is they're trying to figure it out. And, uh, I always forget his name. What's his name with Merrick? The, what's that? Merrick? No, not Merrick. The guy who's working with Ollie. Oh, Fife. Oh, Fife. Yeah. Fife's like, hey, there's only two ways this is going to spread, with blood or through sex. And you know what? Everybody wraps it up nowadays. I'm like, I don't know that that's the case. <laughs> I'm not, not, on the dating scene. not on the dating scene, but it's still, it's still a problem. Uh, I don't know. This issue seemed like a couple issues just mashed together because, to get the page count to me. Because uh, it's weird to me. I really swore that the story was winding down. and Because I, yeah. I never read solicits beforehand. I really thought we were going to have like uh, maybe a two issue arc at the end. Yeah. Well, but, and like we say, with solicits, it would be like uh, Oliver meets up with somebody you'd never expect. And wait till you see what happens. <laughs> That's why we don't read solicits because yeah. they never tell you shit. But yeah, I, I don't know. You get, like you said, you have the work thing. You also have the thing with Ollie and wanting to, you know, with the whole disease, with the work thing himself. And then you have freaking Deathstroke and this Mr. Miracle. And Dr. Miracle. Dr. Miracle. And it, it, it just, they didn't really mesh very well with me. Well, it's weird because we've been dealing with this whole warg thing, the wargs versus the patriots, and somehow Green Arrow's going to stop all this while being a warg himself. Yeah. We don't get a lot of that here except for the, finding out that the wargs have tampered with the blood. Yeah. And the patriots coming and shutting them down while, and like Green Arrow does nothing. He sees yeah. this freaking, this gang violence, not even gang oh, violence. Yeah. And, patriots, and, 
It's a war zone on and the street. And he doesn't know what to do. He and doesn't he know who it. the bad guys he are. They're both bad. It. Yeah, he leaves. And that's the problem with the series overall is that Green Arrow is not a likable character it's anymore. Funny, though, and he barely does my, anything. Yeah, that's super, my favorite superhero. part. <laughs> it's my favorite part because he goes there and he's a what? The whole thing that I thought it was going to get down to was like, again, he's a ward, but he's that. And they, somebody was going to, oh, man, you got to decide and whatever. And when he goes there, they're both awful. And he's like, yeah. man, I could shoot this guy. I could do that. But you know what? They're both awful. I'm going to leave. And then he explains it to Emiko later. It's like, you know what? Through this whole time, I have been a guy who, like, I see this. When people have a fire and they go in, yeah. they're like, why would you do that? Hey, I, it was instinct. I let it take over. And he's like, you know what? I've been doing all of this good stuff. Just to make up for my awful past, I haven't, I've been thinking too much, and now I'm just going to let things go. I, again, it's not heroic. I I'm saying that, that's like a, that it goes in with the rest of the series, though, because yeah. you haven't really seen Oliver be a real like hero in this in his entire yeah. run since and June. The, this, if any book needs a rebirth, it's this. Oh my and god! If, and if the, it ends up being that that first issue, I'm hoping this whole ward thing has ended anyway. But if the first issue, rebirth number one, is him finding a cure from this, this obviously Doctor Miracle is yeah, he's going to cure him, and then you're going to have it end. And he's like, now I feel I feel better, and now I learn, and then rebirth will happen, and it'll be like. Man, I got to be a hero. You know, you're going to get that. But this book definitely needs a rebirth. This well, I'm needs- telling you, J- Jim, why does Green Arrow hate Fife so much? I, well, why? I don't I'm, so, I'm asking. I because don't. he is a dick throughout the system. Yeah, Fife. He freaking, Fife modifies a freaking um, a, uh, insulin injector to make sure that he's getting his goddamn <laughs> org serum on him. Yeah. He modifies a goddamn Panopticon, one of those racist robots from this first story arc, to be his surveillance drone. I just think because Fife's a piece of shit. He's he's, I think he is. I, he's always with his jokes, and nobody likes him. They freaking—he's an idiot. Because yeah, he's like, man, I'm tired. Dog tired. <laughs> that's and then funny. that's what, And then Oliver comes back with it. That gives me an idea for the menu downstairs. My one arrow plus your two balls equals a cholesterol-soaked shish kebab. And then he's kebabs are Mediterranean. Downstairs is fusion. Like, this is the worst back and forth I've ever heard in my life. I'm waiting for Oliver to show up and go, hello, mother. Every issue, though, uh, we have Fife in. Ollie's a dick to him. And he's just doing all this shit for Oliver. And I'm telling you, and this even goes in with the non-heroic thing where he has not been a heroic character this entire run. And it just bothers me. And I don't know. Oh, that's the thing, too. Fife's freaking uh, modification of this panopticon actually leads us to the main plot of the story. We have the wargs and we have the patriots doing their thing. And when they're trying to gather their intel about why everybody's becoming a goddamn warg out of nowhere, they figure out, oh, we'll check out the blood banks. And while you're at doing that... Yeah, because everybody wraps that rascal now. Everybody wraps that rascal. Fife is like, you know what? The owner of these blood banks... He's just some guy. He's an old guy. I don't know what. I, I like that, too, that they find that out in the guy. He's got to be 130. He dealt with your dad. What? No, not even your dad. Just the queens or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't even I know how. I think he said my father. Oh, was it the yeah, father? I think he said my father. But it was like was he was off the old. because there's 130. You yeah, know what I'm no, saying? He just said he's 130. If his dad, yeah. you know, could be 60 and dealt with him early. But yeah, it's very I, weird it's, to me. It's very weird to me that we actually get to our story only through coincidence. Yeah, I, I know. It's, we have the Panopticon go to this guy's house to check out stuff just because he happens to own the blood banks in Pennytown. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we find penny out that he's... You know, I like the Penny Town blood banks, though, Eric. I mentioned you before. First <laughs> off, they seem to be open at midnight. I don't know what time it is, but it seems very late. No place in Penny Town is open that late. Plus, they spell it right out, blood bank, blood for cash. Oh, you mean you have cash on the premises, huh? Okay, I'm going to rob you. And then I look at it. I'm looking at it at the very beginning. And they even have a catchy slogan, O negative, be positive. <laughs> like, That's really? Good. You're going with that, and it says, you give blood, we give dollars. That, that place is getting robbed every two seconds. And, yeah, the guy goes in. It's, uh, what's his name? The ward. Uh, Merrick. Merrick. And then he's like, hey, hey, sir. And it, this isn't even like the, the waiting room doesn't even have like a, a sheltered type thing where you would check in. You could just grab this guy right through these holes in the thing. Uh, again, another ridiculousness. But he's like, hey, have you donated before? And he's given plenty of blood. Taking some too. I, I'm telling you right there, shop's closed. You see the fucking <laughs> curtain come down with the clothes. Hey, get out of here. Boy, you're making up fucking blood jokes at the blood bank. Fucking ridiculous. But yeah, and then he's like, hey, you're going to help me. I, I actually didn't mind that when they go back, it's like weeks later. Yes. And the guys, now the guy seems like he's full in. Like he's really into it, right? Well, well he's been told over and over yeah. again that if you it don't do this, weird. I'm going to eat your face. I don't know. I think I would go home. Check out that, you know, clock out, go home and, and fucking leave the country. I'd get the fuck out of there. But, you got yeah, money to leave there. the country? I don't know. I, I might. I don't know. I'd steal I'm it. robbing you tonight. I'd no. steal it from the blood bank. They got money on hand. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know who's checking in on this guy with his blood bank. But, yeah, then you see uh, the guy, the 130-year-old guy. He's, he looks like him. That's the thing, though. He owns these blood banks. Yeah. We find out that he's a weird guy who's 130 years old, and the way he's been prolonging his life is constant blood transfusion. Yeah, transfusion. But he wants to prolong his life, so he has hired Deathstroke to find this mystery man in Africa who goes around curing people with his blood. Yep. And it's very weird because we get to this guy because he owns the blood banks that the wargs are like you know tampering with. Yep. But those two things are not connected at no, all. No, it just seems uh, – that's what I'm saying. It seems like a bunch of ideas just thrown together and tied in in no way and just trying to make it an exercise issue. But yeah, fucking – uh, Dr. Miracle or whatever, he's there and these people around him and they even spell it, hey, people don't like things that are different. And different means you're, you're regular. Because he looks fine. He's just, he's there, he draws some blood, gives it uh, to honestly, a Honestly, no, this, this is all very different to me because the way he cures people is he, you know, takes a bit of his blood in a needle yeah. And injects it into you. That skeeves me out so goddamn bad. That might skeeve you out, but I don't even know that the lady who sees it, she's just, she's out of it on the thing. I don't know how she sees it. She's all like, and then she jumps up, and, you know, people want to destroy what's different. She's yelling, witch. She looks like the witch. She does. She's And everybody else is bleeding from their eyes and mouth. And the one guy's going at him like a classic zombie. I, they might actually be dancing the thriller video as they're looking. Uh, they're all just crazy looking, and he gets the hell out. And he says, like, hey, there's not a lot to go around. I understand that. Yeah. But, yeah, and then he just gets the hell out of there. I'm but, telling yeah. you, if I went outside tonight and I ended up slipping in a big puddle of AIDS or something like yeah, that, yeah. Well, and the Dr. Miracle came around, hey, I can cure. Great, Dr. Miracle. How are we going to do this? Well, I'm going to take my blood. And you I'm can say all you do whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no, no, you wouldn't care. You you slipped in a puddle of AIDS and you have AIDS. You're going to try anything. No, I'm, I'm just I'd get your blood away from me, Dr. Yeah, Miracle. No, I think you might go for it. <laughs> you're going to die and you're fucking awful. And again, if you look and you're like, oh, my God. Craziness is going down there. The craziness of the people with blood coming out of their eyes and mouth running <laughs> after them. And yeah, he gets away and they're yelling about blood magic and stuff. Yeah, I get that. I also get that uh, Dr. Miracle should be a little more uh, 
you know, a little more subtle with his I'm, cure there. Honestly, though, he goes in the goddamn plague tent and takes off his hazmat suit right away. I'm like, dude, don't yeah, do that. That's people what I'm start saying. asking does questions. That and just goes up to a kid and does that when you know these other people are around. No, already have that blood drawn and have like a little thing and boom, you're very subtle. Nope, not subtle at all. He's just going <laughs> for it. Then he goes and beats the shit out of everybody he passes. It's funny because as I'm watching, it's almost like an airplane when they're running around beating up the people, uh, the Krishnas and stuff. Right. It actually seems to me like he is going out of his way to push <laughs> one more person. He's like, ah, wait a minute, you over there, and runs all the way over to punch him. I don't know. But then it goes back to Oliver, and I'm like, I, I was so thrown off with the back and forth with this as well because of what's going on. It just it everything didn't we seem see to jive. everything we saw with uh, Jerry Paragon. Ah, Jerry. Jeffrey Paragon and Deathstroke is everything that the Panopticon saw and reported back to Oliver and Fife. Yeah. And so Oliver finds out about Dr. Miracle. He's going to follow Deathstroke because Deathstroke has found him, and uh, uh, Jeffrey Paragon is paying him for this information. Yeah. He's going to bring him back. So, like, oh, my God, this guy could be the answer to all our problems. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Africa. Yep, Africa. Never go to Africa, Oliver. That sounds terrible. I like it, too, because uh, he even spells it out. When they're like, oh, that could cure Africa. Who likes Africa? <laughs> so great. I'm like, you are a racist. But yeah, like you said earlier then, there is the whole fight between the uh, the wargs and the, well, again, I'm so the patriots. with the patriots. And to the point where you see how crazy they are, where the one, the, the guy, the patriot gets bitten by uh, the warg and he's like, cut it off. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I've had I, enough of this. I, really I feel like Ben Percy is writing what he considers the most important social justice story that he's ever written from reading these story arcs. And I, it's the biggest problem is there isn't a likable, free-thinking no. person in this series. No, the persecuted yeah. people that he's using for the scenario are, are all, goddamn werewolves. murder werewolves. You can, you can call me bigoted all you want, but I wouldn't want people eating well, werewolves living in my even goddamn in, city. Even in this, he's like, you know, we didn't want that. We want it to be treated normal. And yet you're not acting normal. You're no, going you're around werewolves. eating people and threatening yep. blood banks. So right there, the empathy factor is completely lost. Yeah. And, you know, we have – there's no hero to this. Fucking Oliver's not acting like a hero. The Patriots are supposed to be the people's, like, you know, champions. But they're, just, they're just fucking white supremacist bigots. Yeah. And then yeah. we got fucking werewolves. Yeah, you, you don't have a side in this, in this race here. No. And, and uh, I, I tell you, and while freaking Ollie goes and travels to freaking Africa to go find this cure – the city yeah. decides, look, we got a lot of problems going on. People are being affected left and right. So the only course we think is the, you know, the best thing we should do, we're going to take all those people and put them in concentration camps. Yeah. I'm like, come, Ben, ben Percy, you, you got to be kidding me here. You, you are just going over the top now. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that the most likable guy is Deathstroke. Yeah. <laughs> he shows Honestly, up. He Were is. you thrown off of the one panel and you, all of a sudden the lion head was there? <laughs> A little he's, bit. He's talking to it. I'm like, did this guy just turn into a lion? Because up until then, I even went back. I'm like, did we see anything hanging on these walls? And uh, yes, you did a little bit back. When Deathstroke shows up, and again, if you want more, he looks like a Michael Jackson pose when he shows up. Remember when he shows up? He's like got his hand out. Yeah. And, hee hee. But yeah, there he's the one who's like, hey, Africa needs help. <laughs> Africa. It's so stupid. And, uh, then they, they go follow Deathstroke, and the whole thing is you get all these panels about how, hey, he can't track us. We're invisible. They're not invisible. Well, no, the thing is they are invisible to radar yeah, and stuff like that. He even says but, they can't see, and hey, it was a prototype. I'm saying the whole reason is that uh, these freaking uh, you know, natives of Africa 
shot a missile launcher at Deathstroke's plane. Deathstroke did a loop-de-loop where he happened to just see them as he looped what? around them. So stupid. It's very odd. And he ends up shooting Oliver out of the sky, and he gets stranded in Africa yeah. with Emiko and George. Because whenever you go in some place in a jet, you want to take your goddamn wolf you know, dog with you. Africa. Let's, ta- you know, let's take our dog, and hey, boy, get in my lap. And then he's, like, straddling him, and he's connected. I don't know what's going on. I thought he was just sitting in his lap. He's got the special fucking thing for the dog. Uh, really, I know that he loves his dog, even though he's, he's like when the, the joke with Taken, where the, at Liam Neeson, the fucking daughter's been taken so much, he, he might be a bad father, like they said in Deadpool. Uh, this, it, Oliver has planned for something to go wrong on yeah. the plane so that the do- just leave the dog at home and you're going to avoid that because he is the worst dog owner there ever was. Just because he wants to go find the dog afterwards doesn't mean he's a good dog owner. You leave that dog at home. Take it to the kennel. You're Oliver Clean. You have a lot of money. Just take it to the goddamn kennel. There you go. It's so stupid. Yeah. And then, I don't know, then you see there's the, the political stuff and the the guys, I actually did, that's the one other thing I did like, was where they show the Patriots in the crowd, and I like how you know it's them. Yeah. They're all beat up, and the one guy has a stump. Like, <laughs> hey, who invited uh, Alfred here? Oh, sorry, you, you don't have an arm. You're missing more than just a hand, you fucking ass. I like, too, where they almost give this guy a fucking, he's pissed. Do you get that, where the people are clapping and oh, yeah. he can't clap? <laughs> He should just hit the stump. But yeah, he's hey, making a fist. I, I, was gonna, I actually just said Reggie. I'm trying to come up with a name, but Reggie's somebody we know. Yeah. Um, Joey, what's the sound of one hand clapping? You. That you know. Yeah, uh, he's all mad. He's like, I can't clap at this meeting. There is going to be hell to pay. And I did say to you, it threw me off when the guy's up there, the Seattle Police Department. He's like, there are only 200 re- days in recorded human history when we haven't been at war. That is not true. <laughs> It's so off. I looked. I even looked it up. I'm like, that could not be true. That can't be. And no, that that is not true. There. I like the art in this book enough. I think it really works for the. Okay. Text, I usually don't like Seisman Kadransky, but he, he did an okay job. Yeah, it does fit the story. Yeah, I just, like the, the stories all over the place. And I like the new development where we're going to infect everyone, even though we don't see a lot of it here. Yeah, and the, the story still struggles. I mean, the series in general just still struggles with not being. It's not fun. No. And it's just way too over the top with this whole social yeah, justice Yeah, like you aspect. said, they're trying to push it. When you have to push it that much, you know there's something wrong. You know that, you you know, and it's so forced. Yeah. And, but it ended with a joke. How could I ever find a cure? It would take a miracle. Ooh. Ooh, we know where you're going. Next, world of difference. Oh, 6.3 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 5.5. Five. I, yeah. I did not like it. I hope that, I, I actually, for everybody's sake or whatever, I hope that it ties up. Uh, good, you know. From here, it, it, it's good, but it's it doesn't seem to be. It's not going to be good, and then we'll get the rebirth. See who's on it. This, all these things are going to tie into who are you know who's on what book. Right now, you know, next week, Ben Percy exclusive. I'll be fucked. I'll kill people. Uh, you have all three of these books, so what's so next? I do? Martian Manhunter number ten, written by Rob Williams, art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Gabe Altieb, and Tom Napolitano. Yes. We get the backstory of Martian Manhunter in the final days of Mars in this issue, told to us through the soul of the planet itself, as Agent Wessel, Mr. Biscuits, and Alicia try to plead with it to let the barriers around the planet down so that the Martians can escape destruction. But it doesn't seem like Mr. Biscuits will be able to see what the planet decides because Malfoy comes out of nowhere and murders his ass. Yes, he does, and I laughed so hard. I, I laughed so out much. loud. 
because I knew, I that, cried. It, I knew that it would upset. I, that was what the sound is of when doves cried, Jim. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. For some reason, well, I haven't been as big as Mr. Biscuits fan as everybody on the planet, but I don't know. Because of how goofy he is and how this series uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense, I didn't really get any sort of reaction to Mr. Biscuits dying because I have a feeling he's going to be back anyway. I, I just, it's, one of the, it's one of those things where nothing in this book that happens seems to stick <laughs> uh, you know, enough, and it's never what you thought it was, and it leads into something else. So I really don't get a ton of you know, feels for yeah. it. I like this issue, though, and yeah. I like this issue mainly because I don't know why or how. I don't know if you thought the same thing, but it really seemed to make my head wrap around this whole series a little more, and I understood a well, I little bit more. Yeah, and I, I think it did. Uh, we get the uh, whole thing with Malaflack where we see what he tried to do a little more well, close hand and I, how I like John it. was pretty much fooled into it and knew kind of that he was, but yeah. Uh, I like the whole story we start out with is the last days of Mars where, you know, the Martians have been like uh, progressing as a civilization. And with that, the planet has suffered because of it. Mm -hmm. So the planet, it's the soul of the planet decided, look, I'm, these are my children, my people. I'm going to send out a psychic like uh, message so they can understand what's going on. That doom is coming for if they keep progressing the way yep. they are. And you know, what's good here. I'll interrupt you for a second. Uh, there's a little social, Fucking commentary here. It's mm -hmm. not forced, though. No. It's not forced like in fucking Green Arrow. They, no, I, it's I very, liked it. Yeah, I did too. And it's it, it's one of those where you even get the idea then of, you know what? They, they might be Martians, but boy, they're, they're, everything's the same all around. Agreed. No matter yeah. where you go, everything's yeah. the same. It certainly spelt that way. Because the psychic projection that this planet sent out, you know, it told, it gave you a sense of doom, but it also projected an image. And the majority of the Mars populace saw this big nightmare well, creature. Here's the thing, though. They didn't. No, the majority John, did. No, John calls out that it was only 19%. Was so it? I thought 19% didn't, didn't. No, see I think it, it was 90 because that's when Malflex like, listen, we always saw that. We saw it. And they're like, no, actually, the, the stats came in only 19%. They're just, he's calling Malflex because he's a liar. Right. And yeah, he says that. I, I'm looking for it, but because I, I even wrote my notes that it was funny because it reminded me of the. Uh, Four, four out of five dentists approve of right. Trident. I'm like, what the hell? Where's that other? But yeah, uh, I can't find it, of course. Of but course. Oh, here it is. Studies suggest that 19.2% of Martians did not see the devil you described. Right. So he, he's claiming that... Only 19% did not see it, so the majority did see it. Suggests percent did not see the devil. Yes. Yeah, maybe I... That, yeah, maybe I... Yeah, actually, Vitus did see... Yeah, I don't know. Why is it... It's weird because then he reacts bad to that. So, well, yeah, I was thrown off by how Malflex like, enough, there's no time for this. Well, yeah, because uh, he saw it and he yeah. believes what he knows he saw. So he's going with his plan. Yeah, I guess he said, every, he said Martians everywhere saw it. Uh, Malevolent Titan coming, a mythic nightmare to wipe us out. So he says that's 19.2% of Martians did not see this devil you describe. It's weird. Yeah, I actually, I, it seems odd to me then because Malflex gets really mad at him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't they Malflex oh, shouldn't be questioning that what he saw and yeah, like, in, his, in my mind that's how he took it. Well, but yeah. so Malflex has gone to the Martian council and he's like, "Look, this is happening. Shit is going down. We got to fight this goddamn nightmare." Yeah, yeah. I'm going to create a super weapon to stop it. John, you're with me. John, you do want the planet to die, John? No. Damn right John doesn't yeah, want it. We're going with this. It's funny at the one point they uh John came across as Al Gore. 
because he was like saying all this. He, he seemed like Al Gore, the insignificant, you know, inconvenient truth. He's like, oh, you know what? We're having problems. It's the core. And it's going to do this. And like, no, no, it's this. And I don't it, I liked it, though. Like I Al- said, I misread that thing. I thought he was really like, hey, you're wrong, Malfoy. No, no, no. Oh, I yeah. like it because that is what people consider doomed to themselves. Well, the that's, that's of the all it was. He, the, the little Martian kid said what they saw was I sent out that Marsh, Mars is doomed and they all thought big monster. Which big old makes, nightmare monster. And it was. Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. Mars fucked up. He, yeah. shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been that open with that. He should have been more specific. Kind of, because that's what they went with, though. And, like, you know, instead of taking this warning that he wanted them to take, like, oh, man, we better, sp- like, stop and start thinking about the planet again, they created a weapon. Malcolm yeah. like, proposes a super yeah. – si- he's going to use science to merge a bunch of Martians together, and he's going to need a conscience for this new thing that he's creating. So he asked John to be the soul of his yep. weapon. And John, like, you know what? They're going to need me. I'm a good man. I'm all in. Yeah. The only thing that uh, Malfleck didn't tell him is that at the end – I'm going to use some forbidden Martian blood magic on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. He's, they're killing everyone, slicing. Yeah. That's. And even he, uh, Malflex, like, hey, I'm sorry, but only a monster can defeat a monster. You know, and, and then and they I love go it and, because John becomes this. I love the progression of John's yeah. character and this, the way he looks differently throughout because he becomes like shape shifts into this big monster in himself. And he's like, look, the, the planet's still going to die. He's going to kill Malflex. Malflex, yeah. the planet's still going to die. You've got to do something about this. So he confronts this monster that's not there. The planet takes on the form of John's child. Yeah. Because, look, uh, I, you're my child. I'm going to take the form of your child. It's almost like a fuck you because yeah. I warned you to do something. And what did you do? You became a monster. Yep. So you know what? It's over. And he wipes the planet. He starts destroying it right there. And a lot of the Martians escape. John is expelled to Earth. Yep. And he has to spend the next million or so years on Earth trying to forget what he's become and what he did to the planet. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and it's yeah. I I'm looking at it now. I'm going through it, and yeah, I like it. Like you said, you wanna you wanna kill that, and he shows his son, and yeah, it threw him off. I I did like that, and then it, but it also I like the fact that it really shows you how he came up with this plan. He knew then later when the, he split into all those things because now we saw exactly what Malflack did. It gives it more to me. Like before, it was just like oh, Malflack's bad. Right. And this actually showed you exactly what he did. And he lied to everyone. He lied to John. And, yeah, John realized that. And then, again, like you said, he had to destroy everything. And now he went. And, yeah, it, it's fucked up. But, yeah, I liked it. I liked the whole the talk only- with all of these guys. And even Mr. Biscuits, who I said I was a little off with. I really liked the panel where he's like, Alicia, it'll be better. She's like, I know, you big twig thing. And it actually big stick turns insect. back into our little girl self for that second right i really like that and yeah the thing is though i just don't understand because um we get the whole bit we get the backstory of mars and how it ended we get the origin the secret origin of john jones uh john johns john jones fucking but um johnny jones johnny jones but what we don't really get is that we see we see that like we don't even see we actually just have dialogue where we find out that like uh john had to freaking spend millions of years trying to forget who he was what he'd done until he sends Malifalax searching for him again, where he split himself into these different personas yep. to try to make it harder for Malifalax. But we don't get the idea of what these identities really are and what they mean to John. I mean, Mold was one of them. Mold is dead. He was supposedly the brain of John, but yep. now he is gone. He is dead. Mm-hmm. How does that affect our hero? Yeah, and in know. the end, 
Um, Wessel, Alicia, and Mr. Biscuits are trying to plead with this child of Mars that is Mars itself to lower the barriers, let yeah, the Martians go. We have changed. We can learn we're better now. And look, and to prove the point, Mr. Biscuits takes off his elephant man goddamn mask, and now he has a normal Martian Manhunter face. And I don't understand what that means for his subconscious. Yeah, I, I'm just looking there, and it's when he's like, hey, they can be better. You know, let them try. Look at me, for example. I didn't know if I was good or bad for a while, but I did know that I liked biscuits. But then, look, I'm not misshapen. Not anymore. And I think maybe, I don't know. He's just I, I saying just that know. people can be better and, and work things out. I don't know how it, it makes it that. But, yeah, and then. And then Mel Flack kills him. Well, and that's where I think it's like there's the Mars, and he's like, yeah, you know, and then Mal Fleck shows that, no, people are also assholes. I think at the end it's going to be one of those where you do find out that Mars and all this, it's just like, hey, there's always good and bad. <laughs> It'll just end because this is another one. It's ending. This oh, yeah. It's not going to continue on. And I'm going to yeah, miss Mr. it. Biscuit goes down. I, I said on the, the site, I really like it. Yeah, even even – I get confused about it a lot. And like I said, I did really like this issue. Um, I think that when it ends in two more issues, it's almost the perfect length of this book. Yeah. Because when this good, happens, but... you're going to end up saving Earth. You'll have Mars there again, you know, and it'll save it. They'll probably uh, leave open-ended where they kind of banish Malphalak. They don't right. really kill him but because he'll use some blood magic or something at the end and he'll, oh, he'll be back. Yeah. But I, I, think that it's, I think that it's ending at a perfect time if it all wraps up. You know, there's still two more issues, right. so I can't. But if it continues, you're just this story just seems very contained. It does. Like but after the thing this, is, we even I said really what's like going to happen. You know what I mean? What's going to happen? Say now they do save Earth. John Johns is himself. That the way this issue, the way uh, not this issue, the series, the way Rob Williams has played this this whole thing, it's not really a book that then you could just have John fighting a villain. There's no no, but it's just that that's not how he set this whole thing up. It would just be such a different course of what this book is. It's been pretty much a mystery now. It's going to be for 12 issues, and then all of a sudden you're just like, hey, uh, John, there's an evil villain here. Let's go, and I don't think it would work. I don't think I'm just afraid be... that we're not going to see this kind of uh, Martian Man. No, I don't think again, we'll ever see And it. I'm telling you, I'm going to miss this because yeah. I've never seen it like this before. But yeah, like I said, though, at, at one point – you would think that he's going to merge all these things back into himself. You're not going to get this if it continued anyway. It would have just been now, like you said, there's an interesting thing where you would wonder if Mr. Biscuits is really dead or, or you know, all these guys, Mold, how he's going to react, how he could come together and how he finds this or that. I have a feeling that Alicia is going to play into one of these, that she's going to kind of sacrifice herself to take a place. I don't know how that's possible, but something about being in that, the, the big, um, uh, Manhunter deal or whatever she was in, the big monster that got her to Mars. The man-eater. Yeah, the man-eater. I, I don't know if that's going to tie in, but something tells me she's going to be like the last missing piece that he needs to be again uh, with Mold and these guys dead. I don't know. But yeah, well, I, I just, I don't know. Once you get these together and you have them save Earth, and then it just seems like it's not something that would continue on with the same sense of what's happening now. Right. It would just end up being just a comic with a, with a hero, and it's more than that. This is such a, a thing about like what makes Martian Manhunter and all this, and it just can't go on forever. I, I just don't know. I, I think that it's like a perfect, like it should have just right. been the way the story's told. It should have just been 12 issues anyway. 
but I don't know. It's not point, selling either. So no, it's not. Eight point five no. out of ten is yeah. I'd give it an eight point five too. I really like the art. It's weird because it's Eddie Barrows, right? Yes, love yeah, Eddie Barrows. We never really say much about him, but yet every time I see this book, I'm like, man, this art's awesome. And <laughs> I never sit there. If you said to me, name your ten favorite artists, right. I don't think Eddie Barrows would ever come up. He's just under the radar. Uh, but this book looks great. So he is one of my favorites, I would say, <laughs> now. But, yeah, he just kind of goes under the radar. But, yeah, we have one last book, another book I like the art of. Sinestro number 21, written by Cullen Bunn with art by Martin Kokolo, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. Yes. We get a low-key issue with this as our Sinestro Corps are catching their breath after the battle between them and the Paling. It seems that with the victory that Earth, con- uh, with this victory, Earth considers the Yellow Lanterns their new protectors. And after retrieving every ring that Sinestro sent out to Earth as her first order as new leader of the Sinestro Corps, Jesus Sornick decides that Arkillo and Saint Walker shall remain on Earth as its guardians before flying off to their next adventure. Man, it's a weird. This is a weird issue. It's, it's weird. a weird. I liked it. It's oh no, a weird I, I love issue. this. Issue. Yeah, it's a weird issue just because where are we going with this? Uh, there's, I, I don't know. There's not a Sinestro book. There's not a Yellow Lantern book coming up in Rebirth. And you have this where it's changing up the game. Uh, I still don't understand what the hell Sinestro is doing except playing around. I don't know. He's tired. I get the idea that he is actually quite hurt. I get it more here than I did in the previous But I I don't understand. Again, there's also, uh, it's spelled out, hey, we can go and cure you right now. You know. And he's like, no, no, not time for that right now. I'm good. It's... Yeah, you get the idea that he wants his daughter to. Yeah, I like that because that. he's made her leader, and now her like the the Yellow Lanterns were pretty much everything that she hates. Yeah, and now she's seeing the admiration that Earth yeah. is giving. They're, and they're I just, think she's also sucking seeing the dick off. Yeah, I, I just think also that she's seeing that yet, even though she thinks they're awful, uh, they they still can do right, and she'll lead them in in that way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, oh, they're they're going on and on. They're even Superman sucking his dick off. Yeah. And Wonder Woman, you know what? They they like it. Well, I love also them. Are, they're also turned on a lot. Yeah, freaking <laughs> Becca is great because Becca goes around talking to them, and they both, Wonder Woman and Superman, immediately fall in love with her. Yeah, I love they're that. both like, I think I love. Yeah, a, me it's, too. It's a throwaway line, but it's fun. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty much this is very low key issue where it's like, you know, the battle is over. Everybody is loving the Sinestro Corps, and Sornik is now the new leader, just going around saying, like, Shit, what am I going to do now? I'm the goddamn leader of this thing I fucking hate. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Mongol shows back up. Yeah, Mongol's there. We He's saw, badass, though. But we saw in the previous issue that everybody who was affected by the paling died when Sinestro killed the pale bishop. But somehow Mongol survived. Yep. No explanation. He's still alive. He sees there's a shit ton of yellow lanterns around him and says, fuck this, I'm out. But you know what, Sinestro? Going to get my revenge, boy. Yeah, he wants his revenge, all right, and he says to them, and he's like, "You burn like my power," and uh, freaking goes to town. I just, Mongol should not have been in this book. Yeah, it it's just, just, I guess it was did, something they had to have. I, I don't know. He had a few pages during the paling, and he was quickly dispatched, and he, he just does nothing here. And well, it's no funny too because he sees he Earth, he sees Earth, and he's like, "Huh." You know what? I need some retribution, but yeah, there's a lot of rings down there. I'm gonna go and plot. And well, I, yeah, besides does. for the Mongol part, though, I love this entire issue. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. This was this actually would have been a really cool way to end the series. Yeah, uh, and just leave it open there. I know they they're not gonna do that. I, I guess that Sinestro is gonna end up being the leader. He's the leader. <laughs> He's gonna end up being the leader just so that he is. 
Um, I would assume that he's going to show up in the, one of the Green Lantern books. They'll they'll mention, you know what I mean. He'll yeah. be around, um, but maybe not. Maybe they'll have her be the leader so that he can go around. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's odd. Uh, just how this is heading to something which I don't yeah, know. Two what issues that left. Is. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying we Sornik's the leader. Mongo goes off plotting revenge. Yeah, he's going to plot revenge. We have a bunch of the core not happy that Sornik's the leader and saying, you know what, we're going to fucking do something about this. Yeah, and we have, you even oh, have that little thing uh, ending with uh, with fucking Black Adam. Yeah, and there's a lot of things open. There's, there's a lot of little small things like that. Like I'm telling you, when Superman and Wonder Woman like immediately fall in love with Becca. Funny as hell to me. But Black Adam and Sinestro at the end, when Sinestro is leaving, and they had this little like understanding, like they yeah. they like they each, other. each other exactly, and like, it's Sin- like hey, he's a friend. Black yes. Adam is almost threatening Sinestro. He's like, you know what? If people were actually knew that you came down here and unleashed a pale bishop, it would kind of seem like you yeah. set this whole thing up. And you're like, you know what? They would think that, wouldn't they? And then Sinestro hands him a ring. And like, yeah. all right, buddy, see you later. See you I later. Really it's like, like yeah, that. It's like hey. Wink, wink. God, I look, love those two Look together. what I'm going to give you. You get a ring, baby. Because, yeah, they take all the rings. I Freaking uh, uh, Scarecrow's all upset. Not again. <laughs> it's and, like you, he you just know what's going to happen, though. It's almost weird. Oh, yeah. Because listen, Drax, like, like Sinestro, she's recalling all the rings that you sent out. Of course she is. The whole goddamn world of the fucking yeah, hell has this a point. ring. We got to get back to a status quo, bitch. There's Superman. They even say, like, we know. I can sense that you wanted it. Like, he's trying to be all cool and I know. say he Th- wanted it. This like truth, that. Superman, he would want it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, Again, that throws everything around because who knows? It's, the timing is weird with what we also read this week. And I don't know. That's where timing is not. You know, it's not going to match up in all the books, but it right. still was a little odd. But yeah, and especially then, like he had that. Why not try that? Try to find another ring <laughs> instead of fucking going with kryptonite, there, buddy. You you were Superman again with the ring. Maybe you could find another one. I don't know. It just seemed odd. Uh, but yeah, I li- I did like it. I had, I'm telling you, not a lot happened. It was just a lot of character interaction, which honestly, yeah. I love that in my comic books, where you know we don't need a lot of fighting all the time. If, I actually could sit there and have two characters just talk to each other the Isn't entire time. Isn't that what it's that long. one guy keeps calling you out on the uh, Red Hood? Yes. Every time there's an issue, oh, sorry that we can't have just every fighting like the Red Hood. Like, that's your favorite thing ever. Yeah. Just bashing heads. And I also like that, you know, Sornik is a popular character, and she gets yeah. a lot more panel play than a lot of other uh, other Lanterns. But I dig the scenario because even though we see her a lot, we don't get a much of her doing anything besides for just like, God, I hate what my dad yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, basically hating her dad and not wanting to join in on the family business. And with her and taking over the like thing, it's, it's pretty genius to me. We get her in a whole other light. Doing like interesting things. We don't have Sinestro just fucking doing Sinestro things. He'll be there in the background, like, yes, daughter. I know. Do this. A couple points, he had some really odd smiles <laughs> going and stuff. But yeah, and even uh, what's your name's like? Uh, oh, you know that it turns out that like, hey, be quiet. Oh, uh, listen, Drag. Yeah, listen. She's always oh, like, hey, another, but this no. That's quiet, another thing or, that oh. we're kind of setting up to for the future is this prophecy that's like coming yeah. down the line that's going to probably mean the death of the Sinestro Corps and like. We we have two issues left. What are you doing, Lisa Drac? Shut up. I know. Uh, I just I said to you before the one thing that I thought you you seem to not agree with. Just the whole thing with Saint Walker to me just seemed a little forced to get him out and about so that he's on Earth and involved in something. Yeah, it just seemed very forced. Well, to we've me. been we've had it for a while now where he was taken by the Sinestro Corps and put to the yeah. Science Division. Yep. He's been re and it really bothered me. They kept saying yeah. this word re-education. reeducation. Yeah, that's and, uh, really awful. 
I'm like looking at the dialogue thinking like he, he now understands the power of the yellow, like the fear. Yeah. And he thinks this was a good thing that now that he's been re-educated, I'm like, is this you talking St. Walker? Is this yeah, you're brainwashed. I'm, buddy. You... I'm actually worried, but I really love the fact that the people love the Sinestro Corps. They do not want him to leave. And Sornik's like, you know, Arkillo, yeah. you stay here, be the people's protector. And, and they set it up. They set it up very well before that Arkillo is this oh, awful yeah. looking guy. And yet this that little girl, you're my hero. And it was like something that he had never known before. And he really liked it. I really liked that they picked him. And I really like that they, in general, just pick somebody. And I, say I, they, I like they it. have that, and then St. Walker's, hey, can I stick around? Because St. Walker and Arkillo have a background, and uh, yeah. Green Lantern, New Guardians. Right. And I love those two together. I'm yeah, happy I to just, have it here. To me, I just thought it was, no, was two like, you had to, yeah, I just, to me, it's just like, we have to have St. Walker somewhere. Yeah, Earth's pretty good. Uh, you know, <laughs> Not that I think he's going to show up, but I, I think that maybe, you think maybe he's involved in the rebirth of the Green Lantern Corps when they come back? I don't know. No idea. I don't know. I don't know how... Again, we don't know anything because yeah. they're not telling us that this could tie in. Is it going to end? Is Sinestro going to be somewhat... Like, that Green Lanterns come back and find out that Sinestro is not leading the... I don't know. I don't know. Has he has he seen something or knows something that's going to happen? He's setting up his daughter. Uh, but, yeah, with two issues left. It's just very hard. I, I'm interested, and I actually would think that it was pretty cool to continue if this, if Rebirth wasn't happening, would have been pretty cool I, I, to see I what's going book. on. Yeah, but yeah, unfortunately. That's the thing. It's weird, because I've fallen behind on reviewing this book regularly. Like, I think I missed, like, an issue or two. Yeah. I read it every month. It's one yeah, of my well, favorite we, books. Yeah, we seem to talk about it every month. I know people were calling us out, because at one point, we didn't like the last two issues as much, because it was it's more it was the same. It was a lot of the same, It yeah. just kept doing the same thing. We, we got past the, oh, man, it's cool to see Superman with the yellow lantern ring. Then, oh, it's cool to see Wonder Woman. Oh, there's Superman. Oh, Black Death Adam Star. and fucking yeah, and it's Deathstroke, Harley, all that. fucking Scarecrow. Yeah, it seems like we always talk about it. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, I told you, that's a trouble uh, when you don't have a review done, then you do the notes and stuff, the research for the podcast, then we talk about it, then you give a score. Number one, you think you already reviewed yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of times. You talk like two weeks down the line, you're like, I reviewed that, and then you look and you no. did But also, you've had enough of it. You've already talked and, and reviewed it on the podcast. You've already looked at Oh my God, it gets too much. But yeah, you have to review it still, right? No, no, this was like the second. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. yeah, you did, because uh, that was Wednesday. You didn't go to work. You yes. had off on Wednesday, and I did not know you were off. <laughs> get that? Didn't get that message. But yeah, that's it. No, uh, I'm saying the art in this issue is great. It's funny to me because yeah. Martin Coco is the art on this month, and his style here works so much better than what, like with this ink and color team yeah. than he ever did on Green Lantern. Because you did not like his work on Green Lantern. No, I didn't. And I here didn't it, at all. It's, it's fantastic. Well, it's, that's what's weird. Yeah, here it's it's different. It maybe it is, but it's that. Uh, he does that whole shadow thing, and there's shadows here, but they're not like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's all ink and colors. I, I gave this an 8.7 out of 10. Yeah, I would actually give it an 8. An 8 out of 10. Maybe a 7.5. <laughs> I, I did like it, but yeah. Uh, I like where it seems to be going, but yeah. it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. My biggest problem with this issue is the Mongol bit, because it did not feel needed yeah. to me. Yeah. They just couldn't kill Mongol off that easy, I guess. Yeah. Well, he's off the plan. I don't know. He better plan quick. He's not gonna Mongo rebirth. He's not going to have any book to come back and fight anybody with. But, yeah, uh, what's your pick of the week, then? Sinestro. Yeah, mine is Superman American Alien. Obviously. My 10 out of 10. Of yep. And now we'll talk about what we're going to do next week. Would be Batman number 50. 
Oh, big God. 50 there for big you. old oh. 50. Mr. Bloom all up in my face. Yeah. Batman and Robin Eternal number 25. Cyborg number 9, which is David F. Walker's last issue. And I've been really digging that I, title. Is that the last one, or did they announce that he's already off? No, not, 9, nine, is, is, nine last, is the last right? title. Uh, Deathstroke, and that's only going to, I guess, only have 11 issues now. Yeah. Because it was delayed. Is that right, or do you think no, they'll double they, up? Um, no, I think it, they'll only have 11 issues. Yeah. Because that was that was always supposed to come out in July, I think. Yeah. Deathstroke number 16. Uh, Grayson number 18, Eric. I've already read it. I know. We have an advanced copy. I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. I'll have a review. It's embargoed, Eric. I'm not allowed to say anything. Nope. Not allowed to say anything. that, But it is um, the... Um, What's his name? The what is that guy's last name now? I can't remember I the guys writing it. The guys writing it that were on uh, Eternal. Oh, uh, freaking Lanham and uh, yeah, no, not Lansing, Lansing and, and Kelly and Kelly. Yeah, it's Lansing and Kelly's uh, first issue. They're going to end the series, and yes, it definitely seems like it's heading to an ending. But yeah, I'll have that up probably at midnight on Wednesday if you want to know exactly what I think about it. Yeah, we have Harley Quinn number ten, Justice League three thousand and one number ten. We have Secret Six, number 12. Suicide Squad's most wanted, Deadshot and Katana, number three. We'll not talk about that. Mm, Superman, Lois, and Clark, <coughs> number six, which I'm looking forward to. So I on. wonder if there's going to be a timing issue weird with the, because Superman came out. And they, oh, that's going to suck that. if they do that. We'll see if that's the case. Uh, Teen Titans, number 18. We are Robin, number 10, which you'll Jim. probably have up early. Jim. Yeah, I already read that. You already read that? So did I. Pretty good. I, also, I also read Teen Titans number 18. I was a little <laughs> Uh And we do have Secret Six number 12 early, but I didn't read that. No, I did not either. I, did, I didn't even grab that one. No, I, I don't think I've uh, read that since issue four yeah, or five. We got the hookup now, Eric. DC, DC gave us the hookup. Moving on up. Yep, we're moving on up. They Dude, actually say We'll probably have a lot of these issues. Uh, you know, it seems like a handful, maybe one. I don't know. The way it was spelled out this week, this is the first week that we were involved in this full out. Uh, it seems like most of the time they give you a couple issues. Uh, this one you got to pick between four. Yep. And I said, all four, baby. I said, send them all my way. I'm a greedy man. I just said, we are Robin, so. Fuck that. I like it all. I love getting things early. And Secret Six is another one of those. I I could care less about that. Reggie is going to review it. He is in Germany. So not only is that not going to come up on Wednesday, <laughs> it probably won't go out until next week. But yeah. Uh-huh. And the last one is Wonder Woman number 50. God, that better be good. Yeah, yeah. That book has been I, suffering for a while. Yeah, right? it's, a, it, it's just... I, how do you think it's going to be any different than a double-sized bunch of nonsense? Uh, that's exactly what I think it's going to be. Yeah, and I don't know. Um, we have Batman 50. I would believe that will be a full-out issue with you know no backup. I would think that... Mr. Uh, Bloom's going to put a seed in me. And in fact, uh, Greg Capullo even took off an issue to, to do this issue, so we'll see. And Wonder Woman 50, I think, is just... I don't I remember... Oh, yeah, I remember what happened when she's sneaking around. <laughs> sneaking around, freaking <laughs> doing nonsense stuff, but yeah. I, I do not think that that's going to be very good, but we'll see. I did not read that one early. We didn't get that one. No. But yeah, that's that, Eric. That is the podcast. That is everything. Uh, yes. It is late as hell. That is. It is late, and we had a lot of fucking snafus recording. Jesus Christ. So hopefully I can edit this nice and easy. And if you do hear some snafus in it, don't tell us about it. Let us stay happy. Yeah, really. Because, yeah, you could end up having snafus, and I don't know. 
but we'll see. I don't think it's going to be as long as a normal podcast because of Reggie not being involved, and we're going to have a couple short segments. No recklessness. No TV time, that three-minute TV time. (laughs) Reggie hasn't done a recklessness lately because he's always been involved in other things. So when he gets back, he does that. He was going to record some uh, before he left, but he didn't have time. He was flying out. Flying out of Newark. I can see Deutsch. The best thing, you have a, a, a airport in Newark because when you get there, then nobody wants to stay. You, you're afraid of flying. You want to get the <laughs> hell out of Newark anyway. You can fucking go. But yeah, he'll be back. We'll probably have a little bit where uh, we talk to him about what he did in Germany. I have, you have any idea why he went there? I have no idea. I don't either. I said to him, you have so many fucking aliases. Yeah, you, they're not. One of them has to be on the no flight list. You know what I mean? And they're gonna. I don't know. The guy is like an international man of mystery going on there. Gets off the plane, goes to the first Germany sees. Hello, mother. Hello, mother. I'm Reggie Hemingway. I I'm Reggie Hancock. Fonte. I'm Reggie Hancock. Goodbye, mother. That's Reggie the Reckless, right Would there. Would you laugh if on? Uh, uh, Batman and Robin Eternal number twenty six. Mother dies, and then that's the last panel. Goodbye, mother. He's Honestly, I want him to go, like Dick, to go into the fortress next issue and actually say the line and he's say that. to say. Yeah. And as she, she like he's like practicing and Hi. he goes and he goes to say it. He messes it up <laughs> and she just goes whoop 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 and runs away. <laughs> and he's like, God damn it! He's trying to get the line. And then Azriel comes in. Hello, mother. God damn! Why do you know it better than me, son of a bitch? Uh, hello, mother. That is the stupidest fucking line I've ever heard. Well, yeah, that's it, Eric. That's the that's podcast. The podcast. I am going to go to bed and sleep until so twelve midnight, I think, because yeah, it's like uh, twenty of four. Yeah, Whew, these things go long. God damn, we're dummies. Yeah. Yes. We... Well, everybody have a great week. Keep yep. it weird, and we'll see you in seven. Proud, Eric. Proud. Proud. See you in seven. Jack the two, baby. That's the clean two. Oh, there he is.